Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life. And ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. And I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens. But I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste. And the taste is actually really refreshing. And I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good. Um, and it's good for you. So remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. 
Today I got a new friend in my kitchen. We met recently uh, a couple weeks ago through some friends, been around each other many, many years, um, different acquaintances through other people and all connected in some way. But uh, Two-Tone, thank you for being here. Born and raised. Toby, thanks for having me. Nobody, I can't really say your real name, huh? It's Two-Tone? I mean, no, I said Alex Two-Tone. People call me Alex, people call me Two-Tone, people call me Alex Two-Tone. Some people call me Chones. Okay. At the poker at the poker table, they call me Chonies. Okay. Don't know how that happened, but it stuck. <laughs> I have so many friends like from New York. I don't know their real government names. Just know their graffiti names like most of my life. Yeah. And like now like we're on our 50s. I'm like, can I just know your real name? No, nah, I'm good. It didn't. Listen, it wasn't a choice because that name followed me from when I was a kid. Okay. And you you know, you know meet people through other people and they introduce you as well, this is Alex, but then they go, which Alex? Two-Tone. So everyone calls me Two-Tone. I don't tell anyone. And when I introduce myself, I say my name's Alex, but... Sooner or later, they go to, you know, everyone, that's just how they identify me. So, I, you know, it's one of those decisions you make early on that you don't know is going to follow you into, you know, adult, age, life. adult life. So where did Two-Tone come from? Uh, basically, uh, the story is this. I used to write ERA, which is not a great graffiti name, E-R-A. Okay. And I was at this dude's house, uh, this dude in the neighborhood named Vision, who was like a legendary graffiti artist, still is. And I was there with um, a kid named Fade, Mikey Nunez, and uh, probably I would guess either Kamlo or Peanut. Anyways, we were all there. Yeah. And it was my first time at Vision's house. I'm a little kid, you know, and I'm just like, I'm looking around. I'm like, dude, this guy has like framed, connected graffiti pictures. Like he had everything clean, framed, connected Big graffiti deal. pictures. <clears throat> there was like a, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure it's not a big deal, but there was like a, look like a submachine gun hanging from the fucking, uh, in the closet. Damn. You know, just like, the whole thing, right? Yeah. And um, and I could maybe, I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, and you know, he's he's t- he's introducing himself. Hey, I'm Vision. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, what do you write, Holmes? And I go, I write ERA. And he goes, he looks at me. And he's got like one lazy eye. And he looks at me, he goes, no, you don't. And I'm just like, oh, shit. What do I do here? <laughs> yeah. he, goes, he goes, my homeboy writes ERA. And I'm, and I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't know what the move is. Like, and uh, and Mikey goes, you should write two tone because because like you're mixed, and I was like, okay, there it is. Wow, <laughs> and the rest of my life. That's from that moment. Though. I'm yeah. two tone. Yeah, yeah. So somebody else is already writing error. You didn't even know that. No, I didn't know. That I was a toy. I was a toy. I didn't know what the fuck it, was going on. I was just happy to be in the room. You know, it's crazy because um, living in New York with a lot of my friends and their crew, they were graffiti kids before they were hardcore kids. So when I started hanging out with everybody out there. It was all these fair ones I would watch with J.A., my boy Isaac, and all these dudes are right, and just seeing all this stuff I had nothing to do with, but they were my boys, so I witnessed these things with Ghost and these fair ones and all these things. I was there watching like these one-on-ones and chasing people with them. Like, what's going on? These tags of MQ and all these dudes I knew growing up. Like, MQ was still killing shit, but like, it wasn't my world until I moved to New York and and was absorbed into that, you know, through hardcore. But it wasn't my, I break dance and shit like that, but I never tagged or nothing. Um, but yeah, a lot of my friends in New York were all connected to that that world, man, which is a crazy world, dude. Well, those are three for, for people that don't know. <laughs> those are three very heavy names in okay. my in my opinion. J A Ghost and M Q. Yeah, right. And Ghost even was Go- way older too. It was crazy. Ghost, yeah, Ghost was. Uh, and I hope I'm not conflating this, but Ghost had a bunch of backup names. I think one of them was Super Glue. Okay. I think he did these. I think it was him. He used to do these Super Glue pieces. And I hope I'm not misquoting this. I just remember being a huge fan of Ghost. Ghost okay. is fucking all these. All three of those dudes, style kings. 
Okay. And, and prolific. J and MQ are still out there. I know. You still, I, I, sometimes I find in New York and on the way out, I'm like, it's just 30 throw ups on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, holy shit. There's like a mailbox on Beverly or something covered in MQ stickers. I was like, yeah. yeah. Lifers. And he sent me a random DM the other day. He was like, yo. And he sent me a picture. It was like me and my son. When my son was a kid somewhere at Risk's house. A long time ago, Risk's yeah. house. But yeah, I was like, but that was never my world. But I, I was kind of thrown into it because I, I moved to New York when I was 18. But. Just it's, it was all amazing to me, like just the whole culture and subculture and well, world. That, that crossover too. MQ also MQ MQ is just maybe all time. Just I don't know. The, one of the illest. So, okay. One of the. But illest. I don't know him. Like, I just know him as the dude I hung out. I watched him put those stickers up. I was like, I didn't realize the impact of him. What he still has, you know? Yeah. It's well, crazy. New York had a had a crossover with graffiti and hardcore music. We didn't. You know, yeah. we didn't have that. I didn't even know what hardcore music was until, like, I had a job in Orange County and I met <laughs> I met a straight edge. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're straight edge. What is that? Like, I had no idea. Yeah, never even heard. I knew what punk rock was and stoner rock, and I knew what punks were because I grew up in Venice. Yeah, and we had a very specific style of what punk was, and that's all I thought it was. So graffiti crews were separate, and there was gangs. Graffiti crew was separate than b boys and stuff in New York. They had like, yeah, the New York hardcore thing with graffiti. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we had, there were B-boys here, and there were gangs, and there were graffiti crews, but there wasn't any hardcore, as far as I know, in L.A., I didn't know of any. There was punk in a different vein, maybe but it was Suicidals, because that was, like, from Suicidal, and that was, I don't know, maybe not. Suicidal was, like, punk, stoner, like, you know, and all that shit. You know, there's like, Beer Nuts and all these fucking bands you see in backyards, and, you know, just local bands, you know, fucking, all that stuff. I mean, it was, it was, uh, mm. but it, I, I had never been exposed to what hardcore is and what straight edge is. And I had to have it explained to me, and I still was baffled. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And then I met my first emo, my first emo dude, and I was like, What? What are you? Your first emo dude? Yeah. It's amazing. This is like, you know, uh, late, maybe very early, late nineties, early oh, early course. aughts. You know? Yeah. And um, I met my first emo. That's so fucking funny. I, no, I, 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 you know, <laughs> shout out to Keith Moon. Uh, he, I remember seeing him. He came in. I'm like, Oh, this dude's gay. Like that was just like, Okay, cool. And then, and then, and then he's like, I'm talking to him. He's just very, just like, and he goes, I have to call my girlfriend. I'm like, your girlfriend? What do you mean? And like, I just was, I, I was even you have thoroughly, the hair and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, the hair, the makeup, the whole shit. He was gothic as fuck. And I just, and I was just thoroughly, I just never had been exposed to it. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know, I was educated, <laughs> I was educated in all of it. And I was like, I was mystified. But you know, there's worlds. Look, it's pre-internet. It's pre, oh yeah, pre-social media. You don't yeah. know what's out there, and there's a million things out there. You know, I still yeah. don't know about. But but if you growing up in Venice. You're probably the first person on this podcast that actually grew up in Venice. Like, people hung out there and went to shows there and stuff like that, but you grew up there and, like, yeah. with graffiti, gangs, just everything, surfers, skateboarders, all kinds of culture, man. It was a it was a definite, specific SoCal melting pot mixture. I think it happens in Long Beach. Okay. I think it happens in Oxnard, like, where it's, you know, low income, by the water, so mm. you're going to get gangs, and you're going to get, like, kids doing shit in the street, skaters, graffiti writers, surfers, and yeah. everyone has the same mentality, which is, like, you know, it's, it's not it's not nice. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. kind of in the same, like, so you Scary. got the, Right. You know, the surfers are beating up the so-and-sos, and the, you, people are getting shot at, and everyone's smoking crack, and that was the 90s, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was wild times. It was fun. It's fun. It's fun. There's a lot of... A lot of uh, it's fun. It's scary at times and exciting, and you know, and it's all gone. Were you, yeah, were you, were you in the streets at a young age? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was out um, writing graffiti, and uh, you know, yeah. You have I siblings? Was, I do. I do. Yeah, I have a half sister, and I have a half brother on, on both sides. Okay. Yeah. 
And so were you like going to school, you're a good kid in school, were you in there, like you'd be like. Well, yeah, I was in school. My body, <laughs> my body was in school. I physically entered school sometimes. <laughs> but uh, you know. You didn't I, like it. No, I just, I never really adapted well to school. And uh, I was also like, have you know I, I was so obsessed with graffiti and also got so obsessed with drugs that mm. like and then i had to leave home at a certain point because some things in the house so then i had my own place at like 16 or 17 wow yeah i had my own place at 17 and um and uh you know the the thing was like okay well take yourself to school and i wake up in the morning and there'd be like you know a joint you know in or some beer and i'm like i either like gonna get stoned and draw or go to school and you know and I just yeah. did, I, I dropped out of school. I just come. I somehow dropped out of high school, like in just a very like. I just turned around one day and I wasn't in. <laughs> and I remember I went back to school. I went. I went to nutrition, like to check in. And it was like I didn't know anybody. Everyone, my whole crew was gone. The table's empty. Like I had just let all this stuff pass me. And I wow. just I, guess, I was like, I guess I'm out. And then I just completely dedicated my life to like graffiti and you know, yeah, things like Your that. Your parents weren't strict and stuff, were they? Or? Uh no I, no my no my dad my parents were my 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 parents were divorced early I lived okay. with my old man and it was just it was chaotic so okay. there was no straight there was nothing it was just kind of like you know I, when I was still living there I would leave on Thursday because I also like in high school I started going to raves right and <laughs> uh, and I, I would leave on Thursday to go to like the you know the, the club and then I would end up coming home I'd leave Thursday come home like Sunday you know I'd just be out damn and then Monday through Wednesday I go to school but like sleep. You know, just to sleep it off, and I wake up drooling, and then that Thursday I'm back at it. Like that was my routine. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, and it was like you know hallucinogenics, and the, you know, it was like my. I felt like I was having my version of like what my old man had in the '60s. Like okay. I was like, where I'm having, you know, I felt like I was, I love everybody, and I found the community and family and all this shit. I really just wanted to get high. Okay. So I was like, I was really, really into getting high. Really. How old were you when you started like partying? Uh, I mean, I think that 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 was really. I think it really kicked off like 16 ish. 15, you know, I was partying, like, smoking weed as soon as I could remember, you know, like, yeah. early. You know, my old man, um, we had... Uh, we, we, was we, it in the house? Yeah, it was, let's just say it was part of the family's business, in a way. Okay. Let's just say so, something I, like that. Okay, I got you. It doesn't matter anymore. Who cares? It's prohibition's over. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> so, there was, weed, there was weed in the house all the time, and, you know, the house was very open, and, you know, it's just kind of like everyone's house Party in Venice. and everything, yeah. Yeah, everyone's house was like that in Venice. I mean, I, there was kids, if you go to their house before school, like, parents will offer you a line, you know? Wow. <laughs> like, you want to do... You know, so there's, it was crazy. You know, everyone, the whole neighborhood was like that, you know? Damn. Um, were you skating too into skateboarding? I skated as a means of transportation, but I never, I never got it together. Okay. Uh, I, I just, you know, I would skate like I, you know, like I checked out of skateboarding, and by the time I did, I was like, I could do a power slide with like you put both hands on the ground. Oh yeah, no. I, could, <laughs> I could do like a power slide, and like I barely could fucking ollie. Yeah. You know, I just skated to get around. Um, what about surfing? No, I didn't surf. I boogie boarded some. I didn't surf too because it was like. You know, like I was, I was really into graffiti, and that's what was drawing me. And also, like the surfing thing was so hectic. You know, like I had a friend, and you know, he got jumped in the local surf gang, and I was like, I don't, Damn. you know, and like I heard that this kid got a snorkel stuffed up his butt, and I was like, I don't want that to happen to me. Like, that shit's know. real, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There, it, it was every gang culture in the '90s in LA infiltrated everything. So if you're a group of kids outside doing something there was a gang element like even our graffiti Skate gang, surf gang, graffiti gang, punk gang, even our graffiti crew, which is not based in Venice. Started jump at one point in the nineties. We just started jumping people in 
I mean, we get in fights all the time, whatever. But then they start jumping people into a graffiti group, which is bizarre. Wow. That's not where graffiti was. You yeah, know. You have to have a yeah. Yeah. And it was. It, it happened for a minute because it was just part of the fucking the zeitgeist. Like everything was, you know. Yeah. It was supercharged. Yeah. yeah. And it was like it was in the '90s, early '90s to to mid late. Like gangs had L.A. in a vice grip, and okay. it was like the rule of law was just like alpha male, um, just bully energy. And like the biggest bullies got all the respect. That's not how it is now. Yeah, you know. But um, did you was, have to grow up fast, kind of protect yourself in the streets and yeah, prove I mean, yourself? I, or I don't know. I I mean, I, I wouldn't say like I had to grow up fast and protect myself. I think I definitely, um, I think I I didn't like. Yeah, I got in fights, but it wasn't my mo. I wasn't always getting. I I always felt bad for dudes. Like when like. People would be jumping someone. I feel, I feel like you know, like if it wasn't warranted, yeah, I'd feel bad. I'm like, fuck, this sucks. This guy doesn't deserve this. You know, yeah. like I always had a sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. My yeah. heart was never in it. Let's just say that. Yeah. But I also am a big dude, and like most times, people wouldn't want to test. Yeah. Like they just, I would just be like, I would just bluff. <laughs> I didn't really want to fight. I mean, yeah. And also when it when it comes down to it, if I am gonna fight, I just it's like I have to get pushed. And when I get over that point, I'm just too, it's I don't want to be that angry. You know, it's, it's yeah. too much. I, like you know, and and. Yeah, I, I just, it was never really my bag, you know? But, I mean, I can defend myself, you yeah. know, and, and I will, but, you know. It's crazy growing up in New York and, like, thinking about California and you seeing, like, that, that gang culture and, like, oh, wh- wh- what's it like out there? There's palm trees, it's beautiful, there's an ocean. You don't think about, because in New York, it's just, like, neighborhoods and different boroughs and stuff like that. And then, then you watch those movies growing up, all the West Coast movies, American Me, just Boys in the Hood, all this stuff. And yeah. then, then I move out here and it's, like, one of the first months I lived here, I was at riding my bicycle from Trader Joe's and this car pulled up next to me and the dude was in the low ride. I was like, where you from, Holmes? And I was like, yo, I'm from New York. He's like, all right. And he drove away. I was like, holy shit. Like, this shit is real. I'm all tatted up, head shaved. I'm like, oh, yeah. Shit's crazy, You might have some dickies on. Yeah. <laughs> you could have had a white t-shirt on. You're you're wearing a uniform. But I'm on the Brea, bro, by Trader yeah. Joe's. But it's like, Don't I was matter. like, holy fuck. Like, this is. You get caught slipping anywhere. <laughs> and then the only times I've been fucked with by the police is twice. Like, where are you from, Holmes? Are you a tweaker? Threw me against the wall in Santa Monica. <laughs> Asked if it was in my bag. I was, I was shipping merch. I was all by myself, and I got fucked with twice. Like, checking me. Like, I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Shit's real. No, that was a, listen. That whole deal was part of the deal. Like, where are you from? Like, sometimes the thing that would save you from that is just what shoes you had on. Because mm-hmm. in the 90s, it was very specific. You and had New York a- helped, too. I'm not even from here. New York's right. good. I'm from New York. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I'm from New York. They're like, okay, whatever. Or if so you're in Cortez, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. There's no, there's no, there's no talking your way out of that, you know? Yeah. And, it, that, and that was just like, you know, and I remember like, I think I would wear Dickies and white t-shirt, but I wear Docs, you know, because mm. I wasn't fully, I wasn't trying to fucking get that heat, you know. Yeah. But you, you kind of wanted to wear the Cortez too. It was like, I yeah, we wear. rocked those in New York though, yeah. and Dickies. And I stopped wearing and moved to L.A. straight up. Yeah. Because you could get the original ones that were nylon. Those were vegan by default. It was synthetic suede, and we love those vinyl, those nylon Cortezes. And yeah. then I started buying the swap meet out here, like. We just, I, I, we loved, like, all my friends, we loved the whole L.A., the Canvas Belts, just all that L.A. shit, being, being in New York, you know? We wore Carhartts and, and Chuck and Timberlands and all that other shit, but, like, I don't know, something about California was just intriguing, man. Same. I mean, I love the New York shit. I remember, yeah. like, going to, you know, you see, who, you know, you, you start listening to Mob Deep, and you're like, what the fuck are these guys wearing? Oh, my God, Haley Hansen. Yeah. I gotta get one of those. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's not even warranted to wear that in L.A., but, like. But even the car before it was whipped, like car, you just get it from the fucking Army oh, Navy yeah. store, yeah. which is crazy how that became something now, whatever. But like 
all of us rocking all that shit, man, in New York. Everybody, and then like hip hop, everybody started shaving their heads. And then like Onyx are like shaving their heads, wearing docks and wearing flight jackets. Like, I love all that shit. that's like meshed together. Yeah, the workwear. Yeah, and it was like the skinhead look too. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Well, it was there wasn't there weren't any options, right? Like you either there weren't streetwear didn't really exist. There's a couple companies. Yeah, and you're either wearing you know workwear or you're or on some polo shit or you know triple five soul. Right, that was the beginning of this whole thing, right? Of all these things happening. I mean, Fat I, Farm, yeah. Fat Farm. I used to work at Eddie Bauer, like when I was a kid. Okay. And Eddie Bauer was like, "That's where you get like that's where the ballers would come from my school who like sold dope and they pull up and they bake, buying all the fucking you know corduroy shit and like you know yeah. all that crazy like you know supposed to be for expeditions or camping and it's like all these fucking gangsters are wearing all this like crazy Eddie Bauer shit or if like if you're really about it you had the Eddie Bauer Explorer you know it's like damn preppy you're dressing like a preppy waspy person to emulate. The idea that you had money, right? So that, yeah. was, that was the vibe. So And Ben Davis, too. Fuck, yeah. we loved Ben Davis. You couldn't get none of that shit in New York, though. Yeah, yeah. So so you you you're, you're, uh, you move out of your house. So what are you doing to survive at that point? Um, you were like a teenager, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just getting by. You, you know, working at all? Like working jobs? Uh, in the beginning, no. My old man doing some money like because he felt bad for what was going on. And yeah. Like, but but eventually, you know, I started having trying to figure out how to how to how to do things, and that you know, there was a point when I did start working. Like you know, I had very nor- like you know, I was a roofer, and I worked as a plumber's assistant. And I worked at Bay City's Deli, and I like and worked at a shoe store. At one point, I had all of those jobs at once. And like, damn, you know, so you're working. I was I started working, yeah, but uh, you know, and then after a while, it was like this. You know, I remember, I remember, I remember at one point being like, "Damn, maybe one day I could be a plumber." You know, like really, it's really good trade, man. Yeah, like really looking at guys in my neighborhood. I'm like, that dude's got a truck and he has a house, and I'm like, "Fuck, what if, what if I was a plumber?" You know, and then she had good work ethic. You were like down to work. I was down learn. to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the funny thing was like, I yes, I, I'm very down to work, but I can also be incredibly lazy and self destructive. <laughs> so it's like a weird, you know, I'm either one or the other. You yeah, know, are so. you wiling out a lot when you're like moved out and you're on your own? You kind of just oh, it was chaos. It was, it, I mean, we used to have you know, um, my crew would come over, and uh, they would come to my house on a Friday night. My apartment, my apartment was a block away from this this place in Venice called the Pavilion, which is where we all we all painted. It's it's been torn down now. Now it's a bunch okay. of these walls that are on the sand. Okay. But oh yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a giant amphitheater. And uh, it had all these walls and barbecue grills, and you know people used to skate there all the time. And Sick. I lived right up the street from there. It was my apartment on Pacific. So the whole crew would come over on Friday. We get drunk, right? We get fucking blasted. And the idea was like to hang out all night, get up at six in the morning, go paint the yard. But then we would also get drunk and just spill out of my apartment and just bomb everything. So like, Damn. if you look at my apartment, there's just graffiti radiating. Like we weren't even smart enough to go down the block. It was like graffiti radiating from like everywhere just around front it, door just down coded, the yeah just down the whole street it was it was like uh, the stories in that place i mean there's people that i meet who are like i used to go to your house all the time i don't even remember like it damn. was it was chaos it was pure fucking chaos like it was just it was out of control and um i mean there's there's endless stories but i remember one time my dad was like asking me about he's like you know i think i know you write graffiti i'm like okay i never told him anything and he goes you know i just want to know like you know what is it what is it you're doing i'm like i'm just you know i'm i'm just like I'm just painting, you know, I'm doing paintings, you know, whatever. And he's like, art. okay, yeah, I'm doing art. And then, and then he, um, 
he one day was like coming over to my house to give me a piece of his mind because he saw, he knew what I wrote and he saw my name on a parking meter and he was going to come over and like be like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he said he walked to my house and he looked he looked to this wall to the side and there's just huge like AWR block letters and he's like, oh, fuck it. I don't know, you know, that was, his <laughs> la- that was the last time of trying to like parent. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, it's over. Um, wow. So that was your crew AWR? AWR, yeah, AWR and then and then MSK, but AWR was the was the beginning crew for me. MSK is big. I know he's, I know that one too, yeah. Yeah. MSK is the MSK was basically like it started as a feeder crew to AWR, okay. right? And what does then, that stand for, AWR? Uh All Rights Reserved, Always Rocking, Artwork okay. Rebels. Okay. Um, uh and uh yeah, they started this thing called MSK, which would be a feeder crew like a like a B League, right? And it, you get an MSK, and then you get an AWR afterwards. And AWR, you know, was like the the bigger, stronger, you know, crew. And uh, what happened was is that one of the guys in MSK was like, "Fuck this, let's make MSK the shit." And GK, and he he's the president of MSK, and he basically turned MSK into this like monster crew. And AWR became kind of like the sideline. Like we we became the B team, right? Okay. Because they're relevant, they're younger. Yeah. And yeah, all yeah. the MSK guys are in AWR and vice versa. Like it's all one thing. But Still around too. Oh yeah, we just had a like thirty year reunion. Wow, dude. Yeah, it was like everyone got. The, I mean, all the fucking skeletons, all the fu- everyone came out, and it was like you see guys. You know, I mean, these are guys that I spent my life with. Like I, yeah. I spent like you know, I've known these guys for since I'm a kid. You know, since 25, 30, 30 34 years. Some Jeez. of them. You know, like that's and I forget. You forget. Time goes so fast. It moves on, and you you don't realize. And you see these guys. You're like I've known you since I was a little kid. You know, I've eaten at your fucking mom's house. Like you know, we've we've watched each other puke and what all these other things, <laughs> yeah. you know um but Damn. uh yeah we all you know and it's like it's crazy i mean uh, you know in the world of graffiti um that name is uh i think legendary respected I yeah there's a lot of weight and i think and i will say i'll stand by this i think that they're i think msk um i don't know msk maybe probably one of the best graffiti crews in the world if not the best mm-hmm. i don't know it depends who you ask or what time period, yeah, exactly. but yeah. but you know you're not gonna not mention that name. So how big was it back then? When you say it's big, like <sighs> um, back then, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, hundreds of people or not? Nah? I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if hundreds. It's is only really, Cali. No, there's there's people everywhere. It's there's, there's, there's a there's some new people that got in recently. Okay, so it's spread out now. There's, okay, and there's always been people, and you know we have people in England, we have people in everywhere around the world. Yeah. So it's 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 a it's a global organization at this point, you know. And then um, there's beefs with other crews back then, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, yeah, there was, yeah, there was beefs. Um, you know, I can't really speak. It's on just it. people tagging over each other and writing over each other's stuff and disrespecting, right? Sure, but it turns into other things. You know? Yeah. Like we, you know, AWR always had beefs with like we had rivalries, we had beefs, and sometimes it would heat up, sometimes it wouldn't. You know. And yeah. Like, I think a lot. I think more than crew on crew beefs. There's just like it's more like people have beef with each other, you know, like I, it's yeah. rare that like you're riding like MSK is riding against this crew or whatever, but like there are beefs that flare up and it depends who you're beefing with. If you beef with the wrong guy, you're going to catch the beef in, in a, in a way that's not, not pleasant, you know? Yeah. And it gets, it gets to that level, you know, cause it's, this is, this is a contact sport, you know? And like, you kind of got to be willing to take it to wherever it needs to go. So if people tagged over your shit, you would get fucking like, for disrespect and yeah of course like yeah. you know someone like if i did a piece and someone wrote on it you know you're like well fuck you i'm gonna stamp you back and yeah you know, again i'm fully retired at this point I don't, I don't do graffiti anymore um i love it 
I mean, I never stopped drawing, but like I stopped bombing, you know, I stopped yeah. doing that stuff. It just kind of like, there was a point when I just had to like kind of make a decision. Um, did you get, did you get arrested a bunch of times doing graffiti? Yeah, I get arrested. Like, but it was like, it was a joke. You Is get arrested. fines and shit or no? Yeah, you get fines, you get community service. It was like, you know, at, at some point though, they turned into a felony. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I think like uh, ten, fifteen years ago, they. I don't. I don't know if it, it's not now, but there was a moment. There was a period where they turned graffiti into a felony. I'm sure some political reason, and you know, broken windows theory, etc. And they made it a felony to write graffiti, and then they were starting to put dudes in prison for graffiti. Wow! Yeah, and dudes were going to the pen for graffiti. Holy shit! Which is like crazy, you know. It's totally crazy. Yeah. You think now it's more, um, not normal, but. I see so many murals and all these things around the city and just like now I mean, people see it more as art now, I think. You yeah, appreciate I think, it more or? Um, I don't know if they, I think that it's. Maybe understand it more or I don't know. Everything has become accessible and to a degree watered down. And I don't. Normal. And yeah. normal. I don't like think. Like tattoos, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. everything is now like something that you can just like jump in and jump out of. True. I don't think that the guys I'm talking about belong in that bucket, but yeah. I will say like, you know, there's this great video of this kid. <laughs> I think it's in New York. I love this video <laughs> where he's like crying because someone he stand, he went over somebody and the guy socked him and he's like taking a video of himself saying like crying about it and being like, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, you're missing the whole point here, bro. Like you missed the totally. whole, the whole thing. That's not, that's not what this <laughs> is, you know? <laughs> and like people think it's like, there's, you know, it's not a safe space. It's not a, you know, it's not, this isn't a place where you're, you're you come to be, you're you're owed respect for any other reason. You're respected because you're good at what you do. Yeah. And that's it, you know? And yeah. If you're lame, you're not respected. So, you know, that's kind of how that goes. But, um... Yeah. Were you, were you like, climbing up bridges and going, like, this high no, spot? No, I hate that shit. I, okay. I, was talking to, I was talking to my podcast with GK about it, and I was like, I tried to do one heaven, and I was like, fuck this. Like, What's I'm it not, called? A heaven. Like, get up on a billboard, you know? It's like, a heaven piece? Okay, wow. Yeah, and I, I did it once, and it was like a, a semi went under the billboard, and the whole thing shook like this. And I'm like, you know, I'm on top of the freeway. I was like, I just, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little heavy for that shit, man. I'm like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a small guy, and like jumping up over fucking fences and getting, it's... It's hairy. It's hairy. It's did, you ta- did you ever uh, do tag up in New York and stuff when you? you yeah, when I would go out there, I would. Go, yeah, Bridges for sure. Is up sick, yeah, man. Yeah, I would go out there, and like, you know. But I, honestly, like, I, I'm not like, I will be. I'll be straight up. Like, I don't think that my graffiti career is close to what the guys in my crew have done. Like, I think like I did my thing. Yeah. And I was like a part of a crew, and I did work. But like, there's guys that have done things that. You know, I don't know, far surpass anything I ever did. And I and I have the utmost respect for graffiti and graffiti writers, and I always will, you know. Yeah. Just, there's no, I can't get it. I thought for sure when I was a kid, I was like, this is something I'm going to do. And then when I'm 30, I'm going to have a golden retriever and a fucking white picket fence, and, like, it'll be something I did. To this day, I cannot, like, I'll never stop looking at it. I'll never stop recognizing it. I'll never stop doing it and even drawing it and yeah. thinking about it. Like, it is wired into my brain, even though I quit, you know. Yeah. Were you into art and stuff as a kid? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. I was. A, I used to draw. I'd paint. You know, I still do. I still do those things. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I can, and, and I find it. I find it actually more enjoyable than almost anything else I do. Yeah. You know, sitting down like drawing a portrait or doing something like that to me is, it, feel, it just feels really it's therapeutic nice. too. Oh, probably it's nice. It's just like quiet. I put on music. I draw. I got my pencils, my pens. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna draw and do this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like a. Uh, y- you want to. You think that's gonna be your life if you start like a company based on graphics or art or something but it, it ends up quickly being not that you know mm-hmm. it, it's something you get to do once in a while not something you get to do all the time unless you choose to become that you know do that as a profession which you know yeah what well, did you have any goals when you were out of school and you were just hanging living um that you wanted yeah, to do? I, didn't, I didn't really think that 
I didn't have any goals. I just wanted to be good at graffiti and I wanted to get high. Okay. Uh, I didn't think <laughs> I was going to be around too long. You know, mm. as a kid, I just, I didn't see it. I was like, I'm not going to make it to 30. Wow. Um, that's what I thought, you know. And uh, I just kind of, I, I, I was not thinking. And I wasn't prepared for life or what life is or anything. You know, some kids come out and they're ready. Like, they have a plan. Yeah. Know? Whether it's their plan or their parents' plan, they got a plan. I didn't have a plan. I just kind of was like thrust out into the world. And it's like, okay, well, figure it out. Damn. And I did. Yeah. But, uh, but I, listen, I did it the hard way. I didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't nice. You know, it wasn't, uh, I, <laughs> I made a lot of messes, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But leading up to the brand, what kind of stuff were you doing involved in? Were you creating with other people? Or did you work for other companies? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I had a, you know, I worked for this one company. Um, I think when I, I mean, I, I've, did a lot, I've done a lot of things, right? Yeah. Um, I, when, I was, uh, when I was a kid in Venice and I was kind of figuring out, I couldn't figure out what to do with myself. Uh, this guy was like, you should, you should do tattoos, right? Wow. You should become a tattoo artist. And I was like, what? It was like, <laughs> I, what do you mean? And this was like at the beginning, like the only tattoo artist that was, the only graffiti writer that was doing tattoos at that time was Seen, right? Seen, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it was like, and I remember seeing that. Because all these things to me were mine. Like, wait, I could, like, I could be that guy. You know, I'm a little kid. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And this guy gave me a rope. He's like, he's like, he gave me some hope. Because I didn't have any hope for myself. I was lost. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You yeah. know, I was fucking whacked out on fucking hallucinogenics and coke, all these things. And I just was like out there. And he goes, you should just start drawing. And I go, well, tell me what to do because I'll teach you how to tattoo. And I was like, okay, I'll do whatever you want. So he goes, get a book and fill it up. Jay Fish. I always talk about this on my podcast. Jay Fish, guy from Kentucky, sweetest guy. He goes, get a book. And he's like, two-tone, get a book and fill, fill it full of, just fill this thing full of fucking drawings. I just want you to start making banners. So I'm drawing banners. Banners, yeah. And he goes, and draw skulls. And I'm drawing skulls. And now draw roses. So I have a whole book just full of skulls, banners, roses, straight out of the fucking 90s. Everything has that weird kind of like bulbous 90s, like slightly b-boyish look. It's all fucked up. And like yeah, the perspective yeah, yeah. is all warped. You know, one eye is super big and the banners, you know. <laughs> It's all got this weird graffiti element to it too. It's a mess. But um but I did this. I filled up this whole book, yeah. you know. And it was the first time I'd ever done anything. <laughs> like I'd never done, you know, I didn't I I didn't do anything. I never finished school. I never I just bluffed my way through high school and do everything. You know, I I could just like show up to the test and figure it out. Like I, you know. Damn. But um I fi- I filled out this book and I'm just like, wow. I I actually did I actually completed a task, you know, which is also I found very hard. I couldn't complete anything. And uh I think I, you know, and I started working on another book, and then he he had me making needles. You know, back in the day, people tattoos would oh, make yeah, needles, yeah, yeah. solder them together, which is it's like a terrible, you know, you have a jeweler's loop and you're soldering these like you know rounds together or like the magnums, and like I'm trying to solder needles together. Jesus. And um, somewhere in the middle of that process, I like I went back to school and I went to SMC and I got my high school diploma, and then I got myself into film school. Wow. Yeah, I just was like, I just. I got a switch flipped and I was like, okay, I got to, I have to, I just, I think things like that, like someone taking some interest in me and being like, you can do something taught me that I could do stuff. And I was like, okay, well, if I can do that, let me try this other thing. So I did that and I got into a UCLA film, which is like, you know, at the time, not an easy school to get into. No, it's awesome. Um, And I'm in school, and it's. And you re- loved film. You loved all that I stuff. Loved, I love yeah. film my whole life. Yeah, I love music videos and film. And yeah, like, I was you know always. And um, so I got into film school, and you know it's funny because I think when I was in film school, I was like 24 or maybe 25. You know, I, I started late, and these kids are coming out of high school, coming out of high school, coming out of their parents' house into film school with me, and they're just like, they're 
like babies. Like it, by the time <laughs> I was their age, I'd already seen everything. Yeah. And I'm talking to them. I'm like, these kids are, you know, and, and these kids are like making these like existential films about the human condition. I'm like, you guys don't know anything. Not that I was any better, but still, I just was like, you know, I was trying to rip off fucking belly, you know, like um, <laughs> Great in movie. my student film, you know, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, and, yeah, I go to film school and then, and again, like there's a lot of things in film school I couldn't, like the things that I love were like talking about films and you know, the, the, um, one of the professors was like friends with Scorsese. So he'd do a whole class on Scorsese wow. and just break it down. And like, you know, or he would say like, go watch a film and like reverse engineer it. So I took taxi driver and I reverse engineered, like wrote every line down. Like I rebuilt the script from watching the movie Damn. and you really see the mechanics of it and you just, blows your fucking mind you know like that's awesome yeah so like that i learned some really valuable stuff and then when it came to cinematography i hit a wall because my math is not good so i couldn't really figure out exactly how to get there i never really figured out like i've done photography and done things but i've never actually figured it out properly you know Mm -hmm. so there are things where i'd hit a wall and then eventually what happened too is i i just um I couldn't focus. I would go to class i'd fall asleep in class i you know i have this like narcoleptic thing where like when something is is painful for me. I'll just go to sleep. You know, like my computer shuts down. So somewhere in the middle of that, I got, again, I got offered an apprenticeship by Jay Fisher's head left. And I got an offered an apprenticeship at this place called tattoo asylum in Venice. And it's again, like I've, I've, my, one of my problems, I don't know how to say no to shit. Like, Oh, here's an opportunity. I got to try it. Cause who am I to say no to anything? Yeah. I'll try this opportunity. You're going to, so I'm in film school. They offer me an apprenticeship. I'm, I'm kind of waffling in school and I start taking the tattoo apprenticeship and I do a few tattoos and then, wow. And then I don't, I, I drop out of film school in good standing. I have this fantasy about going back because I can go back whenever. Yeah. Because I left in good standing. I'm like, I'm going to go back and take the writing program. But anyways, uh, so I, I start doing tattoos, you know, and. Uh, Are you good at it? Getting good at it? I'm all right. You know, yeah. I, d- I did like 10, you know, there's some terrible tattoos floating around out there. Like I see <laughs> once in a while I'd see him. I'm like, oh, fuck. You got one of those, huh? Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I used to love to draw. I mean, it, listen, tattooing is is a very like tattooing is akin to, it's a blue collar trade. It's hard. Like yeah, the drawing is like like a tenth of it. You know, you get to draw on paper, and then the rest of it is like you're applying a tattoo. It's work and Not, it's yeah. craftsmanship, and it's you know, and it's like you know, and there's the 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 the, the um, you know, the blood and all the pathogen shit, which is like I didn't love that, you know, mm. but. Uh, but yeah, I, some, I started doing the tattoos and then there was like a thing where like they couldn't keep me in the shop and they wanted me to tattoo out of my house. And I was living with, with an ex-girlfriend at the time. And I was like, I don't want to tattoo out of the house. So I kind of stopped doing that. And then I started doing graphic design and like trying to work as like a designer for people. And like, you know, I'd work with, uh, Aaron Levant who used to be back then. He's a, you know, he's like a, he's like a he's like a, he's like a tycoon now but back yeah. then he was like an in, he was a kind of an intern at this place at this company called green apple tree gypsies and thieves and I, I would try to submit designs to aaron and it's just like you know i'd like draw a piece and like photocopy it on a piece of paper and bring it to him you know it was like full caveman <laughs> shit Damn. you know trying to figure it out you know yeah you know, take commissions and then whatever all these other things happen you know i'm also like at that time trying to get i'm, I'm also getting sober Okay, yeah, I was around that time, that, yeah. like, you know, I, I realized in my early twenties, like, oh, the jig is up. This is not going to work. You know, I started really getting in trouble, getting arrested, and Damn. overdosing. All those things that happen when you when you're into these things, and yeah, uh, catches so up I, with you. Catches up, and um, because I'm an alcoholic, and I do things alcoholically, and I one is never enough, and a million is never enough, and all that bullshit. So you know, I started um, uh, you know, I started experimenting with just like abstaining from doing stuff so like how old are you then when you're doing that when early 20s when okay, i started yeah. like i'd be like i'm gonna do a couple months sober and i do nine months and i did a year then i did three years like i was trying right. to figure it out you know like yeah. everything else in my life i've just had to figure it out on the go 
you know, mm-hmm. fucking build a plane while you're flying it. How does this work? I don't know. No guidance, no fucking structure. Just like, how do we do this? How yeah. do I survive here? You know, are you talking to your p- parents at that point? When not you're really. Your no, not, not so much. Yeah. Um, not really. It's, it's chaotic, you know? And, um, so you're learning everything. Like, yeah. There's yeah, no just, father figure. None of that stuff. Yeah. Not really like, you know, I wouldn't say no. I mean, my dad was there, but not there, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, um, Love my dad, though. You know, if he does listen. My dad listens to all my podcasts and shit. Love Shout him. Shout out to you Pops. Know, we all did the best we could do at the time. And, you know, yeah. we, him and I are great, you know. But, you know, he was, he was doing, he had his own trip going on. So, um, but yeah, you know, and then, and then eventually, like, it's fast forward. I hit 30, right? And at 30, I don't know what happened. Like, at 30, somewhere, somewhere along the line, I got a job as an art director at a clothing company. Right? Okay. And I was desperate at this point to do something because I was terrified. I'm like, my life is going to go down the fucking drain. I dropped out of film school. I'm not tattooing. I'm doing freelance graphic art. But you're sober. Yeah, I'm sober, but I'm like learning how to be sober. Yeah, yeah. Stints of time. And and I get a job at this clothing company and like I just kind of go, I go to the interview and I'm like, it's in Orange County, which I was like, I'd never been to Orange County. I don't know what Orange County is. Not a fan. Culture of, shock from Venice. Not sure, a fan bro. of Orange County. This Same. was not, it was not, it, it just like I went, I remember going to a fucking supermarket and this guy had like an iron cross tattoo and i'm like what the f- where am i like what the fuck Sussy is going tats. on yeah, 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 like, yeah just yeah. like that culture is just very much what you know you know what that is yes. and um so you know and then uh yeah at some point i got a job as an art director for this denim company and i was like i just wanted a fucking job and i was yeah. like oh shit i got a job i'm making like you know 50k a year and like ben i was like holy shit i fucking made it you know like <laughs> benefits you know dent some sh- you know and, and and i get the job by by bluffing as i've done my whole life i just mm. kind of bullshit the guy like yeah yeah boom boom yeah i know how this works like i had the the thing is that i wasn't bluffing because i had the the thing that you have to have which is like ideas yes and i and i had perspective on things happening culturally in the zeitgeist and what was happening that i had but what i didn't have was i didn't have the technical skills that's where the emo guy came in okay <laughs> sir <laughs> keith moon sits down next to me and i just and he's a whiz at photoshop and he's just sitting there and he's just quietly just clacking away and i go okay, what's the what's the hot key for this how do i do this how do i lasso this how do i knock this out and i learned on the job wow but i was like Technically, his boss, and I'm asking this guy, you know, wow, and I'm asking this guy to like show me, you know, um, how these things work and blah blah blah, and he did. He, he taught me Photoshop right there, you know, on the clock. It's awesome. And uh, eventually, like, I just, you know, that flamed out. I left. With your a couple years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it just it was too much. Uh, you probably learned a lot there. Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned. I learned so much. I learned so much shit. Um, I learned to express ideas and like, I learned that like if I had an idea, it could actually come to life. Yeah. And that's a big, you know, like that's a huge leap from, you know, I talk to people all the time and they talk about like, you know, I want to start a company. I'm like, where is it's not going to work? I'm like, that's not the worry. The worry isn't whether or not it's going to work. That's not just starting the company itself and functioning as a company. Even if it doesn't work, it works because you did that. Right. Yeah. So there's no failure. And I, this sounds like some bullshit, like Instagram fucking, you know, <laughs> uh, life coach shit, but it's, I've done it. Like, it's like, yeah. if you just start the thing and you go through the steps and you make the product and you have the product in your hand and you did it, then you're like, okay, that's a building block. Whether or not it's successful is another conversation. Totally. And if you know how to like take that and learn from it, then you're in business. Yeah. You know, like one of the first things I did that, that, the, one of the first things I did where I made a product was I made, I used to do prank calls all the time, right? Okay. I was a huge- Like the Jerky Brothers. Yes, that was my, I love prank. I would call people, we get high, I call people. So I started recording my prank calls. Sick. 
and I made a CD of the of the prank calls, and I made a thousand CDs, and I just gave them away. For me, that was a huge thing because I made the calls, I put them in the CD case, I designed the CD cover, I labeled it, and I gave it away, and people loved it. And like awesome. that was one of my first experiences with making a product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like these little things that you do. There's just like these tiny little building blocks. Yeah, you know, and um, so that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. You know, it was like it was. It's interesting that the moments that like actually stick out that actually help develop me as like a you know a person who's now an entrepreneur and a creative person yeah. by trade, right? So, um, so after that, the couple the jeans. So I got the yeah, I got the job and I and I left that job and like, you know, <laughs> did you have anything set up? We just you just left and trying to figure. I don't it out. think I had anything set up, and I <laughs> no, I didn't. I had nothing set up. I was just going to be a freelance graphic artist, and I remember too. My friend let me lend me lend me. She lent me her fucking um, what she had? she had a Nova. She had a jacked up Nova. Sick. She just bought it. It was fucking. It was this jacked up fucking Nova, <laughs> and she lent it to me for the weekend. I remember like literally peeling out of the parking lot when I quit and like leaving rubber trail like it's so wow. dramatic. I was like, like just f- flying down PCH like I was, you know, like you know, we all suffer from fucking main character syndrome, right? You don't know, yeah. What the f- so, um, <laughs> did you have a name for yourself in that world at all at that point or no? I've always been known as Two Tone, you know. Like, but like, that, like, oh, did people know who job, I was? Like the marketing. Yeah, I think I think people were like somewhat you know yeah, like you, that guy you know that guy knows how to do this and he's yeah, you know, yeah. he's talented and then what happened was i um i a guy that worked at that company approached me and he goes hey um i know a guy that owns a silk screen facility do you want to start a clothing company with me and i was like kind of dubious i was like i don't know and i and i wasn't really sure if i wanted to yeah. and he and i go i'll just take the meeting and yeah, why not? Yeah, right. And it's like famous last words, man. Like you know, you start you start having a conversation with someone, and all of a sudden you turn around, and like six years go by. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Where you know? So we go in the room with this guy, and uh, he goes, you know, I had the pedigree from working at the the company. This guy had made a blazer that he showed him, and the guy yeah. goes, you guys want to start a company? Let's go. I'm like, what? And that's how it happened. Damn. And the guy just let us start a clothing company in his facility right there, and we started this company, and again, you know. That company, which, you know, um, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I learned a lot. And I also I also ground myself into a pulp where I would work there. Like, because I basically would design everything. I would sit there. I would tweak on like a button. I would make the most insanely, you know, because I, I felt like more was more back then. Yeah. And I felt like the more you design stuff, the better it is. And it was in the era of like when Christian Audigay popped off and all these things. And like we were, it was kind of like, it was like in the second or first, maybe the second wave of streetwear, you know, and mm. it was kind of streetwear had like popped up and died and it was kind of coming back. And we were kind of in that pocket for a minute. And then we kind of went men's contemporary and I was making these hoodies. Like, and I was over designing everything. I was designing, I was like, it was just out of control. What year was that? Probably 05, 2005, I'm guessing. What you was know? the brand called? Ugh, I don't even want to say. It. <laughs> terrible. I don't want to say because I hate. I hate oh, I it. Fucking don't say I hate it. it. I hate it. Okay. Uh, and I and I um, <laughs> you can find. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I need to scrub the internet. Um. <laughs> so yeah, what was popping back there? Like Fresh Jive or no? Was yeah, it Fresh fucked? Fresh Jive is around forever. Fucked was fucked's been around forever. They've those guys have been around for fucking ever. Oh jeez, bro. Yeah. Oh jeez, yeah. Um, yeah, they were around, but it was like again, like the Stussy. that market. That Stussy's always been around. Like that market had like mellowed at that point. Yeah. So then this new market popped up, which was like celebrity driven, kits in fucking Paris Hilton trucker hat. Like oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That era exploded. Christian Autojade, Von Dutch, like Von just Dutch. the most insane fucked up shit. It's ever. a sick documentary, by the way. That's a really good one. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So yeah, Von Dutch, and then what is the other one? The tattoo guy named after him. That was another big one. The trucker hats. Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I saw the first Ed Hardy shirt. Ed Hardy's a legend. I like, know. As a tattoo artist. Ed Hardy's like, 
that's Ed Hart. Like, you know, because as a tattoo artist apprentice, you're taught like this is Ed Hardy. Right? Yeah. The Don, like he's the, a king in, in tattooing. Totally. Right? And I remember seeing a shirt with an Ed Hardy print on it before it got, it was like season one. Okay. And the shirt was like obnoxiously expensive. I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is a beautiful shirt. This is fucking amazing. And then like quickly after it just turned into fucking dog shit. Because, yeah, you know, they just. Yeah. And hopefully he got his bag. You know, I'm not, and no, 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 uh, no disrespect to that guy at all. Cause he's, is and will be a legend. Cause what yeah. he did in the game. I mean, his paintings, all his stuff is top notch. So it's like um, the time Von Dutch to be dazzled. Just all that. All crazy. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all, which is funny. Cause like I, it come, it's coming back now. You know, I go mm-hmm. to like a means and velour like, suits and shit. All that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then juicy. Juicy, yeah, juicy was born <laughs> yeah, from that. I mean, that whole yeah. era. and like, you know, 20, 20, 20 something kids now love that shit. You know, they're wearing all that shit again. Everything's cyclical, right? It just keeps coming around and around. Big ass baggy echo jeans, all that shit. Audio shoes, all the yeah. book, yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, my son was there. anyway. But okay, so yeah. So yeah, so I'm in that company and um, Does it do good or did it do all right? It did good in that it did good. Um, <laughs> but we me and my partner kind of took it from the guy that we partnered with originally. Or we bought him out. I don't know how that worked. Yeah. Because we realized that, you know, like you you just listen we're kids and the money was like you know there wasn't separate accounts the money was going into the giant account for the whole thing like damn and we started doing some accounting looking and I'm like wait a minute you owe us like sixty thousand dollars you know you you know like you start figuring things out and then we pulled the company from him and we sold it to someone else so i made some money there cool and then down the road like my other partner wasn't a part of it anymore and then that company that bought it sold it to another company so like and so i went from gardena to compton and then they sold it back to a company in Orange County. I'm like, fuck. And they're like, you get to go to Orange County? I'm like, I'm not going to Orange County. They're like, you can move there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking moving there. Hell no. So I basically made them give me enough money to where I would go down there. And I go down to Orange County and it didn't work. It was We were in the building with like, we were in a distribution company with like 10 surf brands Damn. and then us. And then yeah, the guy, yeah. you know, one of the guys would come in and be like, you guys should make, uh, you should make true religion style jeans. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, so, you know, so eventually that, that got burnt out. But before I left that company, I used because I would I was in charge of like you know again I'm the creative director so I'm doing all the graphic design and I'm doing the the, yeah. the the photography and I was like hey you guys we need to start doing video this is before like this is before Instagram social media I go we got to make a video my plan was to make I just my whole this whole time that I'm doing all this shit yeah I'm straying away from what I want to do which is like I want to shoot music videos that was my dream I used yeah. to watch Rap City and MTV Raps so I was like oh, I gotta do that all that shit yeah I have to do it like I, and it was it was burning me inside to do it and so I figured out like. And also at the time, I was like friends with these um, these guys in a group from the Valley called Styles of Beyond, and they started. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. you know those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good friends of mine. Shout out to Ryu and, and all them, and um, and then they started a group with a guy named Scoop Deville, who's Kid Frost's son, called yeah. the Get Busy Committee. Okay, he's producing shit now too. Scoop, he's still producing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And as their friend and like the fuck around guy, I was I became the creative director for that band. So I would gotcha. do all the graphics. I would also help them write songs and say like, Hey, have you guys heard of this group? And like kind of produce behind the scenes and like kind of give them my influence, you know? That's cool. I can't take credit for everything I did. I was just like little, you know, little pockets yeah, yeah, like yeah, in that yeah. style. Like, Oh, check this out. You guys heard, you know, like MIA had just come out. You guys heard MIA? Oh shit. What's this? You know, and they yeah. fucking start running, you know? And I also was like, also featured on a bunch of tracks. Like I would like do skits and like, I was just involved. That's cool. So that was happening. And I convinced the clothing company that I was a part of, part owner of at the time that was licensed to another company, to another company, I was like, hey, hmm. we should make a music video and I'll populate it with clothing from this company. But I just wanted to make a music video. Yeah. Know? So I make this music video. I make my first music video and it's a fucking 
smashing success. Like it couldn't have gone better. It was one of those things where I was like, holy shit. Like it, it didn't have to go that way. I got a really good DP, like a yeah. world-class DP through a friend, through friends of mine who, who lived in Los Feliz. Cause I'd, I'd moved out of Venice. I moved to Los Feliz at this okay. point. And through friends of mine that, you know, were legit film people. They're like, Hey, you know, hook me up with a DP. He crushes it. Uh, all these ideas that again, I had this experience where like I had all these ideas. The way you do like, this, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what I want to? I want to make a. Uh, I want to put a jacuzzi that rotates in front of the camera, and I made that. And I want to put. I want to have a, a a shredder, like something you shred. I want to put. I want to put items into a shredder, like I want to put a brick of cocaine into a shredder and have powder shoot out of it. And I want to put my dog into the into the shredder and have uh, feathers shoot out. Wow. So like all these gags I came up with. I saw them come to life Damn. just by me talking about it and having discussions with people. And it, it blew my fucking, I was like, holy shit. There's you a, did that, yeah. the line between an idea and reality is, is way thinner than anyone even understands. Mm. It's just getting together with some people and figuring out how to make shit. Yeah. You know, and that sounds corny as fuck, but like, it's true. Yeah. So figuring out like, how do I, you know, if you need to have a flying saucer made, well, there's a way to fabricate it. You know, you got to find the right people. You got to talk to the right people. You got to reach out. So where did that video live? Cause there's no YouTube back then. Uh no it was it's on Vimeo oh Vimeo. Was, oh Vimeo yeah yeah, yeah it was on yeah. Vimeo okay okay but YouTube was around but okay. Vimeo Vimeo is where you saw videos at that point yeah, YouTube right. wasn't really popping for videos that's right but yeah you know and I'm in the beginning of the video doing like a skit like I'm you know I'm fully immersed in this shit I'm also sober at the time I remember specifically being sober at the time because I was in this small room shooting the beginning scene and Scoop Deville smoking fucking blunt and like the the weed is hitting my face and I'm getting so high. I'm just like, I'm fucking stoned on my first music video at like six in the morning. Um, so yeah, I shoot this music video and like, you know, listen, my friends came out and helped, which was like, to me, you know, like my friends came out and donated their time. It's awesome, yeah. My buddy Ravenetta came out who ended up being like an art department guy, but he, he helped me build the rotating jacuzzi. My buddy Jimmy came out like, you know, guys from my crew came out to be in the video. Like, fools came out to support me. Yeah, it's awesome. And yeah. I got to make a fucking video and I remember like feeling like, I, you know, it was like one of the few times in my life where I felt like I was flying, you know, like, mm-hmm. and for a year I just made music videos and I would, after that, you just like, right. I, I left the company, the company left it, a company actually kind of fell apart. I left and or, right. Let's say the company fell apart. It kind of dissolved and they didn't want to fund it anymore, which is perfect. Cause I didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I leave and I'm making music videos and I have all this money cause I had saved all this money from like, the, they kept giving me money. But so yeah, I, had yeah, a, yeah. I had a bank account full of cash and I was nice. like, you know what? I'm just going to make videos. And if someone, if someone, if I see someone that needs a video that doesn't have money, I'm going to pay for it. That's I'm, cra- I'm it's a wow. stupid thing to do. I would never recommend the same, <laughs> but I'm fucking stupid. So, so I would find someone and I'd be like, Hey, I think I love what you're doing. I got five grand for you. Let's make a video. And, wow. they, and that's what I did because I didn't want to come in laterally. And I started a production company. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I, I thought like anything else I did, it would just work. It didn't. Yeah. Work. It was it was a fiasco. But I started a production <laughs> company. I had like insurance and LLC and you know, I'd run yeah. videos through the production company. I had producers do the rap books and all this shit. I had no idea what I was doing at all. So I'm making music videos and like I'm, you know, I'm finding talent, breaking talent, you know, like, you know, like I, I saw Iggy Azalea. You remember that? Remember? Yeah. I saw her somewhere on the internet. I was like, hey, I think that you're this and this. Let's do this. And I, you know, I made this video for, um, I made like their first five videos or something, you know, before for she her? got big. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. It was like, you know, shit like that, you know, different That's time sick. too. Um, yeah. You know, and I was doing like, you know, I did a video with TI and exhibit and I did a video for my friend's band called Liars and like, you know, I just like was whatever I could get a hold of and do, I would do. And I was rabid for that. And I was so you're getting a name for that too. People were like, yeah, I want, think so. Work with you. Yeah. I think I'm getting a name, but I, I don't know. I, 
I think yeah, people are getting people are on exhibit. That's pretty sick too. Sure, but I didn't have representation. It was just word of mouth, and also people are people are seeing me as the guy that will make your video, right? Like they're like that guy will make you a video, you know? Because I I was out of my mind. I was like, I'll do anything. That's right. He'll throw money at it, you know. He's fucking record label money or nothing. No, you know, just pull up. He'll make a video. I was doing that, and I did it for a long time, and um. Somewhere along, so I'm on my way and I'm making videos. And I'm doing these things, and I'm and again I'm doing this shit without a net, without any understanding how it works. No, I don't know how the system works. I'm not trying to get signed to a production company. I don't even know how that goes. Yeah. I'm just doing it, and I'm working with a bunch of people. And you know, I had a DP I worked with named Andrew Wheeler. Wheels, shout out to Wheels, good friend of mine. You know, he was like fresh out of AFI, super talented, brilliant guy, and uh, he helped me. You know, it's like that's where that's why these things worked because I had quality people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have great DPs and good producers and people that kind of knew how to, you know, great editors, I, you know, I'd be, there, nothing would have happened. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, anyways, I'm doing all that stuff. And then. And you make it, well, you're not making money because you're spending <laughs> oh, money. Oh, I'm not making, I did not make a dollar <laughs> making music. I made nothing making music videos. Fuck. Negative. So you probably go through all your savings. I'm just chewing through my money, right? I'm <laughs> chewing through my money. And uh, because I don't, I didn't take it seriously because I, I made that money so easily yeah. and I didn't respect money. Mm. I had no respect for money. I just okay. was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll make more. It's no biggie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's fucking young and stupid and et cetera. Are and, you like mid 20s? Uh, I think either that or early 30s. Okay. okay. Not mid 20s, probably early 30s. Okay. Okay. But still dumb. No, no, early 30s for sure. For okay. sure. And um, so, and somewhere along that line, I'm doing these music videos and I meet, I meet up with Sponto. Right. Okay. Sponto is, Sponto's a guy from Venice. And yeah. I had moved out of Venice. And I had been like, I just kind of removed myself from all that stuff. Because Venice was like, Venice was a place that if you let it, it's like an amazing place and a beautiful place. But if you let it also, it can it can fuck you up because you get lost in the sauce. Like mm-hmm. Venice is endless summer on drugs all the time. It was, you know, yeah. like you just, you would just be, you know, you go out one on day vacation. in April and you come home in November and you've been at a barbecue every day and you're fucking wasted and, you know, you have two kids. I don't know. Like it was just, <laughs> it was crazy, you know? Yeah. And I, and also like, I realized like everyone there partied so fucking hard and I was trying not to, I was trying to get my life together. So, um, so I moved out of Venice and, um, yeah, and uh, and then and I had a mutual friend. Shout out to uh, Casey from uh, from Seventh Letter Eclipse, and he was like, "Hey, Sponto's looking for you." And I, I knew who Sponto was. I'm like, "Why is Sponto looking?" You knew for the me? name and yeah, stuff. Yeah, knew the name. Legend, you know? yeah. Yeah, and I was like, and I knew, and I'd seen him around when I was. He's younger, and I'd seen him around as a kid, and be like, when I was older, I'd well, see him as a little kid, and I'd be like, "That's one of those fucked up kids. Like, that's a bad kid." You know, like you know, there we were bad kids. Like you know, we steal car stereos, do graffiti, but that's a bad kid. And I remember seeing him. I was like, you could just tell they're more leveling, you know. Mm. And um, him and his <laughs> him and his fucking crime partner, you see him out there all the time, just like running muck. And <laughs> and then so I hear this this dude Sponto's looking for me, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm not paying attention. And I'm still actually when this happened, I still had. I still was at the tail end. I'm making music videos. I'm at the tail end of my old company. Yeah. So I'm doing a trade show. Okay. And I was doing a trade show where I had used these pictures of dudes from Venice um, for for like some of the art because okay. I had these pictures that came from a this guy named Sean Ross had given me pictures that were in a, a old um, an old storage unit that the guy from Fresh Jive also used to make a book, but he also gave me the picture. So I use some of them on clothes. One of those things. Got you. Sponto sees a booth with like all these fools from Venice on it. And he like tags on the booth and like, you know, and then later on that day, I see, I see a sticker that says born and raised. Gentrification is genocide. 
and I see this first sticker. That's right. First sticker. I see American sticker. Yeah. Yes. And I see it and it's on, it's in a sea of other stickers. And I was like, whoa, it cut through everything. It was just cut through the whole fucking shit. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is one sticker. Like no one was political. Everything. No one was trying to be political. Mm. No one was making a statement. No one gave a shit. Yeah. Here's someone who's trying to say something and it's, and it struck a chord. Smonto's tracking me down. He's hitting me up on Twitter. He's persistent. He goes, hey, I want to talk to you. Okay, let's meet at the Coffee Bean in Tea Leaf. And we meet up there. Very charming, gregarious guy, you know, and like I'm, I'm forgetting that, you know, like his history, you know. Yeah. He's from V13. He's a gang member, right? Okay. And, and a real one. So um, he's telling me all this stuff and he's talking about his life and all these things. I'm like, fuck, this is amazing. And I'm like, really, I'm, I like this guy. You know, he's got a lot of fucking game and he's like, he's like, he's like, I can see, I'm looking at him and like, this guy's got the thing. Like, because I've always been good at spotting like, people that have potential yeah like star star power whatever it is yeah I'm like, I'm like this guy's got it you know he's got that thing and he's talking to me and, and and he's like i go listen he's like i want you to like i want you to help me with this thing i'm like i don't know if i want i don't want to get involved in this business i'm out of the fucking shmata biz right i'm not doing it but i want to make a film for you and he looks at me he's like what i'm like let's make a film let's make a little let's make a little commercial and he's like what are you talking about i'm like listen i feel like this is like instagram didn't have video yet. Yeah. And clothing companies weren't making films yet. It maybe maybe this is twenty twelve. Okay. So maybe maybe one or two, but it wasn't the norm. And content yeah. wasn't content is a monster now, right? Monster. You have to constantly turn on content all the time. Yes. As we're doing at this moment. Yes. So I say to him, let's make a fucking film. And he's like, Okay. And I and I, I talk him into it. And he's like, Well, okay, what is it gonna cost me? I go, I don't know, man. Three grand. He goes, Three thousand dollars. Now you charge people. <laughs> Three thousand dollars. I'm on I'm just gotta pay the DP and the editor. Like that's it. Everything else is free. Yeah. We'll get a free camera. And he's like, fuck. He's pissed, you know. I finally convince him to 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 kick in the bread. We make this film for Born and Raised. And it's like again, just like my first music video, one of those moments where I was like, it was magic. Like we're on set. His dad comes in from Memphis, Butch, rest in peace. Butch just died last year or this year. Um, yeah. And uh, he, his dad comes in from Memphis. His dad and his mom have been estranged, estranged. Him and his dad had a tough relationship. His dad's a blues musician, native blues musician. Uh, you know, we're in this room. It's fucking raining outside. Damn. We're shooting all these people in Venice. Like, we're shooting these Venice locals. We shoot like a, we shoot some people getting jumped into a gang. Like, we shoot all, all in black and white. We wow. shoot all, it was dark. It's and his, his dad's in the room and like, it was just and like his dad his dad hadn't prepared a song and like I'm looking at his dad and it's a blues it's a blues song so I'm like you know cuz I also had a weird background in music I was like give me a minute and I go in the other room and I get a I grab a piece of paper and I just write a song right there on the spot 10 minutes I write this like you know really simple blues slow you know it's like and I write this song damn and he pulls out the piece of paper and he just make he just sings the song right then we record it live Wow. And I got to tell you, it was one of those moments. Like I'm, I'm feeling it again now. Like I, the hair on my arms is standing up. Sponto's like, Sponto's probably never seen anything. He's like, what the fuck is, you know, like we're, <laughs> I'm, I'm deep diving into his life with cameras. Yeah. You know, his mom's making fry bread. He's in the house he grew up in. I mean, it was fucking heavy, Dang. heavy. Like it was just like, and dark and real. And like he has, and you know, the reason why I wanted to make a film was like, bro, you have an all access pass to Venice that people don't have. He can go anywhere. Right. Yeah. I can't open all those doors. He can open all the doors. Yeah. Everyone knows him. Everyone respects him. Yeah. And we went everywhere and we showed all of it and we made this film. And after I made the film, I was fucked because I couldn't, I was like, I, it just, I was, I was cooked mm-hmm. because I didn't want to get back in this business. I did not. 
I, I try, I, I was like, I don't want to be in the business of, of making goods that are warehoused. I don't want to make anything. I don't want to be in this fucking, I just didn't want, I was so burnt on it. I've yeah. been in the clothing business for so long. So, this you guy, know, man. Damn. Huh? Yeah. so, so we make the film. This is called born and raised kind of it's about his life. Yeah. yeah. Born and raised. Wow. You know? And, um, make the film and you know and 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 then I'm like hey hey listen I got an idea for you cuz now my wheels are turning I'm not even a part of the process yeah I got an idea for a shirt let's try this and he's like okay and I go you should have someone design this I go no no I'll do it I'll do it so I'm fucking designing him shirts and being like just just cuz like it's an idea let's get it out yeah. that's how I am and and I'm sending him shit I'm like okay and then I'm like and a few months go by I'm like I guess I'm doing this I guess I'm doing it right so I go okay fuck it let's go so I, I make an LLC, I build a marketing strategy. I go, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get, we're gonna partner with this company to make a shoe. Well, he he connected us with the company to make a shoe. I was like, we're gonna make these beautiful wooden shoe boxes. I got a guy that makes works with wood. We're gonna make shoe boxes with born and raised burned into them. We're gonna make 20 of these boxes. Inside the box will be a, shoe, a pair of shoes, some rolled up t-shirts, a handball. Sponto's helping me build this. Sick. Tobacco, which is a native thing. Some weed. If you're a pill guy, there's some pills, stickers, like this this care package, and we take these boxes and we give them out to everyone in the industry, as and we're saying like, hey, we're coming in, yeah, politely, but we're coming in, and that's what we did, and we give these boxes away, these yeah. shoe boxes away, and then we give the shoe boxes away, and then you what know what kind we, of shoes are in there? Uh, they were gourmet. Okay. They were gourmet duck boots. They're born and raised gourmet duck boots. Wow. At the time, gourmet was like fucking hot shit, and okay. you know, shout out to to Greg and John and um. Damn. Yeah, and they, you know, and Greg Lucci was just like, you know, Greg Lucci was just—he's just a loke. He had a store in, in Santa Monica, and he knew our business partner Murph, who died, rest in peace. And uh, and is that uh, Murph from Brooklyn Projects too? Yeah, yeah, Murph. Wow, yeah. Murph, Murph Dog. Yeah. Listen, you know how I knew him too. Hairdresser too. You know how Born and Raised started? Okay. Me, Sponto, and Murph. Wow. Me, Sponto, and Murph that. start the company. Murph goes. Murph hands me a shoebox full of cash. That's how the company started. Mm. I had a little shoebox in my apartment in Los Feliz. You know, whatever that was, 30, Damn. 40 grand. Here, here you go. Okay. There it is. <laughs> like Holy a shoebox full of cash, Murph, me and Sponto run around, and 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 here we go. We start making t shirts. We start wow. fucking, do, you know, we get, we hook up with the with, with our homeboy Elliot, who connects us to. Um, is Elliot used to work for Not Guilty? Uh, Elliot Graber? Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we go with Elliot. Him and Lucky, they have uh, no, yeah, not yeah, guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's yeah. fucking crazy, yeah. bro. Hook up with Elliot. <laughs> Elliot, like shout out to Elliot's, you know, was was just like super on it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. What do you want to do? Let's go. Let's go. He hooks us up with Chris from Union. Yeah. Chris right out the gate is just like he sees it. He's like, oh. He he instantly sees it. It's like it's on. He Chris then drops us in like, I don't know, 10, 15 doors worldwide, Colette, all these different stores. So Season one, we're we're out. We're on the we're on the fucking scene. Like we're, you know, we're just we're dropped in the first season in 2013. Yeah. In in Union, uh, you know, we do a party at Union. I'm making these gigantic fold out zines out of like they're like giant posters cool. that fold into you know. I'm making zines. Um, you know, the girl I was dating at the time. I'm like shooting her for like posters that I'm putting on the street. I mean, I'm just like. Everything Super DIY though, man. I DIY, love, like yeah. the, the zines are consistent of like shoe boxes full of photos from him and my childhood collage together. Like, I'll find one and bring it to you. They're yeah, pretty it's cool, sick. man. Um, yeah. And we show. I make another film called "The Town I Live In," and we show it. We premiere it at Union, and you know we have a party, and then we premiere the film. And like, I look over, and this girl's crying. <laughs> Wow, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, you know, like it's it's intense. You know, I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know, and like, and I, and and honestly, you know, you're talking to a kid who, you know, to be honest, like, 
I've had a hard time even believing that I exist at mm. times in my life. Like, I don't even know if I'm real, you yeah. know? Like, and I mean that in a way where like, I don't think I'm some ethereal fucking ghost. Like I just, I was never given any sense of myself in any way. So the only way I've been able to define myself as an actual person that exists is by doing things creatively that make me stand out in some way. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now I'm here. You know, yeah. that's why I did graffiti because I had such a terrible sense of myself. So I was like, I have to, put, I have to let people know I'm, I'm here. It was an accomplishment too, doing that yeah. for you. Like you did this. You like, did yeah, that. You, yeah, yeah. You go out the next day and you see your tag. I'm like, I fucking did that. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a, it's a, and it, it's a great feeling. It's addictive. And, yeah, um, I'm sure. And so like, you know, I'm, I'm, Put your mark on the world like that. Yeah. 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 And, and, and we launch in these stores, we drop the thing in union and then Sponto goes to Palm Springs and he's like, I don't feel good. I'm not feeling well. I'm like, all right, you know. Oh yeah, I do a deep dive this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then he's like, he he calls me. He's like, I got cancer. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. I, I'm like, no, you don't. He's like, yeah, I do. And he said that like, you know, he went to the hospital. He wasn't feeling good. And they just threw a pamphlet on his lap that said, now you have cancer. You know, it's like, here's how Jesus, cancer works. Dude. So he gets cancer. What kind of cancer? You remember? Lymphoma. He gets okay. lymphoma. And he's he's got a very serious, like, you know, the doctors are like, eh, yeah, stage four kind of vibes. Bad. And he's okay. like, it's not so good for you. You know? Yeah. And uh, he's got lymphoma. He's in the hospital, and I'm like, you know, <clears throat> and we just started. And, just started, yeah. And I and I remember like having this, you know, conversation with him and myself, and I was like, I don't know what to do here. I've never, I've never dealt with being. I've never been around someone that had cancer. Um, I'm friends with this person. I started a company with him, and I just made decisions like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it down for you. Mm-hmm. I make that decision. I'm gonna hold this down. And the thing about me too is like when I commit to things, I will until the fucking until the wheels come off and yeah. you're on the, on the, I will do it. Yeah. Not always a good thing. I, I've learned that like, <laughs> you know, not in this case, but in other cases, sometimes I'll hold on too long and sometimes you got to let go and I'm learning how to do mm, that. But, but I said, I'll do it. And what happened was this, this started a period of this company being going through like, you know, four years of him in deep chemo. Terrible. Like he, he, you know, because the, the chemo has to kill you to, to save you. Right. It's not, and yeah. he's going through, just you know he's he's bloating out he's shrinking his hair's falling out he's limping it's just like you know and he's always through all of it he's never he's not feeling sorry for himself he's just fighting to to do born and raised stay alive yeah. through all of it you know we're weren't photo- you visiting him you guys looking at designs while he was in the, yeah, house, I mean, in the hospital like you know here what do you think i'm bringing my computer i'm sticking my dog in there so the dog's in the hospital i'm bringing nah. the dog in. i don't know what the fuck i'm doing he's <laughs> he's doing photo shoots in the hospital in a gown like you know we're just doing it wow because we made a decision i remember talking to him i go listen we can come out front with this and tell people because this is also i think before everyone was so performative about all their shit yeah i was like we can either keep this a secret or we can just fucking tell everyone what's going on as we do and he's like fuck it let him know so we said fuck it here's here's what's happening he's got cancer and uh, it was a very tumultuous period because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with it. I was in AA. Yeah. I wasn't doing my, I wasn't doing the work I needed to do in the program. You know, AA is a whole other story, but like, yeah, I was sober, but I was dry and I wasn't taking care of myself and I relapsed. So, okay. so sponsors got cancer. I fucking relapsed. We have one employee and I'm on a, I'm on a sick one for like a year. It's bad. You know, I'm just like, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just, I'm hanging on by a thread. I mean, I remember, you know, I was high so much and I remember like, I just like, I started listening to Steely Dan for some reason <laughs> Yeah. and, and I'm just high on Coke listening to Steely Dan. Damn Coke. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember like, I just made a shirt and the whole back of the shirt said, any major dude will tell you, you know, it's a Steely Dan song. Wow. Like I'm, I'm out of my fucking, I see that and I'm like, dude. And he's fighting for his life. He's fighting for his life. I'm fucking getting high in the office. He's like, supposed to be running the business, yeah. Yeah, he's he's. You're you know, supposed to be running the business, yeah. yeah. 
And and are I, you? I am. Yeah. But I'm high. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm hanging on by a thread. Fuck. And, um, and you just starting too. It's crazy. We just started. Fuck. And so for that four years, we're just we're hanging on. And and you know and and the hype and the activity and you know we we hung in there. We somehow hung in there through all this shit. You know. Yeah. And so he beat it. Obviously, and how he long did it take? I mean, to fully ago. beat it, it's, it's. I think he's only just fully recovered recently. Wow. Because he, for the longest time, he would just get these mysterious ailments. And he'd be like, I'm, he'd be down for a week. Damn. And but then when he's when he's not down, he's up. Yeah. And he's irrepressible, right? He's he's he's. I never know anyone that that kind of energy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you know, guys like that. They're wired totally. that way. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, um, like me, I gotta take naps. I'm not like that. I have to stop. I have to think. I have to relax. Shut I gotta down. ponder. I'm neurotic. I don't work that way. I don't just go 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 go. I can't. Yeah. Um, so. So does the brain start doing really well right then in the beginning, or it's doing, it's doing well, but it's not like it's it's like it's doing well as far as like an underground brand that everyone loves. Yeah. And we're making progress, but we're not fucking making money. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're half, half one of us is high, the other one's fucking in in the hospital. So basically. After you know all that stuff happens, we lose like we had one employee. Someone else hired him away, which was like uh. we were so pissed about that. Like our, especially our friends, they hired our employee. It's like now we have no employee. Um, you know, we bring in another guy. We're figuring we're getting by. You know, like there's there's we always joke about this one guy we brought in. We brought the guy the guy who left. He said, "Hey, hire this guy as to take my place because he's doing production and stuff." Yeah. And that guy, we were doing a project with like YG at the time, and we had we had Damn. we had um. We were doing socks. We were doing like knee-high socks with YG. Hard. And and uh, and this guy took it upon himself. He goes, his theory was if he added a couple extra zeros to the order, the production order, that we would make that much money because it would just sell. He ordered mm. so many socks that the company almost died. <laughs> like, really? Yes. And we were like, what the fuck happened? Because, you know, we were checked out. And this dude just like, I just, you know, we just sell the socks. I'm like, that's not how, you know. And so I think to this day, those socks still exist in a no warehouse. Way. Like, he almost, it almost destroyed the company. So <laughs> many thousands of them? Thousands of so many fucking socks. <laughs> pallets and pallets and pallets of these fucking socks. Like, it almost Holy destroyed shit. us. So, like, you know, it's funny in hindsight, it's funny. But, you know, we went through a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I got sober. Um, you, you were know. starting to bend. Is like on a bender for like a year. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was really. That's probably you didn't know how to deal with your emotions or what was happening no. with the company, and your friend was dying, and you fucked just everything. I didn't know. I didn't know how to do it, yeah. and I wasn't. And I wasn't taking care of myself. And I wasn't going to the program, and I wasn't doing the things. I wasn't. The real thing I wasn't doing is I wasn't taking counsel with people. Mm. You know, like the thing about you're supposed to run things by people. Hey, man, what do you think of this? You know, yeah. I wasn't doing that for the longest time in my life. I never ran anything by anybody. I'll figure it out. You know, or if I got a problem, I'll just hide out and figure it out. I'm not going to bring it to anybody else. Yeah. Now it's different. I talk to people about everything. I have to. Have to. But yeah. um, you know, I take it, it takes a village to raise an asshole, right? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, I'm, uh, you know, so I get sober, you know, because I had a, I had this moment of clarity. You know, I'm like, you know, I talk about this in in the rooms a lot. You know, and I share, and I'm like, you know, I had a moment of clarity. I'm in I'm in the mirror. I'm looking at the mirror at seven in the morning. I've been up all night. I'm looking at myself. You know, I feel like fucking Harvey Keitel and the bad lieutenant just like swaying in the mirror, crying almost, you know, just looking and going, oh, shit, you're going to flush it right now. Like you're because I'm I'm the only thing standing between the company dying or not at this point. And also, like, you know, I had crashed my car and I'm squatting in my own apartment. I had no money and I was broke and I hadn't been I hadn't paid taxes in fucking five years. Like it was drastic. It was a mess. The wheels rock bottom. The wheels were off. And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, you're going to be that dude that they see on the street and go, that was him. That that guy, that was Tutone. 
Look, wow. look at him. Look at him. He's under a bridge yelling at fucking yelling at the wall, you know? And, scary, yeah. And I and I felt I felt it. I was like, this could happen. Like you never think it could happen, but I was like, oh, this can happen to me. And shortly after, I had a friend in the program call me, but my buddy Alexis, and he, he's calling me, just giving me shit, and be like, "What are you doing? You fucking, you know, making fun of me," you know. But in the way that you know, because he loved me, yeah. And he got me to go to a meeting, and then I got my shit together. And I had a new experience, and you know, like, it changed my life. Yeah. Know? And that was seven seven years and some change ago. And awesome, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 I had a new experience, and it changed my life, and I have a new perspective, and you know, and like, look, I'm, I've been around a long time. And I'm still figuring out. Of course. All and you know, and when I was a kid, I thought you figure things out. I thought you hit at this age and you get this and you buy this house and you do this thing and you get this girl. Things get figured out. It never gets figured out. And mm-hmm. Nothing ever. There's never a. You're never done. And uh, in and the process is forever. And I'm still constantly trying to figure out how to negotiate and manage who the fuck I am in relation to the rest of the world and what that really means. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even know who I was for a long time. And the reality yeah. is, like, I'm not what people may think I am or where I come from or what I've done. I'm something else. Yeah. And that's not that I'm, I'm at the end of the day, like I'm a pretty like tenderhearted normal person. If you do get to know me, if I let you get to know me, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, that's, I don't know. That's kind of like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> and then now, you know, born and raised is what it is, right? Yeah. We got through, we got through, we got over the hump and now it's like, it's on. Right? Crushing. Born and raised crushing. How many people work there now? We got like twelve, you know, but there's there's like four or five out floating, you know, to do other things. But I think twelve day to day. Was was there a certain like collab or something that kind of took off? We like, oh shit, this is really happening, or this is going to be. You like to you like to, to think, yeah. Our trajectory hasn't been meteoric. Some companies flip in a year and mm. go from like, you know, one point five to ten million in a year. They have that crazy blow up. Our shit's just been chugging uphill. That's nice though, man. Up, up and we double, we double every year. Yeah, which is. Crazy growth. Yeah. You're supposed to you're supposed to grow by like, you know, eight to twenty percent or something. We're we, we typically will double every year. Sometimes yeah. it slows down a bit, which is huge. But it's still very slow. Progressing, you know, we're chugging, chugging, going up that thing. And um, you know, we had we had like, you know, we had early like you think that you do something, you're gonna blow up. We did something with Reebok early. Yeah. I made a film for that. One of my favorite films I've done from Born and Raised. It was Reebok, yeah. Yeah, Reebok. The Reebok film was great. Um but that, did that blow us up? No, it just made us more relevant. You know, we did something in Converse. Yep. Did that blow us up? No, we made great content. We sold some stuff. It made us more relevant. And nothing, nothing we've done has made us explode. You know, you're not talking about like, you know, an anti-social club, right? Like that's a company yeah. that exploded and is monstrous because it got a hold of something. It so got a hold big. of some yeah, zeitgeist, yeah. right? Like that's not who we are because this is a brand based on culture and, and, and personality. And it's not like a... It's not a hype brand, you know. Yeah, he did SB Dunk and Carhartt Whip too, right? Now we we have the SB coming out in like a month. Sick, that's Carhartt Whip too. this year. Um, Levi's coming out in a few weeks, so we've got to hit these monster kind of like heritage tentpole companies. Yeah, and we're finally collabing with them, and like, you know, we've been working up to that the whole time. And um, this is all you've been doing for the past seven years. Yeah, ten years. Ten years. Ten yeah. years. I've been doing this. Yeah. Fuck. And then and then also there's like you know I think that there's another chapter for me too. You know that's going to go beyond born and raised. Of course, are you going to do like um, a movie or a documentary? I'm going to make a movie. Yeah, yeah that's, it's, that's, that's like my a dream part. of yours. Yeah, that's I have to do it. I have to. How about fear- like a doc about your life? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I'm that interesting. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. I don't think I have enough notoriety for there to be a doc about my life. But I think a, I think stories that I can tell that are peripheral to my life, and stories I can tell about things that I've been privy to that I can tell in a way that's that's. Uh, authentic I think could be good yeah and uh, and the next thing I need to figure out is like I gotta figure out how to make a movie because I can't 
I can't die. I have to try. Yeah. You know, and and I think that that's the next phase of my life is like figuring out how to. I want to make films. I want to like you know I have I have my uh, I have this trajectory I have this dream trajectory planned out in my head. Is I want to make films and television, right? I want to do that, and and then eventually I just want to like end up in a barn somewhere <laughs> on on a property somewhere. Okay, may, maybe in LA, maybe not. And I just want to paint and draw. And uh, that's retirement kind of chill vibes. Yeah, or not? Maybe 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 it's sooner than retirement. But I know at the mm. end of the day. I would like to slow down and chill out. And yeah. I would like to just kind of be in a place where it's quiet and draw and just listen to music and like let it, cause it's hectic, right? This shit's hectic. I'm rushing around all the time doing all these things and it's like, you know, you're fighting, going, going. And like, I have friends who are fine artists and I look at their lives and like, you know, they're bummed cause they're fucking neurotic psychos. But like, <laughs> yeah. but I look at them like, bro, you get up, you get up in the morning, you go to the gym, you drink coffee and then you paint all day. Mm. That's your job. Are you Sick. kidding? Like to me, that's one of like, you know, pro surfer, director, painter um yeah maybe maybe like musician or like the four kind of grail jobs to me i think pretty good yeah, yeah right yeah. and yeah. i think maybe the best one probably if you're gonna be honest is pro surfer it's a think crazy about, yeah man. all you need is a pair of shorts and a board and you're yeah. in fucking bali and you're fucking surfing and, <laughs> and you're getting paid by sponsors and you're you know you're just eating whatever the fuck and you just tan jacked all the time you're just so. chilling <laughs> so is this still a very crazy hustle for you right now even with born and raised like your daily life is just nonstop. Yeah, I mean it's it's slowed down some in that I am I'm shifting right now. I'm shifting down. I'm transitioning, and you know Sponto's life is crazy. Sponto's because Sponto's kind of like there was a lot of time when he couldn't work. Yeah, and now make up for it. Catch yeah, up. now he's on fire. He's obsessed. He's working nonstop. Mm. And like for me, it's like my priorities have shifted. Like yeah. I I have to take care of myself. I can't I can't grind myself to a pulp anymore. I can't destroy my health. I'm very concerned, not concerned, but like seeing him go through this thing with cancer, I'm very much, I'm very vigilant about taking care of myself because so important, man. health is wealth, right? And if stress I'm, is a number one killer, Stress man. is a motherfucker. Yeah, man. I, listen, I used to, you know, when I'm get, when I get really stressed, I lose I lose a, a quarter size patch of hair in my mustache or, or face. It just falls out wow. when I'm very stressed, you know? Holy shit. Like, it's real. You know, like they tell you stress is real. Like it's real. And I work hard to take care of myself because uh, I don't, if you're sick, it, everything's out the window. It's how, old you, how old are you now? I'm 48. I'm 48. I'm 48 years old. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very aware of that stuff. Yeah. So you you like work out a lot and all that stuff? <sighs> I'm, I'm, I work out nonstop. Yeah. I'm, I do. I'm obsessed. I do jujitsu, you know, nonstop. Every, my dog. every yeah. day? Uh, no, not every day. But, you know, when I'm in the, when I'm in the flow, it's like five times a week, you know? But I'll do, you know, I'll do like an hour of weights, an hour of jujitsu, or I'll do hot yoga and do a walk for an hour. Like hot yoga too, damn. Yeah, I do hot That's yoga, no joke, I hike, dude. I do all that shit. And then you what know? about your diet? Eat My, pretty good. I eat really, I eat very clean. I actually, it's nice. Well, also this year, again, things flipped. Like I went through a move, a death of a friend, a breakup with with a significant partner. And, uh, and also my dog is like, you know, on the way out. So like everything is flipped again and I haven't been able to eat so much. So mm. I'm just like, and which is great. Cause I'm like, fuck it. I'll lose a few pounds. <laughs> so I've like, I've rapidly lost all this weight, not on my own accord, just cause yeah. like I'm not eating, not sleeping and going to the gym every day. But the gym is what keeps me sane. Yeah. But I also have, I have, listen, I, I dedicate so much of my time to take care of myself as much as I'm allowed to yeah. with work. And, you know, and I know that I'm not always going to be able to like when I shoot a film, that's going to go out the window. 
because mm-hmm. you're just you're 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 strapped in for you know whatever that's six weeks eight weeks whatever that yeah that shooting schedule is you're you that's it that's all you're doing but uh, right now i'm just like listen if i can get up like if i can make take the meeting at noon and go to the gym in the morning i will it's nice um i do you know i'm trying but uh you know and, and sometimes i feel like it's self-indulgent and sometimes i'm just like well I want to take care of myself. Yeah. Know? I mean, I, I, I talked to super important. Yeah. I talked to a friend. I talked to, uh, you know, uncle Paulie. I talked to him, had him on the pot and he's like, I'm in better shape than I was now than I was in my twenties. I'm like, yeah, me too. Me too. Because I'm taking 50s. care of myself. Yeah, right. I like I'm in, love it. I'm in the, I'm probably in the best shape of my life Same. because I'm paying attention because in my twenties I was a fucking wreck and I was eating trash and I was living terribly and I wasn't exercising. And now I'm like, I just love to feel good. And I love to do things that make me feel good. And like, I haven't had sugar since February. Not on, not on Dang. purpose. I know not on That's purpose. Hard, dude. Well, the the crazy thing is like my production company sent me a cake, right? They sent this cake, and they're not gonna listen to this, so they don't know. They sent me a <laughs> cake. It was like fucking twenty pound cake, chocolate cake, Damn. beautiful, beautiful cake. I had my name on it the whole fucking night for my birthday. My birthday was yesterday. It was. Me, it was. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Happy belated, thank man. You, thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Holy shit. So actually, I guess I'm forty nine. So I'm almost fifty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you look good though. I man. skew young. You I skew good, young. Man. You yeah, look yeah. Healthy though. I work. I work young. Uh, but but um, they sent me a cake. And uh, I opened the cake up, and I, I haven't had sugar since February because I couldn't eat, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to eat the sugar because I don't want to. I don't want to feel sorry for myself in that way." And I looked at the cake, and I didn't even want it. It was, mm. and I love. I'm a fat fucking fuck. Like I am a fat boy. <laughs> like I fucking I I can gain eighty pounds without even thinking about it. Like nothing. Like Damn. it's nothing to me. I've done it. I'll fucking put on eighty pounds and be like, "Holy shit, I'm fat. I'm fucking morbidly obese." Like. I'm a huge fat fuck. Like, you know, people are like, don't say that about yourself. No, no, it's a reminder that I, that can happen. And I, and I, and for the first time I looked at this cake, I didn't even, no, no part of me wanted it because, wow. because I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, if I eat this sugar, I'm going to feel guilty. and I'm going to feel like shit. Totally. So I'm on this streak where I'm like trying to see how far I can go without having sugar. I've had honey and I've had right. sugar-free chocolate, you know, yeah. had some lilies. It's chocolate. hard, man. Yeah. You're not I'm, perfect though either. Not man. perfect, but I'm going to see how far I can go. Fuck it, you know I'm playing these games with myself it's, all the time. What about fruits and shit? Natural. Yeah, I eat fruit. Yeah, I have blueberries. I, you know, I, listen. I eat, I eat very fucking clean. I have a very specific smoothie I have that's fully disgusting. And then for I eat that like greens in it and stuff, everything. Dude, there's frozen cherries and I put raw eggs and protein powder and ginger Damn. and cocoa and fucking zucchini. Some a dietitian gave me this thing based on like the tests I took. That's your daily allergies. That's what I have for breakfast. Wow. And then I don't want to eat until dinner. And then dinner I have something very sensible. It's like meat, you know, meat and yams, a steak and salad, just whatever. Yeah. I'm just not hungry. Yeah. I force myself to eat. But Inter- I'm just not intermediate hungry. fasting kind of vibes. Kind I try of? to. I try to. I try to keep windows sometimes. Yeah, that's hard. I like that too. It's good for you though. I met a guy, this dude at the gym. I saw him. I was like, God damn, you lost a lot of weight. He goes intermittent fasting. I'm like, what's your window? He goes four hours. I go, what? He goes, I eat in a four hour window. I eat whatever I want. And I was like, It's supposed to be eight, but yeah, he says four. And that's I, and, crazy. And I, dude. I started trying to do it, but I can't. He's like, I eat pizza, I eat burgers. I'm like, I can't do that. And I started trying to do it. And I can't do it. I can't do four hour window because it's supposed to be like, eight hours. By the way, it's supposed to be eight, yeah. twelve to eight, eleven oh. to. S- Eleven to seven, yeah, yeah. I've done you it. You do that. I, I've done it for a while. A lot of my friends do it too. A lot, a lot of people on, on it for like years, and they're like they lost crazy weight and eat what they want. Yeah, they eat what I they want. I wouldn't go crazy and eat pizza and shit like that, but I would still eat clean as fuck. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not psychotic, right? Like I'm gonna go out to dinner tonight. I'm gonna have some pasta. Yeah, I got. I'm good. I'm not gonna fucking you be don't crazy. beat yourself about. No, about I, had some, it, yeah. I had some bread last night. You know. But I'm, but I'm, I'm not gonna have any sugar. I'm not gonna have any dessert. You know, like I'm. There's sugar in bread, though. Now, probably who fucking yeah, knows? Yeah, sure. You're but, not that anal about it, right? Are you checking no, 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 ingredients no, 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 and shit? No, 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 no. I can't. I've done. You're that, not eating sweets. You're not eating soda. You're not fucking doing all no, this other shit. Yeah. I drink water. I drink water like obsessively. That's I've it. been drinking water for 20 years. That's probably why I look so young. Uh, good for your skin too. Yeah. My skin. yeah, I've been drinking so much. I drink. I'm drinking 
buckets of water forever. What about you know? coffee? Yeah, I have one coffee a day. I'm back so, on it today. Yeah, it was pretty good. Sometimes I do a matcha with a shot. That's nice. That's good too. Yeah, uh, almond matcha with a shot is nice. That gets me going. I have one coffee a day. Once or twice a week, I do some pre-workout and feel insane. And I go in there and just go fucking ham, you know? <laughs> what about yerba mate? That's good too. I never really fuck with yerba mate, It's really but good I would. fucking caffeine, dude. It's natural. Really? So yeah. you're working out. Do you sleep good at night? You're like a good sleeper? No, listen. Honestly, I can see your brain shutting off. Bro, no. Something <laughs> happened. Once I broke up with my ex, mm. I have not... I've only had two weeks of actual real sleep. I wake up for for week for months. I was just I couldn't sleep, just couldn't fucking sleep. Right then, now what's happening is I wake up every morning at four o'clock. Okay, a.m. a.m. four o'clock in the morning. I, my my alarm is at six. I wake up at four. I go to bed at ten. I'm getting six hours sleep instead of you know eight. Or I go. To, I'm really in bed. That's by pretty 11. bad. That's probably worse than everything else. Sleep's so important. That's terrible. It's terrible. And now. Last night I went to bed. I have a fucking sleep mask on my face. I have a mouth guard on my mouth. I have this magnet thing that pops open my nose. And now I have earplugs in. And I still woke up at five. And I think I've, I Damn. think I figured it out. For a while, I've never had problems sleeping in my entire life. I sleep like a fucking rock. I'll nap anywhere. I'll fall asleep in a car. I'll fall asleep driving. I'll sleep anywhere. But, <laughs> but something's happened where my brain is like as much as I've moved through this thing and like all the things that I'm processing in my mind, like I feel good subconsciously my fucking wheels are spinning and I think my brain wakes me up at four and it's like, fuck, you know? And like, I'm not, I don't have access to it. Yeah. The, my last, my last ditch thing I'm going to do is I'm going to reset the timer on the sprinklers because I have noticed that at five in the morning, I can hear the water rushing through the pipes by my bed mm. that, and you know, That's smart actually. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to block all like, you know, the sleep. I never thought I'd be a guy that wore, you know, you see people on TV wearing a sleep mask. Who the fuck? The golden girls. Who yeah. wears a sleep mask? Are you kidding me? Like, I do it airplanes. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never done it in my life. I get a sleep mask. It's got fucking fennel and rosemary in it. I don't know. Airplugs, all that. Yeah. It yeah I'm like, work. someone comes in my house and breaks in. They just see a guy just covered in shit. They're going to fucking. How about like a melatonin? Oh, I take that. I take the melatonin and the magnesium. That shit doesn't work. I still wake up at four. Fuck. I just it. You just set like that. What about going to bed earlier? What time well, you go to bed? I gotta go to bed at eight. <laughs> nah. I try to. I, I ideally I'm in bed at ten thirty, but usually eleven. But sometimes twelve. If I, you know, if I'm going out, if I have a date or something, I'm up late. You know, so. But you're not watching TV in bed. You're not on your computer. You're not on your phone. I'm trying to. Because that's so bad. Like that. I'm brightness. trying. I'm trying to stop being on the phone for bed, and I'm trying to read. Right. Reading. Reading so good to fall asleep with. Yeah. Because their phone is gnarly, like the lights no, in your face. I hate, that's the other thing. That's one thing right now is my phone, my, my relationship with my phone has gotten toxic and terrible. It is fucked up. Like I am, I need help. It's going off right now. I need help. It's not even, it's not even <laughs> like there's the interactions with people, Instagram, fucking email. Like I am why, like I, I think I'm. It's so bad. We're all addicted to it though. I'm more jacked into it than I was last year because of like, again, the house is empty. I'm alone. Yeah. I'm trying to escape. Are you I'm, on the dating apps too and shit? No, I'm not on the apps. Okay. No, but you know, you don't, you don't <laughs> But need, you're single. Yeah, I'm single. I don't need, if you have Instagram, you don't need to be on the apps. True. Think. Well, I don't know because I'm fucking you're, married. You're married. Yeah. You years. don't want to be out there. It's terrible. No, hell no. I signed up. I signed up <laughs> for one for a minute. I opened it and I looked and I'm like, this is not my, this, these are not, this is not my dating pool. And I just shut it off. I was like, I can't do this. Cause like I saw all the people that I was matching with. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I, these people don't, I don't come from the same planet as those people. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, those aren't, that's not my, those aren't my people. You know, my people are out there. I interact with them. I see them. I meet them through other yeah. people. Like, you ever check your time you spend on your phone a day? Those hours? This it's shit's like eight hours a day. Easy. Brutal. It's dude. terrible. I'm like, yo, I'm 53. Well, I do promote, promote my shows, I promote the pod, whatever I'm on. But sometimes you get in those fucking downward spirals of just looking at shit, dude. 
terrible. It sucks. I'm going to do this thing. It's worse than sugar, probably, our addictions to it. Oh, yeah. it's way worse. I think so. Yeah. It's what it's doing to us. Like, also... We're going to find out like 20 years, hopefully, before that, what it's done to us. Oh, we're getting fucked. Also, because it... we're. I'm a perfect lab rat for this thing because what they wanted was a captive audience to sell shit to and they are selling shit to me. Mm. Cause I, I, the other day I was like lonely, right? I was on, I was, I was in a group chat talking to my friends. And I just felt sad. Cause I was lonely. I was home alone. I didn't have anyone around. Damn. I'm, you know, the house is empty. I'm still adjusting and I'm looking at my phone and I, I bought this lamp. I bought a lamp that looks like a mushroom and I bought it because I was because I just felt they got it, you they got me and I, I texted my chat I'm like guys I just bought a lamp because I'm lonely like what the fuck you know what I mean like and I bought this dumbass lamp that it's, when it gets to my house it's it's gonna live there for a minute you're probably gonna return it no I, I can't I, it's like those late night commercials we used to watch growing up yes. like across the screen now it's just on your phone all day long all day long in your face you're checking DMs and all that shit and, oh my god are you kidding me fuck and what, or do people ever talk shit to you any, any negative comments no yeah, I okay. don't get that. I don't. People yeah, don't well, talk. Well, you're not on the brand page. You're on your own personal page. No, Sponto, yeah. Sponto negotiates that with Born and Raised. Uh, I don't get a lot of negative comments. Yeah. I mean, I do my podcast. People love it. Yeah, podcast is great too. Maddie Matheson's awesome, man. Yeah, Maddie's gone. He doesn't okay. do it anymore. He'll do it when he comes in town. But he's. You he's, remind me now. Now that I've gotten to know you, just hanging out now, because now you guys have a lot of similarities. Some of your energy too. I think. Me and Maddie, and you like workaholics too, though. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what he's I mean? A real, like, he's a he's a fucking workaholic. He is so inspired. He's he a goes savage. he goes so hard, bro. He's just like he's like, and just like flipping it from like things kind of like were down, and then during the pandemic, just doing a random barbecue, and then all of a sudden that spirals into TV shows and that all that shit, man. The bear, the bear is incredible. Yeah. So he's way too busy for the pod. Yeah, people are like, is, is, why isn't Maddie doing the pod? I'm like, he has a show on FX in season two. He's that too, though. I what, know. Is he, what is he going to do? You know, like, so now it's just you. Yeah, he, he doesn't. The reason why, one of the main reasons why he doesn't do the pod is he hates to zoom in. Mm. He only will do it in person. I like that too, bro. Yeah. Zoom is fucking hard, man. It's terrible. And phone call ones. That's why I never did a Zoom ever on my podcast. I'll wait years to get somebody in my kitchen. Do you know what I mean? I like this yeah. face-to-face shit. Yeah. And phone calls are rough. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like for, like for growing up here? I mean, some of the collabs that I wrote down to th- I thought were fucking awesome, and probably for you as a person growing up in California, just like almost every fucking team. Oh, obviously it was a Dogtown collab too, right? Yep. That's that's fucking. That's that's a yeah. That's like some childhood shit for you. That's for sure, childhood shit. Yeah. For that's that like happening. like you know I, when I was a kid, I would just like I would copy Dogtown graphics and like gang writing and just redraw it and be yeah. like, holy shit, you know. And even like the logo for Born and Raised is almost like the swap meet letters, right? Almost like the old English shit. It's like the... the yeah. Later on, Kanye took and act like it was his. That that bothered me. Well, that actually, no, that... That whole like Pablo font is... Isn't like... But that, that was swap the, meet? Yeah, it's, it's it's the old iron-on letters for the rest in peace sweaters. But yes. Callie DeWitt did that for Kanye. Okay, okay. Yeah, so like... It really, I thought it was a total swap meet bite. I don't know. No, it is. It is. It's from the swap meet. Like he, you know... Cal, we, but, but for the young kids, they don't know where that shit came from. They thought it was probably straight up his... Fun. Oh yeah, I guess so. You, you know, know they're iron-on letters. Yeah, I mean, Rocksteady used to have yeah. them. Yeah, like, for us older guys, I knew where it came from. I was yeah, like, yeah. damn, I see. That. And I was using it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, let's see, Lakers, LA Rams, Dodgers, LAFC, mm-hmm. uh, Cypress Hill collab. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Like all that shit's awesome, especially yeah. being somebody from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To work with all those, you know. Yeah, it's cool. It and I cool. go to LAFC games, and I, I actually got one of those hats. That they gave it to me there, but. That's the first kind of sports thing I've done out here is going to one of those games, which is amazing. Right. It's I haven't been f- yet, but... It's incredible. The whole the whole company's gone. It's insane. Like, and B-Rose in there, one, and one uh, playing the drums and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. all that stuff. Are you a big sports guy? No. 
I'm neither am I, dude. <laughs> Funnily I'm, enough, I'm just saying those collabs are sick because it's L.A. It's fucking no, I love classic. Listen, it means L.A. Dodgers is ubiquitous with L.A. Yes, I love it. You never it. played sports or anything? No, no, no. They wanted me to play me football. Either. They were oh, like, I but that. I was like, I, I was writing graffiti. You wrecked shop though in football. They wanted. They're like, come on. I was like, nah, man. I'm a writer, bro. So no spot, no sports. I didn't believe in organized sport. I thought that was me fucking lame. I, I fucking like, hated jocks. Hated all hated that shit. That. Yeah, I hated that shit. I never liked sports. My wife's a hockey fan from Chicago, so we go to Blackhawks games. Those are cool. Yeah. But I think you, you need the LA Kings one, I think, next. Oh, we did that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, it was crazy. It was Damn, she so did every sports team for LA. The King, the King shit? Fuck. We did a King's Letterman jacket. It's How about so Raiders? Nice. Yeah, we did Raiders. We did a bunch of Raiders. So you did everything. All the LA teams. Is yeah. there like a dream collab you still would want to do? I don't know anymore. I mean, I feel like You've I feel like lot, Nike bro. is kind of like for me. Huge, bro. Nike's kind of like the the the. I, I don't know. Nike's kind of the biggest one for me. You know, after that, you're maybe dealing with like fashion or couture shit, but like Nike and Levi's to me are like those heritage big. You know, I mean Levi's too. Five one XX was classic heavy ass. That's another thing. We rocked those jeans because like the stiff creased. Yeah, the Levi's. We used to yeah. rock those. Try to find those in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So you get Levi's, you have Nike, it's awesome. Yeah. Did Converse. Did Converse a ways back. Yeah. I'll like some like classic winos. That's some LA shit too. We've, yeah, that's been in the that's been up in the air a couple times. Wow. We're, we're trying to do it. You know, we're doing another collab with Union and uh Gents of Desire, which is a crew that uh, my friend Alexis uh Sponto and I are actually in the crew too, but nice. we're doing a collab through him via the Gents of Desire and Union. Um How about some vans? Uh, I feel like Vans kind of hard man seems no I think it's there but like we obviously aren't gonna like touch it at this point because we're dealing with Nike but like I think mm. that I'm sure that conversation has been had is that a weird thing Nike and Vans I don't think that's a weird thing that's yeah. actually those two those two worlds aren't really combative yeah but you're obviously if you're working with Nike you're not gonna work with anyone else at that time you know yeah the way I see it and some of your favorite are graffiti people like Risky, Doom, Vex yeah PC <laughs> how did you know that Doom and Vex Ash uh doom uh doom is i used to saint I, pat yeah saint pat holy yeah. shit that's a fucking i got my notes on me wca or BCA? oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah. wca bc risky yeah. vision uh doom risky's mad cool man yeah risky's my friend Isaac got married at his house and so i went to meet him that one time i yeah. haven't been to that compound of his yet but this is a while ago i don't know if he has another one now but it's why i, I see him around too yeah. how about like all these other ones like future and all is it same future? Future? Future, yeah. yeah. Like all these dudes who are from that world, like they're doing crazy Nike collabs oh, yeah. and all this stuff and getting like really wonderful props and praise. I think that's amazing, man. Yeah, some of those guys have become super established, legit artists. It's great to see. I mean yeah. guys guys in my crew too are like you know, they 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 live in the fine art world, you know. Um, yeah. and that's that's an amazing progression and like you know that's kind of like there's a couple ways out and it's like you become an artist, you become a tattoo artist or you get a job. Yeah. Or you become a lifer and you're a criminal. Yeah. And that's kind of it, you know. So as born and raised, it's beyond a, a LA brand, obviously, because people, you can rock it. Like, I'm born and raised in Massachusetts. I'm Absolutely. born and raised in New York. Like That's the plan. Yeah. We're doing, we're, we're spreading out into, like, you know, we're doing some deals that are going to put us in different cities. It's sick. And, you know, because everyone needs to, everyone needs to embody the idea of being born. Everyone knows, everyone's born and raised, you know, Pittsburgh, Philly, like, yeah. everyone loves to talk about where they're from. Totally. And they, you know, whether you leave or go back, you go home, you're like, I'm born and raised here. I, I grew up in this block. I know that store. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone wants to have that neighborhood feeling and, and you know. Most people do, anyways. Maybe not everybody. So like maybe like a New York collab with somebody from out there, due to Born and Raised, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and we've done we've done stuff with Awake. You know, that's the New York plug, and like you know we we've so done it. But I mean, New York brands, if you think about it, New York brands that well, I know of, it's especially just from New York. You're right. There's not there's not too many now. Everyone moved was to LA. Fresh Jive from New York. No, or that's LA. That's LA. Okay, Triple Five Soul, Fat that's Farm Classics, whatever. That's but, all New York. But yeah. since then, I'm wondering if like 
there's ones that are really from there. I don't know. It's interesting. There's like a little, there's a small uh, company that just started up called Supreme from New York. I don't know if you <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so Supreme, oh, jerk. So we used to go to that skate shop back in the day mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. early 90s when it was just a skate shop. Yeah, you know, yeah. All those dudes, Harold Hunter, all the dudes were hanging, yeah. going to Sheets and Pillows, all these New York clubs we see him at. Harold Hunter would come to CB's once in a while to punk shows. But yeah, they're right. Duh, Supreme is a New York brand. It's fucking global, massive insanity, massive. bro. Well, no, New York had a, had everything kind of uh, wrapped up streetwear wise for a minute but what happened was is all the merchandising moved to LA like 15 years ago all the yeah. mementos shut down in New York and in LA you can get shit done and all the all the merchandising I'm num, sorry not merchandising production okay. all the production is here yeah and all everyone there's just a mass exodus to LA to make shit so you know a lot of shit from New York moved to LA like you know the, the an art scene happened here a, a, a culinary scene happened here yeah and production you know and that used LA was not known for those three things before you know mm, interesting oh good somebody's in the house right now um we're almost hi Jess Jessica's here too hi Jess oh, <laughs> Jess is here um hi Jess you don't seem like somebody has like any regrets in his life do you um regrets I don't I can't say I don't really do regret. Yeah, I, I can tell because I can't do it over. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can't. So I don't regret things. And if I think about, like, you know, I don't regret anything that. No, I don't. I don't have any real regrets because I'm here. I'm good, and I'm and I'm healthy. You know, good like place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been through a lot of tumultuous shit. Yeah. But I've learned from all of it, so I don't. I don't do regrets. Like people are like people talk to me. They go like, well, you know, because like I've often said like, you know, if I could snap my finger. And make all my tattoos disappear and redo it, I would. Same. I'd do that too. Right? Yeah, for sure. Ask anyone that's heavily tatted. You're like, for if sure. I could go like this and they're all gone, I'd probably get five tattoos and call it a day. Yeah. You know? Just because that's, that's a better look than just being fucking blasted. True. But I do I regret or hate it? No, I don't regret anything. Same. Like, you know, even the dumb tattoos I did to myself, I don't regret. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's all, it's, it's all like, it's all ridiculous. This whole thing is stupid. Like, it's all, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, everything. Yeah. The fact that we're doing this right now and that, you know, fucking liquid death is paying you to talk to people on the <laughs> microphone. It's, it's, come on, give me a break. You know what I mean? It is crazy. You could be like, you could be tarring a roof right now and you know, it's upstate true. New York, who knows? No, it's <laughs> you know true. I'm mean? like very, very lucky to be here doing this with you yeah. though, for sure. Uh, what's like one of your last real jobs? They get a clock in. <laughs> like a boss and shit. Uh, probably the job that was when I worked for the uh, the clothing company as the art director. That was the last time I had a job. Wow. Yeah, that was it. And, I, and, I, and I'm never getting, I will never, never have a job. Same. I'm not getting a fucking job. I'll Same. have temporary. I'll have people that have power over me temporarily if I'm doing something for them, but I I can't handle it. Come yeah. here at seven and do the, no. I'm not doing it. Nah, man. Fuck that. I, I rather, work so hard not to have that ever happen to my life. No, nah, fuck that. I'd rather live in a van. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm terrified of making resumes. So that's the other reason. Mm, you never that's, really had to, have you? I've started my own company, so I have to make resume. So I never made a resume. I just, that is your resume. Though. I didn't want to make a resume, so I was like, you know, what? I'll just make a company instead. Mm. <laughs> what easy. kind of movie would you make if you can make with like what's your dream movie you want to make um well i wrote it it's, okay it's it already, exists okay it's I'm, already, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm i'm drafting it i'm redrafting okay. it it's um it's a day so it's in a movie it's, it's not a, a doc okay no no it's a it's a narrative it's a day okay. it's a day in the life it's an la story day in the life of some kids nice that's all i, I want to okay, say okay yeah right it's now. great yeah but you know it's very um I think it's gonna happen. I hate to I hate to talk about things before they happen. I know, I know. know? But jinx like, anything? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. Fuck a jinx. It's just like I don't want to like, you know. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, I'm figuring it out. But yeah. uh, but uh, but I I I have a very pragmatic approach to how I want to do things, and it's like, I want to make things. You know, I I'm not here to be, um, a genius. Yeah. I'm here to get shit done. Yeah. In the best way that I can. You know. Yeah. 
I let other people be brilliant. I'm I'm okay. I just want to like figure that. out how to do shit, you know? Yeah. Are you an optimist or pessimist? Pessimistic optimist for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's I mean, a good one. I think that ultimately I must I must be an optimist because I've never quit. Mm. You know? So I do believe that I'll that I'll get it. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, you've always ultimately but it but it's You've always believed in yourself. I mean when nobody else did, you feel like nobody really saw you until you know doing the test. I don't, I don't think that. I don't know, man. I, I've I've suffered from not believing in myself, but mm. somehow I've always pushed myself to do things. Yeah. Maybe because I don't believe in myself, I'm trying to prove to myself. I don't fucking know. Like I just wasn't trying given, to prove to. Yeah, just prove, you know, just like, prove in general. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just wasn't given a sense of like. I, w- I wasn't one of those kids who was like, you know, you're fucking beautiful and you can do whatever you want. You're gonna be a fu- you're gonna be the president be, of the world. Yeah, you could be. Yeah. You know, which is sick because yeah. if you if you arm your kid with that with that idea, they yeah. walk through the world thinking the world owes them something, and then the world gives them what they want. True. As opposed to me, where I've had to f- fight everything, it's always been a slog. I'm like, I have to fight. I, I got to do this fight. I got to do that fight. And like, it doesn't have to be that way. That's how I've done things. Yeah. But it doesn't have. You know, I'm trying to find an easier, gentler way. You know, as I get older. Mm. You have a uh, top five MCs. Oh my god, that's the that's. Are the, you a big hip hop head or no? Yeah, of course. Like I, I listen to all kinds of music, but like rap is. That's what you grew up on. Ugh, yeah, I grew up on rap. West Coast yeah. only. East no, Coast no, no, everything, everything. I, yeah. I eat everything. I mean, Pusha T is top. Jay Z is top. Pusha T, nobody ever mentioned. That's great. What yeah. are you kidding? Pusha T is one of the best. Insane. There's too many. There's too many. That though, last record was all the last couple records you put out. Incredible. Pusha T is amazing. Clean. I mean, does it get no top five or tens? I've never had that name in there. It's interesting. Really? That's it's crazy. like Jay Z, Big Nas, yeah. KRS One, Rakim. Those are like, sure. Oh, Jay Electronica. Fuck. Jay Electronica. Nobody says him either. Pusha T, Jay Z, because. You got some all East Coast. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Fuck. Fuck. I better back it up a little bit. <laughs> <You better> uh, <laughs> Jay Electronica had the record that almost never came out. He had all these singles for so many years. Great songs, though, man. The record that he made with Jay Z in, oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, pandemic. Yeah. He was on like, Jay Z's on like three tracks. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it is so. I. It's Listen. You're right. I. I I burn those records. I listen to records sometimes so much yeah. that I can't believe I'm still listening to it. I don't okay. know what's there's something wrong with me. <laughs> like I, I will listen to things for ten years all the time. Like yeah. it's crazy. I fear um, that. But that was a great record. You're right. Because he had ex- the first thing came out was like exhibit something. Yeah, exhibit C. Yeah. Yes, and then it was like when's more coming, and then they came out. You're right. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. that was a great. I mean, so you got Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. Pusha T. I mean, obviously Andre. Andre three thousand is is top. You know, genius. Yeah. Genius. Um. You but got then, four in there with no West Coasters. Oh my God. I haven't gotten it's too five is too small. <laughs> I need like not. I need top like twenty seven. Yeah. You know, um UGK was UGK, huge. Yeah. I mean I listen, I love Ghetto Boys so much. Great. The Ghetto Boys album like that. Fuck. I Incredible. Mean, um That's Texas. But they're they're not known for like it's not that they're lyrically top ten lyricists. They're not. Um Classics, but, uh, though. you know, I'm trying to think West Coast, like, you know, you can get into a whole thing with like there was a whole lyrical movement in the West Coast in the nineties, you know, Saphir and fucking Project Blow and all that shit too. And then trying to think, fucking catch ah oh, man. Damn, it's hard. Cam, Cam was really good. Um Oh shit, Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. Is it's, that a K? Yeah, K. Oh, Cam. Yeah, that's right. That's some old Peace shit. Treaty. Um all that project pistol grip pump, uh, project uh fuck. There's so many I'm trying to think. I know it's escaping. Obviously me. Cypress too though. Cypress is great. Big I gotta deal. think of a, there's gotta be a West Coast person that who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting someone huge. Ice Cube. Because when you say specifically lyricist, right? Like yeah. you're not talking like all around music. Ice Cube's, I think he's underrated too, man. All those I mean, Ice Cube's first three albums, like, are you kidding me? Fucking Mind-boggling. insane, dude. Crazy. Like he. Incredible, but nobody really puts him in their top. No. 
He, he was, really he don't. was incredible. I'm trying to think who the Ice fuck. Ice T's out here without Cypress Hill. Ice T was a, was an early one of mine. Um, dubious. I guess House of Pain's from out here, and yeah. Who, how am I not? What is what is what is what the, the West fuck Coast is wrong shit though? Drace, Snoop, all that shit's whatever. Amazing. Uh, Too short. Too short was amazing. Uh, DJ Quick. What am I forgetting? Um, Sugar Free. Sugar Free, yeah. Sugar Free I saw him perform recently. It was that some random thing I went to? Yeah, he did a Born and Raised was sick. Oh, he um, did? Yeah. Um, YG's killing it. Then we have new artists yeah, that are killing sick. it. I'm trying to think of who. Oh, fucking, you're forgetting about TDE. Those guys. Yes. That whole, rock, you know, Kendrick it's to, yeah. to Schoolboy Q to fucking, you know, Absol. Those guys are fucking amazing. Did you work um, with TDE already on stuff or no? We did, very early on, we did uh, Schoolboy Q's album release party for his first album. Sick. And again, like, Sponto, Sponto was like looked like ET. Like he showed up with a cane, face pure Fuck. white, bloated, Fuck. and and he came to the party. You know, he shows up, and we uh, we had a party. It was it was it was it was uh, Schoolboy Q and uh, Tyler and them, and Damn. they did the party. There's a video of that too. And I made I got a you know on a budget. I got a I got a I got a refrigerator, airbrushed the fridge. Right, so it was all sparkly. Filled it full of popsicles in the freezer and beer, and then I rolled a thousand TDE joints. So the way Holy I did, I had shit. I had interns take a stamp and it said TDE BXR, and I had them stamp every paper. Holy shit! And I got like ten rolling machines, and I had them roll a thousand joints and gave out joints, you know, and like wow, we just you know whatever you know, we just did what we could with what we had, yeah, you know? and then and then and then that's also. Born and Raised is also known for throwing some of the best parties in L.A. Yes. Culminating in Sadie I have, Hawkins. I have right? read down the Sadie Hawkins one, right. that whole one that Jessica told me about she goes to too. Yeah. And that's just like, you said, like a celebration of life. Like yeah. Every year you celebrate. It's the it's 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 New Year's Eve for L.A. It's yeah, a, yeah, It's yeah. the New Year's Eve party that you always wish you went to and you never get to go to. I love it's the to one in your head. I heard great you, things about it. She's always telling me about pull it. Up. You got to come. Celebration of survival. Yeah. The real New York, the real New Year's Eve, yeah. The real New Year's Eve, yeah. So what do you hold them? Everywhere they change, different they, spots. The venue moves around. It's it's grown bigger and bigger. It, used to, it was at a small hall in Island Park in the first year, and now it was at you know. So it's like dress up. Oh yeah, you can't get real in. Adult shit. You yeah. have to you have to wear a suit. You know, you don't have to wear a suit, but you can't I wear, wear a suit. Yeah. You can't wear clothes. You can't wear your fucking bullshit fucking clothes. Your graphic <laughs> tees, your hats, none of that shit. It's chaotic, and now it's turned into like the Walking Dead. Like it's just people are screaming, trying to get in. It's just it's the a most, real big deal. Getting in is the hardest part. Okay. It's hours to Unless get. Unless I know you. I'm yeah. Good. Even sometimes you know me. I'm like, I'm like, I come out to grab you, and then there's like 30 other people who are screaming. I'm like, I don't know how to just get. You know, it's like, mm. it's like the last fucking boat to the island sh- type shit. Like, it's so it's just, up. is it foods, drinks, dancing all night? It's like a. Um, it's drinks, it's dancing. There's not a lot of food. Um, yeah. there's a photo booth. There's like world class DJs. The music is insane. Every, the thing about the party is that everyone's dressed amazingly and everyone is dancing. Okay. Which is rare for LA. People don't dress up, people don't dance. Yeah. At that party, people dress up and dance and it has such notoriety that like everyone's going to be there, you know? And every year it evolves and changes, it gets bigger and better and, you know, et cetera, So it's et cetera. like, so it's New Year's, when, when do you guys have it? What's the? No, we have it in November. Okay. Right around Thanksgiving. Right around right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What about the podcast? Is that going to continue? Yeah, the podcast is going to continue. I'm going to you drop it once a week. Once a week, I do the podcast. I'm starting to do like studio, like it's video, right? So I'm yeah, starting. Yeah. I'm starting to do studio visits, which I want to do more of. And studio I, visits, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to pull up to someone's studio and like look at their work and talk to them. Uh, but I, I like that. I've let the podcast kind of like exist in a way where I just pull up and do it. I'm going to be giving it a little more attention. And I'm going to kind of more like, time on it. Yeah. I'm going to address it a little bit like graphically, thematically. I've just been doing it. It's a thing where I'm like, okay, four o'clock, got to go do this and then go back to whatever. Now I'm going to take a little more interest in it and figure out how to properly do it because it's at a point where it's like, I got to figure out how to monetize it or else yeah. I'm not, I can't do it anymore. 
you know, because like we make it's a little money, but it's like you know, yeah, we got to. And I and I know that there is, I know that there's enough of a cult following because I I I'm running into people. I, you know, you know when something yeah. works. I run into people all the time, like powerful truth angels, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, okay, so I know it's working. Yeah, but how do I get over that hump? How do I get from you know like uh, you know five to twelve k to thirty k to fifty k and up? You know what I mean? Like, yep. and I and I know that that's a process that I have to pay attention to, and I can't just let it run on autopilot anymore. So yeah, I'm gonna be paying attention to that properly. Um, and they're still consistently coming out now, right now. Yeah, every week we do one. And once in a while, I miss a week because work's crazy, but rarely. And what do you what do you do that at? What do you film it at? Well, now we are in a studio in Burbank, but we filmed it at my house. And then when I moved, we filmed it satellite a couple places. But now we've settled into a studio that's connected to a bunch of other podcasts, and like we're just like sharing space with them. Are you gonna get a new host or just keep it you? I've always thought about having a co-host, but I can't figure out. Who? Yeah. It would be nice to take the weight off because I have to yeah. have guests. Because sometimes I do it on my own. Just I just talk into a fucking void. It's the worst. And I've done it, and now I'm like, I, I can't do it. Anymore. I can't do it either. It's man. like it's also so fucking solipsistic, and it's hard. It makes your brain hurt. It does. It's you know weird I mean? just talking into the wall, like just trying. It's to, crazy yeah, time. Like it's like you're in the shower for fucking ninety minutes, like yelling, like fuck that. You yeah. Know? Some people can really pull it off. My rap report, he pulls it off. He's always. Just, oh yeah, he's a maniac. He's great with that. He started yeah. with that. He had some guests here and there, but yeah. like. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do by yourself. I like having guests once in a while, but actually just talking, yeah, it's kind of... It's tough. It's hard. Because I'm also... And, I'm, and I have nothing to talk but about. you enjoy I'm talking it, about though. myself. I love doing the podcast. I love it. It's great. It's fun. It's just kind of became a chore because of all the other things I'm working on, and it just became a thing where I'm like, fuck, I got to do it today? Okay. And I pull it together, but then when I'm in it, it's fun. Like, listen... Everything getting up to the show, like I find this with shooting too. Everything before the show and after the show is annoying and tedious. But the day of, on the day, is fun. Yeah. So, like, you know, if I'm shooting something, the pre-pro is, is shit, the post-production is shit, but the day of is great. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, that's when I feel alive. On the day, I'm set, I'm talking, boom. Everything else is like, ugh. You know, I just, I think my attention span is just like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you ever want to uh, get married, have kids? Yeah, your dad? yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I think like yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I mean, I got. I better hurry because I'm. I don't want to be a fucking you know eighty year old codger chasing around no, some fucking ten right, year old. But like, you know, I'm down. But also, I'm down to. It's not really about the kids. It's like I just want a partner. Yeah, you know, I know that. Have you I had for, a good partner before in your life? Like, yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've I've had like the last one was really good. You know, um, a couple of years, a long long time. Three years, three That's years. Good, yeah, yeah. But there was you know there were some things that, that made it not work, and like you know we're, the age gap was crazy. Oh, okay, um, yeah, they'll do it. Yeah, uh, but um, and I've had like you know I I think that to be completely honest, like I think that me figuring out how to properly know that I want that has been a lifelong process because I spent a lot of my time fucking around. Spent yeah. a lot of my time in weird relationships. Stayed, you know, I, I've been trying to figure it out because I come from a place that's not, I don't have a model. Yeah. Again, everything I figured out on my own, my yeah. my model for, for that is chaos. So I've had to work my way out of that, you know? Yeah. Um, Do you talk to your mom too? You close your mom? Yeah, I talk to my mom. I talk to my mom. Like, you know, I talk to my mom. I talk to my dad. Like, you know, my family is not what you'd say close. Yeah. Like my ex, when she would see her mom, she would like light up like Christmas. She like she just saw her like fucking Kendall Jenner. Or My wife's like that with her mom. They're super tight, like, and I wasn't like that. What is this? I was like, maybe mom and daughters are different. I don't know, man. This is really serious bond. Crazy, like excited, like oh my god. It oh my makes god. me like feel like oh, like yeah, like oh, but fuck. not everyone doesn't have that relationship. Some people hate their mom. Some it's you know, I, you know. Um, I don't hate my mom. I just have some things. Yeah, I got boundaries. Things. I got boundaries. You, know, you gotta. You but know, they I'm, must be proud of you though. Yeah, everyone's proud of me. They're all they're you know they're proud of me. They're, I think I've made good. I think that the, I think that for a long time my mom was like, what "The fuck is going on? Dead or jail what's or this, something." What's this he kid What's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? You know. And then now it's like, 
what's up you know i think it's your so sobriety view it's like one day at a time type one, thing one day you? at a time baby one day it's just that's it i can't i can't call my shots i don't know where it's going if you ask me like if you put me to it i don't i don't plan on getting high yeah but that's all contingent upon how close i stay to this thing if I drift away and I stop doing meetings and I don't do my therapy and I don't do all the things that keep me sane and sober, eventually there is a huge chance that I might slip. Yeah. And if I fucking have one, I'm going to have a million and then it's over. Yeah. And I'm a fucking animal. So is that scary? It doesn't scare me because I'm staying in the mix. Yeah. But it would scare me if I drifted away and there are going to be times in my life where I'm not going to have access, but I always go back. That's the thing. Yeah. Let's say I'm shooting something. I have to go out of town for two weeks. I come back. I miss two weeks. I feel crunchy. I get fucked up. I come back. I go yeah. to meet, I stay in touch with my people. Like I've learned my lesson. It took a long time. I'm hard headed, but I, it took a long time to, for me to learn this. Like there's a lesson for me. And the lesson is, um, there's something about me that needs to be addressed or it will eat me alive. And yeah. if I don't address it on a daily basis, I'm not going to have what I want in my life. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah. There's a thing in the literature that talks about like, you know, a man with no legs that will never grow back, right? That's a thing. So yeah. like I think about that. I'm like, there's those legs are not coming back. I can Great cry thing, about yeah. it, I can be angry about it, and I've spent time doing that and be like, Why do I have to do this shit? Fuck that. And <laughs> yeah. I can rebel or I can accept it and realize that if I do the work, I feel better. And then when you start doing it, you're like, this isn't so bad. Yeah. It's fine. It's actually kind of cool. It's great. I like doing it. It's mm-hmm. fun. I get. I have a whole bunch of people like that I get to interact with. I learn things. It's it's amazing. Different, different I'm lucky. Community, yeah. I'm lucky. You do therapy too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been in therapy for 23 years. Wow. If I hadn't done that, I'd... No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Jessica got me into going to therapy too. I love it too. It's a big deal. It's huge. Just talking to somebody else and shit. Yeah. It wasn't cool to talk about therapy back in the day. What are you kidding me? Sucking your feelings and man up and not fucking yeah. up emotion and all that shit. But like, yeah, I love how you can just talk about it now. And it's like, now it's, it's actually cool when you do it. It's cool. Yeah, everyone's like, you know, on the East Coast, people are like, I got to shrink. And the West Coast is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But now everyone's fucking, you know, they're they're on, they're, you know, they're taking reels of themselves, fucking crying and doing ayahuasca. Who knows what's going on? You know, it's like, it's ridiculous. So if it's, you could, so you can try to ease up on your uh, social media? I, I'm going to, I might, I might do that artist way thing where you, you know, that, that? it's like a book. It's like a, it's like this book, this process where you like learn to get more in touch with your creative, whatever. I'm not a woo woo type of dude, but I'm desperate to, to, to cut the bonds with this thing. It's, it's fucking fuck. me up. It is fucking me up, dude. Like, I am like... In what sense? You think just just like t- wasting your time? Wasting my time. I'm locked in. I'm chewing... Like, I'm obsessed. Also, like... You, you post know, funny shit, though. I do post funny... Yeah. <laughs> I do post funny... <laughs> yeah, like... I, I need to limit it, though. Like... Uh, but also, the phone itself. Like, I find myself on the freeway looking at a PDF ooh. giving notes. Like, I'm gonna die. That's bad. Like, that's crazy. It's really bad. And I'm used to it. I can drive with... with You know, I can drive with a pinky and steer with my fucking foot and have Yeah, you may be, but somebody around you might not be. They might fucking I don't want phone, it. too. Yeah, you know, it's... I, I need scary, to. Dude. I need to... I need to fucking get it together. Like, I, I, I see this... The addictions for down. all ages too. This fucking thing, man. Oh, it's fucked. From babies on iPads when they're fucking first born to like now, like we're on fifties. It's fucked. No, I go to the gym, right? You go to the gym. We do. We we roll. We do jujitsu. Like you that's put one your time. Phone away for that, you put your though. phone away, but as soon as they go, okay, take a break. Everyone hops out on the phone and starts looking back down. And then gets back in the mats. It's like, what are we doing? Like I need to. I and it's gonna be bad for us, dude. I need to. I need to figure something out. Like it's like I need to fucking I don't know. Do you need a fair it's not way destroying back? your life though, but it's taking up all your time. It's not destroying. It's listen. There's a lot of things about it that are great, but it. But I need to. I need to like find a way to restrict myself because I'm like you know I'm out there. Do you follow a lot of people? 
Yeah. So I, I just unfollowed mad people. I put like I was following so many people that yeah. I really didn't even know. So I couldn't even see like what my real friends were doing on a daily basis. So that all the algorithms and all that bullshit. Like the point is to kind of catch up with your friends, see what they're doing in a sense. I'll follow if listen. I'll I'll easily follow anyone's. If I see memes on your page that are funny, I'm following you. Yeah, I don't okay. care. I don't okay. care. I don't play so the you game. Love memes. Okay, yeah. I love. I fucking love. It. I'm addicted to that shit. I love. It. I can't get enough of it. It's like. Do you make memes too? No. Yeah, I do sometimes, but I don't. I don't have time to fully do it, but I want to. I I have, and I've slipped slipped a few of my own in there. Yeah. But I mostly repost people's memes. I love. It's just. It's hilarious. It's. I can't get enough of it. It's like. But also, it's part of the thing. It's the gamification of the phone and the fucking beeps and the chirps and the whistles. Like, there's so many ways to get sucked into this phone. Like, I was playing online poker, in uh, in the pandemic, and like I have a bunch of my friends who are. They're probably playing right now. Yeah. They're fucking completely hooked. And like there's a lot there's real money on the line and there's a lot of money on the line sometimes. And that shit was crazy. Cause like you're sucked in. I would be in there till four in the morning just being like, Oh, I gotta get my money back. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like Yeah. And because everything's gamified and it's like all those little things, little beep, chirp, whistle, boom, boom, boom. It does shit to our little animal. So, our little fucking orangutan brain can't handle it. It's like too out, powerful. We're gonna find out in a couple of years like how oh, fucked we are. No, it's fucked. It's fucked. We like we I, I would like to like I, I honestly the other day was like maybe I need to get a flip phone and put this thing away. That's kind of hard. That's what uh, Pete Davidson has now. I saw him in an interview the other day. He has a flip phone. Yeah. He only has an iPad at his crib. I might do that. He doesn't want to look at social media at all because he feels like the world hates him and he's on a flip phone that's, always. That's a good reason too. Yeah, the world. The world. The flip phone's kind of hard, man. Two-way pagers, fucking sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah. That was the sick at the cartoon sidekick. But then how am I going to look at a at a PDF on the road? Like how am I going to do that? I'm going to fucking you know I got to get. But on the road, you're not supposed to look at on the road supposed, though. Not to look at PDF. Yeah, I know. Fuck, man, we're so fucked. We're all addicted to everything, it's man. Fucked. So yeah, the phone, you, you stopped eating eating sugar, but your phone is probably worse for you. It's, wha- it's whack-a-mole, sugar. man. It's a pops up, you know, it never goes away. You know, and it's like I need to be fucking fully zen and become Rick Rubin and walk around barefoot and fucking meditate all day. And all right, how he, that guy's not on his phone either. He, well, he doesn't even know what a phone is anymore, I'm but sure. Steve Jobs said he wanted to um, create the extension of the human body with the phones, and he f- absolutely did that, dude. 100%. Well, I remember- Last thing you look at, the first thing you look at. I remember telling people, like, five or six years ago when they were talking about this whole singularity shit where we're going to merge with the machines. I was like, you guys, it's it's already happened because mm-hmm. this phone never never moves from a foot away from my head 24 hours a day. It's next to me on the bed. You shut off at night completely? I, I put it on Do Not Disturb. Okay. I'm trying to... to I, I'll i read for, for like a few days and then I, I slip and I'm back on the phone right before bed. I think if you weren't sig- single, that wouldn't be happening because you had Absol- a relationship before. Fucking absolutely. Like you talk to in real life. It's a person. They're not going to stand for it. She's like, what are you doing? Yeah, we make you make contracts with your with your partner. Hey, let's not do this. You know, because you yes. be like I'm working because you're working twenty four seven. Like your your mind, yeah. like your your company. My mind is I'm not always working. Yeah, I I don't I can't do that anymore. We gotta shut off. We're getting older. Yeah, sleep's really important for you, man. All that shit you're doing, just gotta add that sleep. A couple more hours, man. I'm trying, man. Toby, I'm trying to fucking sleep. I want to sleep. Know. Let me fucking please. You have a, you have a sauna too. Yeah, I got a that, sauna. Help, that helps you sleep. Yeah, I got a sauna. You do the you do the ice, you do the hot. I don't have cold. the ice yet, but I'm gonna get the ice. We're gonna, I'm working on that. I'm gonna work on that. Okay. Will you do cold showers. Yeah, I'll do a cold shower, a hose off. The sauna is just like, ugh, Jesus Christ. How hot so does nice. it get? Uh, it gets pretty hot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna clip a wire. I got my buddies gonna come over and clip the <laughs> clip the wire so it so it just blasts like it goes to 200. My boy told me to take my thing, put it on the floor, and put a towel. I might get 250 already. Anything. 250. Yeah. Oh shit, you're good. So you can put a towel on top of this thing. It makes it even 300. I'm, I ain't doing that. You put a towel on top. No, of I ain't the doing heater? that. My boy told me I'm not doing it. Mine's already 250. 200's good, bro. Yeah. yeah. You have like uh, infrared or just the water? No rocks. I got Love the rocks. That shit. Classic. The rocks. Yeah. Infrareds was like the peloton of the pandemic. Like everybody said, you have to get infrareds. You no, can have your no. phone in the- I don't want to be on my phone in no. my sauna. I call it the hot box. We tell all kinds of stories. Yeah. We tell things you can't talk about around yeah. your phones. Yeah. And then the, then the ice is just. I bring the phone in there too and it overheats. 
Yeah, dude, not supposed to have. I see, know. I damn, know. Damn, you're really up. addicted. I'm f- oh, I'm fucked up, bro. No phones in there. Your shit's gonna fucking explode. You I can't need, do that. I have a problem right now. And you it, do. It's, it's because I'm single. It's because the house is empty. I'm trying to escape. I'm also like talking to people on the phone, but not in the sauna, dude. That's your place to fucking unwind. That's the whole point. It's crazy. Don't, I, I like to get another person in there so I can talk to them. Then I'm not on the phone, but I'll be on the phone there by myself until the phone dies. I'm like this. It's whack. The Coplans came with this extension. I just found it the other day where I could put my phone <laughs> and prop it on the. I'm never doing that. Dude. For the for the timer part, right? You want to time yourself. I don't, do, you, I don't time anymore. I'm, I don't time anymore. I did when I was going 13 minutes in that bitch. 13 minutes. Uh huh. Holy shit. I did that, and then people start hitting me up. And go. I see what you're doing at your house. I've done that before. What are you trying to prove? <laughs> one to one to three to five minutes tops. Yeah. Anything after like two minutes really starts having good positive effects on you. Yeah. Like one to two. That's according to Dr. Andrew Huberman, my fucking. My say all be all of everything, yeah, yeah. but other than that, like five ten minutes, it's not changing what you could do underneath. Huberman that. Huberman's like Rogan's Rogan, bro. right? Like there's Joe Rogan who's like you know they call him Bro Bropra, right? He tells all the bros <laughs> what to do, but Huberman's like the real guy. He's, he's the guy. He's the guy behind the guy. You're like you know that guy is like he's like listen, I I'm from Stanford, homie. Like chill. he used to do it all text and send screenshots of shit. Like because one time Rogan's like I go in every morning and and you can. You can do ice plunge before you work out. You're not supposed to do that. I've heard that too. But that's but that. that's their riff they're having for a couple months. And like Rogan did 30 minutes in this ice thing. You know what I mean? Like 30 minutes. I feel like these guys are doing on some alpha shit. Like yeah, I yeah, could do yeah. it longer than you and I don't yeah. want to get into that headspace. Yeah. So anything I see, like I'll screenshot, I'll text Andrew. Is this true? Like I just quit caffeine two weeks ago, but I was on Yerba. I saw um, Andrew Huberman did a tweet. It's a picture of him with his dad and he's drinking tea. He's like, I've been drinking Yerba Mate since I was nine years old. I was like, bet. I'm gonna go back on the caffeine. If he's he's a real doctor, I'm yeah, gonna listen yeah, yeah. to him over Rogan. I'm sorry, man. No, all he's day. like so legit. Yeah, we <laughs> we gotta we gotta have someone to listen to. You know? Yeah, and like, he's giving out real gems every day for free, bro. Yeah. It's fucking there's, changed my life, dude. There's another dude I follow. His name's Doctor James. Okay, I'm gonna find Is this. He's just as cool and handsome. It was a skateboarder, like fucking. I don't know. Huberman's no, fully ev- tatted. Everyone loves Huberman. Every like everyone. I know across Jessica the board, loves Huberman. Um, women and men, like gay men, dude. Gay, oh my they're like these. My buddy's like, oh my god, I saw Andrew Huberman. He's so daddy. I'm like, including Jessica on Blober Spot. Everybody. All my friends who are women. Yo, is he single? Yo, what's his deal? Is he his deal? But like, he's awesome, dude. I love him. He's giving out free advice and helping our lives, man. I gotta find that. I'm, I, not to, okay. What's his name? This Dr. guy, Doctor James. This guy. All he. This is what he does. He just puts notes up. Okay. And it's all the shit that we know. See, if this is the shit you're looking at your phone. This is good shit if you look at your phone. <laughs> I doubt this is all the shit you're looking no. at. But like that this is dude, the shit. I'll send this to you. This dude's sick because okay. he just says like it's just very simple. It's like, you know, the plan your meals for the week. Create it like he just tells you shit. Eat yams, I like that. Eat I need this, to be like, told shit all the time. If you do the following, walk for an hour a day, drink tea, there's what. But like it's just like, and it, it happens every day. And this positive reinforcement of these notes, and I read it, and I go, yep. Okay, yep, this is the yep. shit you're only on. I doubt it. I'd love to see you following. I wish. I wish. Also, the pandemic was it hard for born and raised to make it through that. Was that a rough time? Uh. We had a we did a pivot. We we were shutting down. We had laid off half of our staff. Fuck. And uh, we were having some serious conversations. And you know, um, I came up with a strategy. We implemented it, and shit blew up. <laughs> we thrived. Wow. We, we pivoted. We looked at everything. Online shit. Everything, of course. Yeah, yeah. Online. Yeah. We we just were like, you know, they're like, what are we? Gonna, we have to ship. I'm like, there's no shipping. You I guys. think a lot it's of people over. did that, man. A lot of brands, yeah, man. You, you pivot. Some like, died and some fucking went like that. And people blew the fuck up. And people were people were spending. 
People were yeah. like, there's nothing well, to be shocked. They're getting the checks and the government, all that stuff too, man. Listen, we're apex level consumers. Americans, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. What are we going to do with no time on our hands? We're going to fucking buy everything. Everything all the time. I'm one of them. I'm trying not to be, but well, I am. Amazon like, made billions and billions. Dude, yeah, all, the companies that were smart and pivoted blew the fuck up. I talked to them like you. This is where you really did it. Like yeah. So you guys thrived. We thrived. Wow. We Good had a, you, we man. had a fucking glow up. We 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 wow. we, we, we got bigger. That's insane. we got bigger and stronger. Because everybody's at home on their phones. Fucking. Yeah. Damn. And you find a way. You know. Yeah. By any means necessary, you figure out how to get it done. We got it done. There we go. And that's kind of like your motto for your whole life. You said it right there. By any means. By any means. By necessary. any means necessary. Yeah. Everything you. Th- said you're going to do you actually tried to do it even if you had to lie about it you still made it happen yeah and that's that that's a pma what the mind can conceive and and believe it can achieve yeah that's that shit you're on that shit yeah i some a version of that a version of that yeah Yeah. like and not like listen i'm not i'm still scared all the time still learning everything still learning things are terrifying like you know i don't know i don't know you know sometimes i'm just like what the fuck am i doing i don't know what i'm doing yeah and but then sometimes i'm like i mean i'm fucking i got this like this thing i know how to do you know and people and, love and respect your brand man yeah thank you thank you i think really so. do i think man. i think yeah. i think it resonates i think it resonates it doesn't yeah. not the people like hate or try to compete with it. it's its own thing and it's real it's its own thing. it yeah. comes from real dudes it's a real thing yeah, these are real it. stories it's awesome to do some hollywood who did something about no. venice do you know what i'm saying no, like no, you no. lived it yeah no it's all this is our life awesome this is our life's blood on these things like you know if you it's look authentic. at it if you really look at it it's all there's threads you know we're storytellers more than we are anything else you yeah know? Well, i'm stoked to see your feature uh, feature film someday thank you man thank you i think it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah i'm gonna make it happen Maybe in your fifty, in your fifties, everything's the best in the fifties, man. That's what they say. Don't you trip on it? You trip on getting yeah, of fifty or anything? Of course, yeah. Dude, it's a fucking number, man. I know. It I is. feel the best I've ever felt. I'm fifty three. I feel like I'm gonna I run know. a marathon, bro. That's amazing. I'm I, on a mission. I know. I feel. I feel. <laughs> I feel amazing. It's good, crazy. man. Yeah. So you're in a good place. I'm stoked. I'm in a good place. Yeah. Well, thank you to uh, Jessica for connecting connecting us too. I heard thank all you, these Jess. Great, all these great things about you. You have to meet my man, my man, my man. Sean B. Sean B. Love oh Sean God. B. Oh my God. What a Miss what Sean a guy. B. What a fucking like. What a Sean consistently. B. I've known that dude forever. Just, Me too. I met the, the same projects. Guy. Yeah. The same guy. Smile. Nice. Great smile. Ra- a rarity in this town. And he fucking turned around during the pandemic too with all his food and his cooking and his yep. meals he was delivering and yep. then he's cooking in people's houses now like. Yep. Really flipped it from the bar company he had to what he's doing now. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah, he's a man. All right, well, thank you for being here and sharing Thanks for having journey. me. This yeah, is great. You're, you're great. This is great, this man. This is awesome. Yo, Jessica, you still here? She's probably outside in the sauna. Yeah. She loves the sauna. She kills it. Yeah. We could sauna if you want. We probably, probably have to dip now. It's 430. It's kind of early, though. Whatever. I, I, I would. Your phone's I, been on the whole pod. He's got stressing out about his phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my friend. Your tone. Um. Well, thank you for being here. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate your journey. Looking forward to see what happens next with your pod and just everything you're doing, man. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. Of course, man. This is fucking sick. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We're out of here. Peace, thank bye. You, peace. So we had to jump on back on this podcast. Luckily, it hasn't come out yet because a lot's happened since uh, we first talked in here a couple months ago. So um, welcome back, Alex Tutone. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I know it's been a I know it's been a struggle to get me over here, but um You're you busy. Know. Yeah, so much has happened <laughs> since the last time you hear like Yeah. So busy, man. You like the your whole world's been just like on an upside down around and around and then like as of yesterday you dropped you dropped uh the Nike SBs or um, beautiful shoes and all the merch and stuff. It sold out so fast. It's like Yeah, it was crazy. So yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. That was, was such a big build up for that too. Yeah. Because because originally I think the ones had a different thing on me. Had to change up the whole kind of shoe, right? As far as it was written on them. No, 
I wasn't. That, ma- shoe, that was always there. Wow. All that information on the shoe that's that's been baked in for a long time. Wow. We made that shoe, I and mean, I think it was probably pencils down like a year ago, maybe. So it's it's really uncanny that like the string says in loving memory, like all that stuff is already there. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, this sh- I mean, yeah. So yes, I mean, it's what the, for the listeners, you know, in the first part of this um, conversation, he was talking about Born and Raised and the beginnings of it and where it's at now and his partner, Sponto, who since has passed away, rest in peace, Sponto, and the love and everything I've seen for this, uh, for him is insane, man. It's just, yeah, it's it so beautiful, man. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, I wish I got to meet him. I got to meet him, so. Oh, wow. You never met him. That's crazy because he met everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that he, uh, you know, the the reaction to his passing in the city was wild. Like I, I didn't, I mean, you just, you know, you don't know, you yeah. don't ever think about it. You don't think about what would happen. I don't ever think about any of that. And then seeing like the murals went up so fast. Like it was like, and like huge, big murals. Like, yes. You know, the shit, I mean, instantly it was like, people are painting like, you know, it was crazy. The reaction's insane. It was kind of like on a Nipsey level. You yes. Know? Yeah, and, I agree. But that's because, you know, it's, it's two reasons. One is he was, he built, he was built up to be a mythical figure, right? Like that was part of the deal. And he also was in the fucking streets 24 seven pulling up on everybody he could. And he took an interest in people. You know, I would hear, you hear, you hear things about people after they die. I'm like, Oh, fucking Sponto helped carry my mom up the stairs. Cause she was sick or like, literally I'm like, what the fuck? You know, wow. you hear this stuff. Sponto helped me just do this thing. And he said that, you know, and like, so he really connected with a lot of people. He invested into a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I think that that's always been kind of part of the ethos for born and raised is that like, we, all we've had is people yeah. because we didn't have any money. So it was just like, you know, and the funny thing is like, there's still, it's still, you know, we still have to ask people for favors all the time. Like people are like, Oh, you know, like we still have to make things work. It's not, yeah. you know, like we have a company around there's, there's, there's employees. Like, it's not like a, it's not like this thing is just like, you know, it's not what people think it is. I'll put it that way. So yeah, we still ask for people. We ask for favors. We ask people to do this. We still have to like figure out ways to make things work because you know, that's what running a small business is. Yeah. And uh, you know, contrary to what people may think it's still a small business, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's not mom and pop, I don't think, but it's definitely not a fucking big business, you know? So, uh, but yeah, we used to, you know, we would reach out to people around us all the time and say, Oh, this look at, Oh, I know this kid. Or like, I, you know, I remember this kid, fuck, this is a, this is another sad. I just realized this in the middle of all this shit, Shout out to Andrew Estrada. Um, this is, you know, this is crazy, but this kid, so much shit has happened, man. It's just, it's fucking insane. This year has been crazy. But this, listen, this I ran into this kid mm-hmm. about, I don't know, eight years ago. I'm in a coffee shop in Starbucks. Little, little redhead Mexican kid. And I'm in a Starbucks, I'm just chilling, and I'm looking at this kid. And I'm watching him trying to chat up the barista. Okay. She's a she's 18 inches taller than him. I'm looking at this kid. I'm like, damn, this kid is fucking balls. Like he's just trying to riz up this this girl who was like taller and older than him. And he he was fearless. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, this kid's hard. And I and I followed him out of the fucking. <laughs> I followed him out of the Starbucks, which is like you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, hold a minute, hold on a minute. This is not what you think it is. Like, let me talk to you. I'm like, listen, man, I have a I have a label. I just think you I like your look. You want to come shoot for us? Yeah, yeah, whatever. This kid Andrew. So we pull up an Andrew and like 
He pulled up to the office. Same shit. He lived, you know, we had a we had an office on MacArthur Park. He lived around the way. You know, he was he was a kid out in the streets in the mix. He had a small crew of kids. We grabbed that kid. We shot them. We put them in some campaigns. I started shooting a. That turned into me shooting this like mini documentary about him okay. that I never finished cutting. Uh, it was for um, God, it was for fucking uh, uh, Vincent Haycock and A.G. Rojas had this thing, this project they were doing. And they're like, "Will you do one of these films for us?" And I was like, "Sure." I shot it. I never finished cutting it because I got too busy. But you know, this little redheaded kid, the coolest look. He had like he just had that thing. He had that star. Yeah. He had the same. He had the same quality that Spanto had. He had the same star quality, but okay. the problem with that star quality is that, like, when it when you have that quality and you're in the hood or or some shit, like, it can it, it doesn't it doesn't lead to it will not always lead to the path it, it would lead to if you didn't live in the hood, right? Gotcha. So, or even, I mean, I guess other people too might have it and it burns out, but like, yeah, Sponto got him out and you know it worked, but with this kid, he um he had that thing. He was a live wire. He'd rally his friends. He was the leader of the crew. And, uh, you know, we followed him around for like a couple of days shooting him. And I think like a year later he got caught up. He got an attempted murder charge. Oh, wow. You know, he wasn't, you know, he just, you know, he was just fucking around. Like he was just a kid. Like he really like, you see it from the inside. Like, yeah. you know, the, the courts will paint this kid as a monster. But like I, I went to his, I met his, I met his folks. I know where he came from. Like, you know, uh, his family was like who they were. They were from, they were probably from a neighborhood. Yeah. He grew up in it. He was smart. He had guile. He had fucking game. He got caught up. He fucking, I think he, he you know, he might have shot at someone. He might have shot. I don't know what happened. He ended up in jail. He was in jail for it. He grew up in jail. And uh, and I would, I would try to t- stay in touch with him through like his, his brother and Instagram. And I just saw this post. I just remembered it right now because things moving so fast. He fucking died. This wow. guy died. Yeah. He And, and I never finished the, the film. I'm gonna pull that film out and find it. I mean, he's just like this little. I'll show you on my phone. I mean, I I shot this kid. Now that I really think about it, I shot him when he was young. He was like 13, wow. little badass kid smoking weed, like, and uh, you know, and I, I just didn't, you know, I don't know, man. You just you just never know where things are gonna go. And yeah, I never and I never think I never thought I thought that kid's gonna get out of jail. He'd come see us. We'd do a story about him. We'd shoot a campaign. Be like here, here's him now. But he fucking died. You know? Yeah, he fucking died. I don't know how he died. I got to reach out to his people and figure out what happened. But um, I don't know why. I I, I just thought of that. But it, I, the reason why I thought of that is because we would just reach out to to people around us. Yeah. Yo, so and so's little brother. This guy's cool. This guy's got a good look. Like it's always been that way, and it still is. I'm still just like, oh, that makes sense. That guy looks like someone that we might have grown up with. Yeah. That guy's got a cool look. Like, and, and if you look at the trajectory of like born and raised and like how we shoot and who we shoot, it's like very much. There's a there's an identity for sure ab- around us that's that's portrayed by the people that we shoot too. Yeah, right. Like it's not like you know it's very organic. Yeah, and um, I don't know how I went off in this fucking tangent, but no, but even even in the, in the Nike SB thing you directed, like all the kid the kids with the gold fronts, <clears throat> just everybody Lee's in there from uh, Trash Talk. Just all the diversity, all the people in in the the current Nike SB thing you directed is so amazing, man. Thank you, I really appreciate that. And, I, and I'm gonna <clears> say this like, Sponto. The, the SB project for Sponto, everything Sponto did was like the most important thing at the time. Yeah. He was like crazy like that. He was like, yeah, it has to be, you know. I'd be like, yo, everything can't be the Mona Lisa, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, everything had to be. But this was really, really, really his his most serious project. And anyone that worked with him was like, he would, he would have 20 ideas. I'm going to do this. And they were all over the top crazy ideas. Yeah. 
And him and I, for him and I, would, I'd be like, hey man, pick three. You know, uh, measure twice, those. cut once. Like, but that he and he would. The thing with him too is that he would actually do it all. And I was like, I don't have that kind of energy. I'll do, I'll do two good things. He would do five. He would, he would just figure out a way to do it. He just would not stop. Anyways, uh, with this commercial, he had put a whole bunch of shit into motion. Okay. okay? And he had made a bunch of promises to a lot of people about what was going to happen. And when he passed, everyone's like, "What's up?" People were hitting me. "What's going on with this commercial? What are you going to do?" So I did my best to encapsulate a lot of those ideas that he came up with. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are mine, but a lot of the key points are like, you know, the whole thing with the wall ride in the studio, right? Mm -hmm. the, uh, the rail slide inside the studio. Like the whole concept was like, it was a rail slide in front of like maybe a white seamless. But when we put it in front of the white seamless, it looked like shit. It doesn't look good on video, on film. So, you know, I took his ideas and I obviously put them through my filter as we did together. And I made something that I believe that when it was all said and done, even if there are parts that he might've disagreed with, he would have loved it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, and I know that in the wake of him passing, I cannot make everybody happy. I know I learned that pretty quickly. There's just people that are going to be, that are going to be upset and there's nothing I can do to make them feel better because yeah. it's not, it's not in my power. But all I can do is do the best I can, especially with a project like this. Yeah. To like, I really tried to to do him. You know, I really tried to do Sponto on this one, and but also I had to I had to also reference him passing. I had to tell a cohesive story. Yeah. And also like, you know, the the, the you know I had to rewrite this thing as I went because it, the casting changed. There was a person that was going to be in this thing in the front, like a like a marquee actor who who couldn't do it. Like there's all these things that had to change. Um, yeah. So, and everything happened. The way things happen is, you know, a lot of things that help born and raised, like, you know, we, we spot opportunity as it unfolds. Like, oh shit, that dude, that dude in, can do a kickflip in full regalia. So Fetty, yeah, that was Fetty had a phantom on set. Fetty, shout out to Federico, by the way. I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but Federico is a, a skate shooter. He's also a really good DP. He's, he, I, I made it. I made it very hard for him, not on purpose. Like you couldn't get a hold of me for weeks when I was prepping this thing. It was sure. fucked up. It was no one could get a hold of me. People were texting me, calling me. Federico's trying to call me. I'm like, I cannot. I'm prepping like the biggest commercial for the brand. Like, yeah, the amount of the amount of energy it takes to make something like that work is crazy. Like the amount of energy it takes to make two minutes work like that is like it's the prepping, the thinking, the planning, the talking. Like it is intense. You're just going 24 seven for weeks. Yeah. And uh, Fetty couldn't get a hold of me, and I was like, "Listen, just like pull up, and and like, you know, bring your cameras and like shoot these guys whenever you can." But like, I got to focus on this, and he did, and he was really fucking cool about it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't take it offended. He wasn't offended by like how busy I was, and yeah. I really appreciate that. And he made some beautiful stuff. He made a whole skate video that's still coming out. He did a whole thing with clips. He shot all the pro, like he shot this whole thing. And, uh, you know, and it, it couldn't make it into the film because it just didn't land on time. But the thing he did with the dude in the kickflip that I put in, Jamal, um, that shit was sick. And like it was sick. beautiful. And he shot that with the Phantom. And it was like, that's its own standalone piece. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. Um, and um, as a matter of fact, we got to drop that piece. Um, <laughs> I didn't drop that teaser. So, teaser. so many things got lost. Like, it, you know, it's also crazy because I got to funnel everything through Nike. They have to approve it. That must be crazy. And yeah. there's like all these pieces that haven't even been seen yet because it's like, you know, it, once you start going, it's just like triage. It's like, okay, what's the most important thing to see? Okay, they got to see the film. So anyways, um, yeah, so I did my best to pay homage to him, to do what he wanted to do. 
also to like you know to the neighborhood like there's all these people that yeah. he told you know you need to be a part of this and there's also people where i was like okay this guy will fit here like i know him and i know that there's people who like well i wouldn't have chosen that guy i'm like well yeah but that's that's kind of where you know we all whatever yeah um and that, I, that obviously you can tell i have his voice in my head when i'm doing things still which is like you know i've made it very clear to people that like hey i'm here now this is what i do and that's all i can do yeah. i cannot live in the idea of what someone else would have done but that being said his voice is in my head with shit of course I'm like, yeah oh shit and I can hear, like, I can hear him. And, like, I, and I also know that I nailed it at the end. Like, I know at the end it, it made it, it worked. Like, 100%, I know that. man. Yeah, it did work. Like, I, I, and I don't, I only knew that once it posted, like, because I, I was so burnt on it. I was like, I fucking, by the time I was done shooting this thing and cutting it, I was like, this sucks. This is terrible. No one's going to like, you know, you just, yeah. you just get burnt. You're over like, over and over again watching it too. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, what the fuck is this? You know? But then when it dropped, the engagement, the, the, the the mood the things happen at Nike Nike's like oh we're putting this on billboards on digital billboards we're saw that so cool Times Square L A like <clears throat> shit I've never yeah. seen my work done on, put on that so, and, and it's funny because the first part of this you're talking about wanting to like direct and do more things like this I can, I can see you doing like one like a doc about Buenos Aires sponsors now I can see it man yeah, yeah there's who, a lot I mean of, who else would do it right there's a lot of stuff like that there's a lot of stuff that I'm like you know that's my my thing first and foremost is filmmaking yeah I also happen to be good at designing and also like strategy creative directing like full full that full 360 idea of like what branding yeah art film stuff is you know or design whatever like i i know how to do that stuff because i've been doing all of it for so fucking long yeah and it's all coalesced into like born and raised the thing is that nobody it just hasn't been it's just been a part of the born and raised fabric it's never been a thing where i'm like hey i'm doing this and i'm doing that it's just kind of what we do you know yeah never, we haven't really been like oh you know like I mean, it's obviously clear when I'm shooting a film, like, you know, I'm, it's a different thing, I think. But um, anyways, so, yeah. But your life's changed drastically as far as Born and Raised is concerned, like, because yeah. it seems to me that you were the guy that really didn't go out all the time, and Sponsors was always out there talking to the people, going to different things, and you yeah. kind of like, not behind the scenes, but like, you no, weren't really I, like I, always. No, no, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, trying not to. But no. now, how has your position changed? Like, what is like. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I got to do it the way I do it. Like I can't be out like he was, Yeah, he was out, out, out. Like I, I like to go to bed. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't drink. I don't fucking smoke. I'm trying to like, yeah. best, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to bed by 11. I usually get to bed by 12 because I want to get up at six or seven so I can work out in the morning just so my head's clean, clear. Yeah. If I don't work out in the morning by about four o'clock, I start fucking, I start melting down because it keeps me going. You know, you. I need that like I need that constant pressure. I need to fucking feel it. Like especially when I'm rolling in the morning, like I'm in that world for a little bit. Yeah. It makes everything easier. You know, you're getting choked, you're choking someone, like it's just okay. I can handle fucking some zooms. Like, you know. Yeah. But if I don't get my medicine, uh, I don't function well. And like I'm starting to realize too, as someone who's like, you know, I used to feel really guilty and say, Oh, you know, I'd be like, damn, I'm spoiled because I'm pushing a meeting till after I work out. But you know what? You're getting a better version of me. Like, I understand this shit. True. You're getting a better version of me if I get my fucking medicine and I'm fucked up. Like, my head is fucked up. I need my medicine. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I don't, my, my default operating system is not just like, like, I need to like, I got to get myself in line, you know, on a daily yeah. basis every day. And that's it. So whatever it takes for me to do that, you're going to get a better, you're going to get better work out of me if I'm in a better place mentally. Cause I'm a very, you know, I'm a, I'm an emotional person who, who is, uh, 
I just need to feel good about what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I need to, I need to feel like I want, I want to be in it. I want to be involved. I want to feel like what's happening. I want to be excited when stuff, when stuff starts getting like dreary and hard, you know, I, we all yeah. have those nights where you're working on some shit. You're like, God damn it. What the fuck am I doing? You yeah. know? I mean, every time I shoot something, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a day or two where I'm like, why am I doing this? This is hell. Pre-production, <laughs> pre-production is hellish. Shooting is beautiful. The day on set is beautiful. Yeah. Put me on set. Get me to set. I'm, I'm happy. I'm thrilled. I'm fucking present. The weeks, the couple weeks before is dog shit. The weeks after, not so great. But the days of, gorgeous because you're in it. You're yeah. living. And also you're there, and nothing new can really happen other than what you prep for. So, prepping is hard for me. Some people excel at that. I'm like, I'm just more like, you know, I have, I'm more of a. You know, like I, I see myself more as like someone who's, you know, like as a kid, I was like a painter and did, did graffiti. So like I, I still yeah. have that idea of like I'm more of like a, I'm more just like paint things and smash them together, like collage things together than like prep, 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 prep. Yeah. You know, so like if you look at, you know, like if you look at like my, my office now, it's like I have these giant like boards cleated to like I, I you, you'd like this. <laughs> I took my, I took the office because like I came back into the office and I'm like, okay. Let me look at what's happening in here because, you know, when we when we got our new spot, um, we 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 went in the spot. We had nothing. We had no furniture. And I was like, okay, let me just get these guys some desks. I just bought some. I bought some like off price shit from like a an office. I was getting rid of something. Yeah. I bought a bunch of desks and chairs. I was like, we and I dropped it in the middle of the office. And what happened was we dropped those desks and those chairs in the office, and people sat in them and just started working. So we never dressed the office. Really. Wow! It was just like go. It was just yeah. like you know, because the day one we're like, okay, time to go. Cause that's that's what it's been. And I basically um, came back and I'm like looking at the team and I'm like, yo, my team's been beat up. Like they're fucked up. You know, like they're not fucked up, but like it's been rough. Like yeah. a lot of these kids haven't experienced like this level of like loss. You know, um, I've been through it a bunch of times, but like they, maybe they haven't. And like I, you know, and like. I was like, okay, I need to make sure that they're okay. And the first thing I feel like is environmentally, you want to be in a space that feels good to work in. So yes. the past couple month and a half, taking way longer than I wanted to, I've been rebuilding the office. And I talked to the team, they go, hey, we're gonna, you know, they're like, you you take that room. They're like, we want you to go in that room because we want to keep you here. And we know you, and we know that if you build your little area, you'll stay here. Cause like, I'm, I like to work from home a lot. Yeah, Like we need you here. I'm like, okay. So I take the back office. And the first thing I did was like, I'm like, okay, well, if I if this is gonna work and now there's just one of us, right? I gotta consolidate everything in my life that I'm doing into born and raised. Because I'm not yes. gonna I won't give anything up. Like I'm fucking psycho like that. Like yeah. I won't I will never let go of anything, you know. Yeah. Like I'm just like until it just withers and dies, I will hold on to shit. And so I took I took half the office and I built out I built it out to look like my old apartment in Los Feliz. Wow. Which is where I used to <clears throat> shoot my podcast. So I put a gotcha. mantelpiece in there. And I and I and I set it up so like it looks like my old apartment. Half of the, half of my office looks like an apartment, so awesome. I can point cameras into it and shoot. Because my my things on YouTube, so I have that, and it's also cozy. Yeah. And also, I like to nap. I gotta have <laughs> once a day. I hit the wall. I gotta do twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah. The front. I'll show you. I'm it's gonna good show, for you. I'm gonna show you something. You're gonna like. You're gonna. It's really good this. for you though. Nice. No, I have. I I don't have a choice. I go down. I go down. Um, I got anything I, longer that you kind of feel like groggy and shit. You feel so. you feel terrible. I'm gonna, this is gonna. I mean, this won't. This is won't there really, a certain hour a day you take naps? Four, four o'clock wow. is my is my nap time. If I can do twenty minutes at four, I pop up. I'm ready to go. So all this stuff. This has been a part of how I work forever. Like even in every office I've had. Yeah. And I've had a few offices. 
And this is why I start my own company so I can fucking take a nap. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's two reasons why I start companies. A, so I never, I've never wanted, to, I don't want to ever make a resume because it, it scares the shit out of me. And B, so I can take a nap, and no one can tell me no. So like, I love I that. <laughs> you'll love this. Look at this. this is my, this is the door to my office. I'm gonna show this to you. Fuck off! I'm napping. That's incredible, dude. But look what happens. It does look like an apartment. Holy shit. Wow. Damn that. You see me? <laughs> yeah. You see me? Dude, that's crazy. This is like an apartment. That's your office? That's my office. Wow. And you see it? Like, I, I know it, this is, is how bad I have to nap. I just grabbed a bundle of fabric and laid on the carpet and took a nap. Like, I love it, dude. I have a couch in there now that I can nap on. But um, but that helps stress and everything, man. No, I get, listen, I, I have to. I can only do what the fuck I can do. Like, yeah. I can't do it any other's way. Like, I cannot do it anyone else's way. Yeah. There are way, and I've always felt guilty. Like, oh, I should be doing Like, no, fuck it. This is what I do. I need to do these fucking things so I can give you the best version of myself and give myself the best version. Because otherwise, I'm miserable. And I've been miserable before in, in work. I spend so much time working, I might as well have a good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's where I'm at that with, with all that. And, like, yeah, so, I, so, I, so, so we're, you know, we're rebuilding the office out. We're setting everything up. I got a guy in there. Uh, my buddy Alex is in there painting. Like, he's, you know, you see the painting on the door. He's doing, doing a yeah. little sign painting here and there. Like, I'm dressing it up to feel like a place where people want to be, you know? Um, and that was one of the first things I started doing. I'm like, you know, I have to kind of get the team together and be like, okay, let's look at this thing. Let's look at how we're going to move forward. Like, yeah. What's next? Because it can't be status quo. It cannot be like, also, we can't, we can't appear to like, we have to, we, we have to be strong. Yeah. We have to come hard. Have because I on. feel like I feel like as many people that are like supportive, there's also a bunch of people who are like, "Fuck those guys," <laughs> you know. Like, I can't wait for them to fucking eat shit. Mm. Like, oh, Spanto's gone. Fuck them. You know. Like, I know that. I know how people think. People are shitty. So and shitty, like, right? So my thing is like, no, no, fuck that. I'm coming back harder. Like, yeah. I'm not. I, that you don't like. That's how I respond. <clears> everything to, to prove. Yeah, like it's like you know we've you know it's been a decade in the game. We're just getting started. It's unfortunate that he didn't get to see Nike. It really is. It's crazy. It's listen. This whole shit. I was driving over here. I still haven't really conceptualized it. I still don't. I was like, wait, like, because I I hit the ground running so fast. Yeah. And but I don't deal with stuff like that. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know how to handle. Like there was a death and a breakup like before this stuff. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. I. It takes me. I'm very very slow on the uptake. Okay. It takes me a minute to even process. Like I was still processing my buddy Alex who died at the top of the year up until very recently like i still mm. was like what the fuck Alex is it and then like i had this breakup and like that took me a minute to process because it's like it filters yeah. through all my shit you know like i and, and and the same with sponto like i'm just like every once in a while i'm like what is going wait what oh wait he's not here like i, I have to keep kind of telling him oh he's actually not here yeah even though i'm doing all the things that are in the you know memoriam of him and all that stuff but emotionally i'm like i don't i don't know that's crazy you know and like but it's true. It's a fact, you know. Um, you have any chance to slow down and even think about it, like kind of take it in. And I don't know that I, yeah. And like people are like, you need to, you need to, you need to like, you need to take a break and you need to go on vacation by yourself. And you need to slow down. And I'm like. But you can't now. <sighs> I don't want of. to. And I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to. I, I mean, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go on vacation. I don't want to go by myself. Yeah. You know? I don't want to do that. Um, maybe I don't want to be by myself for, you know, I'll take somebody with me. But like, I don't, I don't want to do that. But maybe I should. I don't fucking know. But I had people like, you know, people in my life who are mentors or sponsors or whatever the fuck. They're like, you need to like, you know, you should like, you know, don't, don't do, you know, don't date and don't do this and don't do that. And I'm like, well, I don't want to 
I don't want to be alone with my thoughts right now. Yeah. It's, I don't want it. I, I, I just, it's a lot. I've had a lot of turnover this year. Yeah. I've dealt with a lot of major life changes, like big ones. And, 100%. and I don't, and I'm kind of afraid of, at this point, sitting down and taking stock of it all because I got to keep moving right now. Because as my job is like, right now is like getting, making sure the team's taken care of, that they're happy, that they're all moving forward, that they're, that they're autonomous, and making sure that I can put this thing on rails so it works. Yeah. So if I do need to like step off for a minute and shoot something that's not born and raised, I can do that. Or if I need to like take, you know, whatever it is, if I, I can take a, a, a couple weeks off and not freak out the whole time. Yeah. Like, and that, cause I don't want to be that guy. Okay. Spanto, Spanto was like, you know, this is Spanto's first company, right? And I watched him. This is my second, maybe third. Like I, I had a clothing company. I had a bullshit production thing. Yeah. that didn't really make sense. And then I had this as far as companies I built. And I've had a million other weird projects. Yeah. So I've been through it like, you know, a bunch of times. And um, this was his first time out. And, you know, and I would look at him and just be like, um, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I would look at him and just be like, you know, he... He would, um, like, I, I could tell him stuff. Yeah. But he, he had to learn it on his own. I'd be like, hey, man. Like, you know, I'd be like, you know, he didn't do this, but I'd be like, whatever you do as a clothing, as a, in the clothing business is stay away from denim. <laughs> That's what I tell him. <laughs> I'm all, denim is terrifying. You know, I just tell him shit I learned, you know. Yeah. And it's not necessarily true. It doesn't mean that for everybody. We never touched it, but I know him. He would have done it because he had to figure, it doesn't matter yeah. what I said. He had to figure out on his own. I'm the same fucking way. Mm-hmm. You tell me, don't do this. I'm like, well, I can do that. And then you do it. Like I had to learn the hard way in my first, my first times out like that, you know, how to, how to, how to, uh, how to not micromanage, how to delegate how to like learn to give people authority and autonomy. Like I had to learn that just so I could have a life. Yeah. Cause I've spent, I've spent time working where I've just literally been in a, I've spent years sometimes where people didn't see me cause I was working so hard, like just disappeared. And yeah. also, but also when you disappear, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing, you know, I wasn't doing any of the shit that I was supposed to do. So I, I would just turn into this like troll, you know, I'd come out with like fucking 60 pounds and a beard, just being like, Ugh, you know, just a creature. <laughs> and like, that's not how I don't want to live that way. Yeah. You know? Like, um, but now you're doing now you're doing now you're doing the sauna and we talked about and you got the plunge now. I got the sauna and I got the plunge. Yes. Yes. And you know what the fucking you know what the the sad irony is is that I don't have time anymore. Wow. I've been running time for that though. Man. I've been running so I I've been running so fast on this like for three weeks I've been in there a couple times and I'm fucking bummed. Like now I'm like I went in there yesterday for like I have to take meetings in there. I don't tell my my crew but I'm like. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'm on a company meeting in the sauna. They don't know it. Wow. And they're not going to listen to this. Don't fucking listen to this. But Is it infrared? No, it's rock sauna. Wow. Come on, You bring your phone in that infrared. shit? I put it, well, there's a little <laughs> There's a little tiny spot by the bottom where air comes in. Okay. I put it on speaker by that. Wow. And I mute it when I'm putting the shit on the thing. But sometimes I have to. I got to get my sauna in. So like this past few weeks, I haven't been able to. It's been too crazy. But like, yeah, I'll be in there taking meetings. I'll be on a phone call with someone in that thing. Like, you know, the phone Can't call do that rate. shit in the plunge. Though. You can't be on the phone in the plunge. Uh. No, you can't do the you can't do the you can't do the phone. I mean, it's kind of like it would it would be a good distraction to try to talk to someone, <laughs> you know, because you have to play it off. Yeah, like you might forget, but the plunge is brutal. Yeah. Um, how how much pressure do you feel that you have to take that they're running the company now? Like, do you feel pressure from all 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 everybody? Um, what is it? It's a spider? Yo, spiders are everywhere right now. I know. They're like invading. Like they're fucking everywhere. What's going on? Is it spider? Dude, we saw season? a huge one last night. Like they're, outside. Whoa. What? <laughs> Come on, to the podcast, man. Sorry, it jumped. It, it jumped in. It jumped. Get that shit out of here. We're doing a podcast. Keep 
He filmed That's one last good. night, though. That's We're going to show you the video. You're like, everywhere. Um, are, are you feeling pressure? Are people like trying to pull you all different ways? Like, you should do this. You should do that. And you're like, no, this is me. I've always been me. This is me here. No, I'm like, I've never. You can't be, be two people. I'm, I'm crystal clear on what needs to happen. Okay. There is no. There's the one thing that is happening is like, I'm like, guys, like I talk to everyone. I go, what do you think about this? But I have a path and I'm like, here's our path. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, we fuck with that. And but not like, listen, I have a very clear path. Now, that being said, I check with everybody. I call people. I call people all the time. I call nice. fucking Chris Gibbs. I call like, you know, I talked to one of the, talked to the owner of like Stussy at this dinner and like, hey, what do you think? Like I, I ask anyone that will talk to me, I talk to you. If you've been around and you know shit, and you you're in a position that I that I think is cool or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you. Um, I'm not going to talk to anyone I don't think is is legit, but I'm going to talk to anyone else that's in my business. And like, yeah. what do you think? What do you think? And like, come to find that a lot of these ideas that me and fucking Silky had, Silky's Darius, a long long member of the company, uh, are making sense to like. They're like, yeah, you should be doing that. You know, that's that is a good strategy. And I'm going to take some like, you know, I'm I'm going to put my balls on the table. Like, fuck it. Like, yeah. Let's, let's, let's make some moves. Because I don't like what what I don't I don't want to I can't do what I can't do anything else but whatever what I what I need to do and what I yeah. think should happen. But I'm also like this is not hard for me. That's the thing. Like this is not like what's hard is navigating. There are points in my day where I'm like stressed out because like so many people are coming at me and I'm like back to back to back to back to back. You know, it's like me, yeah. me and like sometimes my head's fucking. It's you you start to like and I'm trying to teach myself to not because I also know that like. I need to not express that to people and I need to not vent that to people. Like there's people that I can talk to. There's gotta be ways for me to let that out, but I can't turn to my guys and be like, fuck, you know, yeah. which I have done. I, you know, like they're my friends. Yeah. But I realize that like in this position, I'm like, down. I have to, I have to, you, you see, you understand now. Like I understand like why people are a, people get short. Like I can feel, I hear myself and I'm like, I get short with people mm. because sometimes, sometimes it's like, we're dealing with minutes. Like we're dealing with like, I'm talking uh, like six, seven hours of meetings a day. Sometimes I yeah. try, I try to stay out of it. And it's like, and sometimes in that meeting, there's multiple, like there's something I'm, I'm navigating a text call while I'm on the meeting. Like, and there's times I'm like, Hey, just give me the short version of this. I don't want to, I don't want to hear a goddamn poem. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm yeah. not a fucking asshole, yeah. but like, I understand why people are assholes. The time is precious too, especially. Right. Yeah. I was talking to this, this, I was talking to my buddy and, uh, He's helping me deal with like basically, he's an accountant, right? He's a business manager, and I'm talking to him and I'm talking to him about like the stresses of of work. He goes, listen, he goes, he goes, I, you know, he goes, he goes, you know, he worked as an agent, and he's like, he's like, someone the other day, my assistant sent me to a lunch that wasn't happening anymore, so I had to drive 45 minutes to this thing, and nobody was there, so it's like I lost an hour and a half, you know, and in the in the course of a day when you're rushing around. Chewing up an hour and a half doing nothing is fucking terrible. It's a lot. And and he's like, you know, that's why people at these agencies are like throwing computers around the room. And I get it. I'm not condoning that shit. Like I don't I don't want to I'm not gonna treat people like that and I'm not gonna fucking yell at people. But I am also like, you know, I don't I'm also like I, I don't suffer fools either. Like I'm yeah. like, yo, come here, let's talk. I see you over there. I see you not doing shit. That's not gonna work. You know, like yeah. I don't you know, like I'm not I'm I'm cool about it and I give I give people chances, but like, you know, I get it. I understand that shit. I understand yeah. the stress of being in the front of something and like the stress of navigating a million things. Especially like, you know, the Nike commercial, right? Or like when we do Sadie Hawkins, like I was thinking about mm. we're planning Sadie Hawkins right now. Yeah. And I'm already thought about fuck. I gotta, I gotta make, I got all these people that I gotta answer to, 
that Sponta would have had to answer to. And they're all going to be angry. And they're all going to feel like, I should be having this, I should be having that. And it's like, I can only do, like, I'll do my best to take care of everybody, but I can't take care of everybody. Yeah. Because I'm not him. It's a lot. And I'm me. And it's like, you know, and I don't know, like, everyone that he knew, you know. And I know I know the key players because I was introduced to him. And, like, I know who to reach out to. But, like, you know, it's just it's just kind of like, you know, and in that in that uh, in that talk with with my buddy, he's like, yeah, he's always, you know, you're probably gonna break some eggs here. You're probably gonna make you might make some enemies, which I don't want to. Yeah, but I cannot make everybody happy. And uh, and I, and my my core thing is like, yo, this unit, these this these people around me who I spend five days a weekend, maybe six days, maybe seven days a weekend in the office. These people who are on set with me, these people who are with me day to day, I need to take care of them. Yeah. First and foremost, they take care of those people. I got to take care of myself, take care of them. And then it spreads out from there. And then, yeah. you know, there's homies I've known in the industry forever. I know who they are. They know who I am. We're homies. It's good. We're You're always good. Yeah. They know that. They don't have to ask. And there's just la- la- layers and layers and tiers of people. And I'm trying to do my best to accommodate, but things slip through the cracks. Yeah. Um, so you're not perfect, man. You're doing your best. Oh nah, man. I'm not very far. I'm come on, man. I'm just like, is this the, mo- is this the biggest spotlight ever on born and raised at this moment? Like that so many eyes on it. I think with Nike, I have to say yes. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's perfect Big. storm of so many things came together. So many elements, Devin Booker, right? Uh, the cameos. Yeah. The way the film came together the fucking score like all these things kind of converged and then on top of it they pour more gas on the flames by throwing it up at staples center and throwing it up in times square which just elevated to another level where Dude. i was like whoa like that's something like oh we're next to like nocta and fucking all this other shit wow okay and like, for me i'm psyched as you directed it so this is like you're like not directorial piece but i mean this is nike this is like huge it's awesome well, I've, and the funny thing is i've done, i've shot nike commercials before like yeah but not like this not like not like 100 percent. it's like a mini doc though it's, yeah and if this is like all everything came from like i this is all me right like, yeah there's no like agency going like we need like nike was like go ahead i said here's what we're gonna do and they That's said awesome. okay well they didn't say much. They're like, just maybe take this out, and we don't like this noise and this, you know, and like this dog thing. And I'm like, okay, I followed their, I followed their lead, but everything I wanted to do was in there, you know. Yeah, I was and gonna I, ask you how involved they are, like trying to get, like edit things, and they're involved, but they, I think that they've been very respectful of the situation. Yeah, and I think that like, and I think that this is an instance where like they, they didn't have too much to say creatively. They just, you know, they have their guidelines, they have their comms teams, and they say, well, okay, well. You can show the dog, but if the dog's growling, the dog is aggressive. Or you can show this, but maybe this happens. Or maybe mm. you need, or they're like, you need more skates. I was like, yeah, all that stuff's great. Can you put cost in it? Of course we can put cost oh, in it. That was so cool <laughs> seeing him in there, yeah. Sick, right? And yeah. the, and the, and the sick is that thing, Freddie Gibbs in there? Yeah, it's Freddie Gibbs, yeah, Vince sick. Staples, Eric Costin. Stable, yeah. But more importantly, this is the, this is the, this is the real shit in this video, right? In this, in this film. I saw his commercial. brother and his dad in there, right? Who? Sponto's brother was in there and his dad? Sponto's. No, Spanto's, Spanto's dad passed away. Oh, okay. Um, Spanto's bro- son is in there. That's what it looks just like. When, yeah, the, yeah. when the crowd parts and you see okay. this kid, that's his kid. Okay. That's his kid. Um, but, I, you know, listen, Soul Assassins, yeah. Mugs, Alchemist, um, Esteban, like Sam Esteban. Kingston. like Cartoon. Cartoon wasn't there. He couldn't he, make it. He did it, something in there, though, but, right? But yeah. he did lend us a car. Yeah. He's there in spirit. We wanted to pull up and get a cameo. So um, you know, Lee, obviously. But, but more importantly... The most important element to this thing was like, for me, is Jesse Martinez, Juice, his kid, Hayden, fucking KB, Richard. Um, Who's the kid with the gold teeth? That's doo It's hard. Yeah. 
hard. Cool. Yeah, that was that was something cool. that Sponto put together. That Sponto put that together. He had already done that before before everything happened. So okay. I got those teeth in the mail, and I was like, "Who the fuck did these fit?" Oh, it's for doo wop. I was like, "All right." <laughs> so like he had already done. Like, he'd put so much of this shit in motion. Like, listen, I have to give him credit for putting like the fronts, the wall, like yeah. a lot of these things were were his ideas that they were going to be different components. Like one of them was going to be a lot of the stuff was going to be for photo shoot and this and that. And I tried to do the best I could. Like we made a photo shoot for the wall. We did the film. Like I know that there's things in this thing when it came out that would have made him insane because he was a perfectionist. <laughs> Yeah. But I also know, like, I know when something hits too, and yeah. I'm like, I can allow, I can allow for it not to be the exact perfect thing. If yeah, I know it hits, and I also know from doing this for so long, like, there's a thing you write, there's a thing you film, and there's a thing you cut, and those are three different movies. Mm. I learned that it's one thing I picked up in school. It was like, and it, and it ends up being those are three different incarnations, and I experienced that all the time. Yeah, I wrote one thing, I shot another thing, and I cut a third thing, and it ended up being this other thing. But if you go into it prepped with this great idea. By the time you get to the end, you'll have something cool to cut from, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you know, he he came up with all this stuff. Like, he wanted to do. I mean, I can say it. I don't know. He would fucking kill, see. I have his voice. He would kill me. He wanted to recreate the um, this uh, I don't know which album it was. It was the album cover for Suicidal, where they're on the uh, they're on that hexagon thing and they're hanging upside down like bats. Yeah, was it the uh, first album? I think it was the first album, yeah. They're at the beach, and they're hanging upside down like bats from that. album with all that stuff, and they're the first album. Yeah, and he wanted to recreate that, and that was the hardest thing. Like, we were going back and forth. I was trying to get art directors. Nike was, like, freaking out. They're like, they don't want to They didn't want to cover. I think it was a Glenn. F- no, it wasn't Glenn. I don't know who the, did the photo, but it was a debacle. Freeman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freeman, it was a fucking debacle to do this. Okay. <laughs> and it was like, we would have been better off just going and doing it and not saying a word. But we told Nike about it and turned it into a whole fucking thing. Wow. Everything, everything goes up their channels and like, and then there's lawyers and a lawyer is looking at this shit and going, a lawyer doesn't understand the history and the references. They're just like, why are these kids upside down and fucking on a, on a octagon jungle gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this looks dangerous. And what does it mean? Does it mean that they're, they're vampires? Like, you know, they don't, they just, they're yeah. from, who the fuck knows where they're from? So, but good point. Yeah. The thing I'm getting to is like the most important core part of this thing was, was the people from Venice. Sponto's people, yeah, right. Those are his fucking people. That's his neighborhood, and they fucking pulled up. Awesome. And you know, Hayden did the wall ride. Fucking uh, Juice's dad. Like we had on set. Uh, you know, we had. Um, I mean, I can say this, but like, Costum was reading the line, and Juice's dad, Jesse, we're, we're talking. I was like, I'm like, you know, Juice is like, hey, have my dad. My dad wants to take crack at that. Go, he does. And Juice read the line, and and Jesse read the line, and it was like. Like Costin killed it, but when Jesse read the line, it was like a different, mm. a different reality. It had both takes, and I had to pick one. But when Jesse read the line, he said it with such gravity. He was like maybe the best part of that whole thing. Like he's wow. the guy, you know. He says we ain't going nowhere. I know, and, and he nailed it like in one take. And he did a couple, but he nailed it. I was like, God damn! Like he's you're talking he felt about, it. yo, you're yeah. looking at this man. Like this is that's Venice right there. It's a history. Like you're looking at a historical fucking yeah. person who's who's been you know he was part of the whole thing i mean jesse was when i was a kid he was known for fucking beating up rollerbladers who got in his way you know like legendary and but but um but yeah like he you know that kind of shit was were those moments where it was like you know like i tried to honor as much like he wanted to do generational stuff so i had jesse juice and juice's kid rocky right so like i tried to do it i tried to get tim jackson there but i couldn't get him there i was dying to get timmy over there like Mm-hmm. I was like, please, will you come do this like wall ride? He's like, I'm in the desert. I got to set up for a show. I'm like, fuck, we built this wall for you. Like, we built a wall just for this one dude to do a fucking rail slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not a wall ride. Um, but anyways, Maddie did the fucking uh, did the trick. But um, 
shout out to all them boys. Like, you know, it's they great, they, they crushed it. They did it. I know that they did this all for him. I know. They love Sponto. Sponto was like the big brother to all those dudes, you know, and little brother to some of the older ones. But like he he was a fucking linchpin force figure. He, he was a star in that neighborhood and outside of. Yes. You know, he really and he he was a star. I mean, you can the, see it all through all through Los Angeles everywhere, man. Yeah. This piece is everywhere. He was a star. He was, he was literally he literally had star quality, charisma and all that shit, you know. He was he was, you know. The summer. Nike thing's almost like it seems like a trailer for like a full doc or something to me, man. Yeah, I mean I It's I, got the energy, you know what I mean? Like something's coming too, like Yeah, I mean I I would like to You killed it, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it really it was really uh Yeah, I don't know. It all it all it all collided together. And like the funny thing too is that you know the funny thing about the shoe is that this shit was sold before they even before I, we even I, saw the film. I was like, there were it's already gone. Like I could tell by the so, by the energy, it was already out. Like I could have just shown a picture of the shoe, <laughs> and been like, go get it. You know, but then we're like, also look at this. And like for me, I know that, but yeah. I want to make the fucking film. Like that's important to me. Yeah, you it's, did it. It's man. a it's a, it's a it, this is a something that, you know, I'm making these films from day one with Sponto when we did the first film the black and white thing with his dad singing blues and him getting like hopped in and the whole thing. Like we did that stuff. My, my take on making these films is like, I want to, I want to make films about people. Like I don't want to, I don't want to make fashion films and I've never shot a fashion. The only thing close to a fashion film in, in any regard with born and raised is maybe the Levi's thing, but it's not, it's interviews. Yeah. It's not about fashion. It's about the gravity of like men who didn't have fathers. I mean, that's what that film's about. And the gravity of the of the of the of their lives, you know, how that affects them, you know, and like, anyways. But yeah, from day one, it's been. I'm just been trying to make these like I call them mini narrative docs. You know, I'm talking yeah. like one minute to three minute like pieces, and and I'm just trying to push it forward every time. And and uh, and also now I'm like, okay, I did that Nike thing. What's next? Like, how yeah, do I how do I go forward? Like, I know I know what I want to do next. Like, I know like I want to keep pushing that. I want to keep pushing that narrative a little further. And I want to keep it, I want to, and it, and it gets harder to do. But that's what I'm trying to do. Like I don't want to, I don't want to go backwards. You know, no, to, not at all. I want to move on from this and like build more. You know, I'm sure people reach out to you too moving forward. Okay, you direct this, do that, and all the scene, all this stuff. Yeah, the funny thing is, like, I, you know, I'm. I know you did it before, but yeah, I'm repped at. A, I have a, I have a, I have a commercial rep. This company called Reset. Like they, 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 you know, they have me. But but this I, is like different. I don't know. This is different. Yeah. Just... But I think people think that I don't work outside of born and raised i'm like yeah i'm yeah. happy to yeah i'll take you let's go you want me to shoot you a commercial i got you like it's you know yeah yeah yeah. i love shooting them I and i want to do it so like i think yeah i think people will i think there will be opportunities and like i just have to look at what i'm available to do what i have the bandwidth for yeah you know and uh and but what do i want to do i want to make fucking born and raised films you know yeah. i want to make it i want to make features i want to do all that stuff it's crazy that you miss us when we're gone that t-shirt that came out was like was it it's 2013 2023 it's crazy that's yeah. what the t-shirt said on it yeah no, it, it was prophetic, and like I that that T-shirt was me in 2013. And 2013, I, yeah. And I said, Spanto, I got a 10 year, I got a 10 year window. I'm out. There's no way. There's no way I'm making T-shirts into my 50s, right? But he left. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like weird, because that and he, you know, I remember he like, you know, we had conversations about it when the year came up, and we're like, should we shut it down? <laughs> yeah. Like maybe we, maybe we pretend to shut it down, or we, or we, you know, we. We, we shut it down from like, I remember when I was a kid, there'd always be rumors that like a rapper died, you know, before the internet, they'd be like too short died in an earthquake, you know? And I, it would be so funny. Or like someone would be like, this is my last album. You know, yeah. we were talking about doing one of those plays. Like I'm not going to do it now, obviously, cause I, I blew my fucking cover, but I was going to be like, <laughs> and obviously you can't, but we were going to maybe say like, okay, let's, we're going to tell people, okay, it's over, you know? And then like shut, you know, just 
just go quiet for like yeah. see what people did. And then, it's almost know. like reborn and raised. I yeah right. Do you it's, know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 all very all the things that have happened around this like are very weird. Is it saying memory of on the shoe too or no? Yeah, it says in loving memory on the shoestring. Yeah, and, and is it true he passed on the same highway where his dad had passed? Is that? I don't I don't know I if it was the true. same highway, okay. but they both had a very similar accident. Okay. Yeah. And they both were they both were leaving uh, ceremony. Wow, man! Yeah. So, which is like crazy. I love and to shoot one block months. at a time on there. It's hard, and like on the turf, the, all that shit's so good, dude. Yeah, on the turf, you know, you know, on the turf comes from like the on the turf phrase is really about like you know neighborhood shit. Yeah, but also it's something that people would say, like you know, I put that on the turf. You know what I mean? Mm. And I remember Spanto saying that, and I was like, putting that on a shirt. So, I was like, that, that's a catchphrase, you know? Yeah, that's our just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then we got that, you know, if you watch it, it's prevalent in like, you know, if you, it, the thing about this stuff too is if like you go back and look at it all, like these things have been played like one block at a time on the turf. Like this has been running through this shit for 10 years. Yeah. You know? And it just ends up like. But now it's on a Nike. Now it's on a Nike. Yeah. Which is so crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm you know, sure it's crazy. Yeah. He's proud of it. Looking crazy. down and just seeing like everything, all the love and just it. I don't know, man. Yeah. All the stuff coming. It's actually happening. Yeah. And I, and I, and you know, I don't know if there is the, the one thing I do. You know, I, I don't know what exists when you, I don't think any of us know. Yeah. But if there is something there, I would imagine that when you pass, you get to have, you get to have peace and perspective. And I would like to think that like anything that made him angry is gone. Yeah. Anything that stressed him out doesn't exist. And then he would have, you know, that that's, that's, that's like ascension, right? Like yeah. if you can do that here, if you can get to a point where you're just like, it's all good. I don't care. You're mad at me. I don't, you don't like this guy. It's fine. Yeah. Like that would be, you know, that would be the ultimate goal is like you kind of move, you know, you move through it all and just kind of go, fuck it. You know, it doesn't matter, you know? And it yeah. does, it's, it's all, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, this is like, life is insane, man. Life is crazy you in my he, life. You think he felt those flowers when he was alive that he's, that he's got now? So loved, man. He, he, I, he I got had, his flowers when he was here too. Though. He definitely got his flowers, but no one gets them. Like imagine, imagine how weird you'd feel if like you all of a sudden you went out and like people were doing murals of you. You'd be like, why? I know. You'd feel like I would be like, what the fuck's going on? You know, you'd be, you'd be creeped out. You'd be like, cr- why is this dude doing a mural of me? Yeah. So like, you really don't want your flowers when you're. I mean, maybe well, no, you I know do. what you're saying, but yeah, but like, actually, you know, s- scratch that. He would fucking love it. Spanto, <laughs> Spanto would love that shit. He'd be like, fuck yes. Yeah. Here, the thing about him is this. I asked him on the set of the Levi's commercial. I was like, "Hey, can you say to me that you're a success? Are you, do you feel like you're a success?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? I'm like, you're you might not have everything that you want, but you, this is a success. This company is ten years in. We it's working. Yeah, we've built a brand. Like it's done. Like if we fucking if we let off the gas right now and just ate shit, it would still go on for years. Like let's say we did something stupid, like we fucking tapped out and like." Some fell apart and and had to sell it to like some other thing. It would still go because the brand is rock solid. Yeah, it would be living in a shitty form, but it would still go because the because we built a brand. Built a brand, and that's the thing I was saying. Like this was his first time out. Like it takes a long time to figure this out. My first company, I made every mistake you could ever make. It was terrible. I mean, I did terrible shit. Yeah, stupid shit. And I was and not that he had a he had a knack. He was a natural. Once he figured it out, like once he kind of once it all clicked in for him and he got well and he wasn't sick, he was off and running. But like there were things that I would say like don't do this, and he would like he would say, well, I'm gonna do it. I'm like okay, and I'm, and I and I said I can't stop him, and I'm like I'm just gonna let him do it because he's and he'll figure it out on his own. Yeah, you know, and like. 
but also different paths. Like it probably would have worked. Like he was that persistent and you know, he was, he was a force. He was relentless. Like he was working seven days a week. He was nonstop. He would call you a fucking Sunday night, like 11, you know, what the, where's this? What's it? You know, yeah. he call you, he call like, Esteban would be like, yo, Sponto will call me at like Friday at eight and be like, can you pull up at seven o'clock in the morning? And that was his homie. So he would do it every yeah. time. Be like, all right. And he'd pull up, you know, like, <laughs> That's what Spondo, like, it was just like... Non-stop, man. I always yeah. had ideas. Everything yeah. rolling is when yeah. to get stuff done. Non-stop. Non-stop. Damn, man. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, it's wild. And I, and I listen, I don't... I'm not... the. I feel for his family and friends. Yes. That's really where the loss hits. Right? Totally. Like, we, you know, we're... I'm his business partner. We had a 10-year relationship as 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 partners. And, uh, you know, and that is what it is. But, like, really, I feel the fallout with his family and people he was closest to. And that's really hard for them to deal with. And like, yeah. And I don't know, you know, like, I'm luckily in all the things in my life that have happened, I'm very lucky that I have a lot to do. Because if I could sit and stew on all these things, I would be a mess. Yeah. And so I'm just running. And I'm running as fast as I can. And yeah. I like it that way. I want to run. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm good. You know, like, I, I'm I'm going to take myself out of the game for a minute and go on a, on a break because yeah. I feel like if I don't, I might have like a, a aneur- an aneurysm or something. Something, yeah, <laughs> something will happen. It's like the whack-a-mole. Like something's going to happen. Like, yeah. I always think You got to do that. You got to do that, right? For your mental, yeah. Man. I always think about, uh, I remember, and this is a really random thing, but like I always think about Everlast having a heart attack in an yeah. airport, right? Yeah. I t- have I talked to you about this? I talked to someone. No, I knew, it. I knew it had a heart attack. But. Yeah, I don't know the story, but I know that he had a heart attack. Yeah. And I think about, People have people have heart attacks from stress. Like it's real. People have aneurysms. Yeah, Their stress. brains, your brain pops. Like yes. I don't want to do all this shit to fucking end up like sick. Like, yeah, stress is no joke. No, stress is no joke. And that's the other thing I learned from Spanto is like watching him be sick for four, four or five years. Is, like deathly ill. Like fucking just. There are times when I was like, bro, you look like ET right now. You know, we we talk shit to each other. Yeah. And he's you know his face would fucking exp- it, 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 you know expand and he turned white and it was fucking he was deathly ill. You know, it's terrible. And I remember seeing that. And there's two things I took from that. Was one is like, he was irrepressible. He would run through all of it. The minute he got out of bed, like, and he could walk, he would be like, ah, and then he'd go back down. Yeah. That, that, I don't know if I have that much, like, strength that he had. And the second thing I got from it is like, health is actually wealth. Yes. So when I, through that whole thing, I had a fucking relapse. I gained an astronomical amount of weight because I was like, I, I had like, I basically had like a mini breakdown yeah and I, I didn't have I, I refuse to have like a panic attack or have a nervous breakdown i won't do it because i'm too proud <laughs> but but because i wouldn't do that i would just like gain weight you know i'd just be like i just yeah. be eating from stress and, oh, and, I, and I'm, say, yeah and i'm extreme so i just gain a lot of weight and i remember getting to that place where i had relapsed and i got sober and then i gained all this weight and i was like fuck you know what i can't this is sick this is, i'm sick right now I was like, I have to get well. And I basically says like, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to put my health first before everything. So I put all the money I had at the time, which wasn't much into like personal trainers, holistic doctors, like yeah. whatever I can do to get myself going. And it took, it was a long, it was a long stretch, a long five year stretch. And then, and then weirdly enough, like, you know, I've been, in, I've been in good shape for, you know, the past three, four years, Yeah, he trained. solid training. Yeah. But then when, when this year kicked in, I was like, you know, it started in February, all this crazy shit. And I just was like, I just started losing weight. Stress, man. Stress. Like I just, yeah. I couldn't eat. 
all I could do is get up and go to the gym. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the gym, take creatine and like work out. And, and that's the only thing that's making me feel better. And I just started dropping all this weight like rapidly. People are like, what? How did you lose weight? I'm like, yo, it wasn't me. It was stress. My heart was beating. Like I yeah. had I'd been navigating death and, and heartbreak and all these things. And my heart was just like all day. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I've never felt this way. And I also like, there was also a moment too where I was like, I remember one time I was going to my bathroom and, I'm like, and I, I was in my bathroom and I was like, I was like, I started feeling weird and I was like, I started feeling my head closing. I'm like, oh, well, this is what they, this is a panic attack. And I remember I said to myself, I'm not doing this. I was like, I'm not doing a panic. I'm not. I just told myself, I was like, <laughs> we're not doing this because I don't need to add this to the fucking repertoire. Like, I don't need to yeah, add like, yeah, yeah. this shit. I was like, fuck that. And I just like, I blocked it out somehow. But that's, I'm stubborn and I'm really good at dissociating. So I blocked out that shit because I was like, I can't do it. I don't have time. Yeah. Have time. So anyway. And now you got the sauna, the plunge, you're training, got, eating, yeah. eating. That's better. why I got, that's why I was like, you know what? I need, yeah. the, I need, I need the sauna, I need the plunge. I'm making sure I eat well. I'm a fucking, I have all my, you know, it takes a village to raise an asshole. I got fucking shrinks and sponsors and fucking everything you need, you know, like, because I need all this shit to keep going. Yeah. That's, that's who, that's how I am. Like, I'm built, that's fucking, I've learned, I've learned the things that make me work. And yeah. I apply, and I do those things. And that's how I work. And you know what? They, and I'm gonna have to shift them. Periodically, they change. Okay, now this thing goes. Now this has to happen. Yeah. Now I found this new thing. Oh, I'm gonna be a fucking archer now. I don't fucking know. Like whatever. Yeah. Whatever keeps me going is is what I need to do. But are you, are you on caffeine too? Are you a coffee guy? Yeah. I just bought this like. I just bought this like stupid like. I was at I did a coffee machine. Yeah, I was at. I did a podcast. You know Kenny Beats. You know the guy. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did a podcast at his studio, and. And he had this coffee machine. And he's like, "This is a, the YX49 or some shit." And I was like, "And then he showed it to me. It's like it's like a computer." Yeah. And I looked at. It, I was like, "That's cool." And I recently had to, you know, part of me going back to Burner's like, "Yo, I need a full time assistant if I'm doing this." So I have a full time assistant, right? Nice. I just, I just good, hit, good, good. I hit her with shit. Like, can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah, she was on the text. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. on the text. Yeah. Sick, yeah. Like, love cat. Shout out to cat. Cat's fucking cat's holding me the fuck down. Cat cat took that. off. Cat took off for four days, and I was like. I, I I very quickly have forgotten how to wipe myself. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, what? How do I? What? How do? I? You know? Like I, I fell into this. I mean, I've always had assistance part time. Always, I've always had people helping me with shit. Yeah. But this is the first time it's been full time, five days a week. Good man. Fucking run my calendar. She's in. Like I had to let her into my life. I'd be like, okay. It took like a month for me to let her in my calendar because I have notes to myself, and I was like, okay, fuck it, you're in there. She's in my calendar. I get her my email pad. Like, it's awesome. I'm. She's in my shit. So. <clears throat> you need that, yeah. So yeah, and I go. I, in passing, I was like, "Hey, uh, get get me the coffee machine that Kenny got, you know." And I and then and then and then it, it shows up, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, "This thing is fucking. This thing's like a thousand dollars." I was like, "What the fuck am I thinking?" Like it was. I was. I was like, "What the fuck is it?" Like it, you know, because anyway. So and I keep it. I kept it because I'm just. <laughs> Because I hate returning things, and I'm like, I might as well use it. Is it makes it espresso. It's sick. It makes espresso. You press a button, and it makes you a perfect like a little espresso. Wow! It just goes burr, and it like does all the shit, and it just pours you an espresso, which is for me like you know, it's an extravagance. I, but you know, I, fuck it. You know, I got. But it helps gotta, you work. Helps you focus and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So what what what's next after Nike? You think? Well, we have. Uh, was there like was there like a dream collab? Be- that, that Spontos had too as well, that like there was a bucket list for him as well? When to I with. told him when we started, I said to him, he, again, first time out, very, I'm, very nervous. Sponto was super fucking nervous. If you know him, you know he's nervous about shit. Yeah. And he was really worried about things working and not working. He would be stressed. He stressed the fuck. He was stressed. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you got to meditate. You got to do something. He's like, ah. You see him just pacing ah, on the phone. Just like, ah. Like his stress was just like raw energy. Just like, oh, you know, just running, fucking yelling. And I remember telling him in the beginning, I'm like, hey, man, like first season I go, look, I'm like, I've been around for a minute. I've been doing this shit for a long time. I'm like, we got this. 
I'm like, we're good. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, trust me, this is good. This is really good. What we've built here together, this is solid. This is gonna go. And he was like, God, I'm like, I'm like, we're gonna get it. I'm like, because the goal, the goal was like Nike and Levi's. We want heritage. Along the way, we've done Converse, Reebok, fucking everything else, right? Dude. On that path. But the big goal for me, was always like, I, I bought a Nike medallion like years ago from Japan. I was like, because I've been, I've just had been obsessed with Nike because the brand, Nike's like Apple, like the branding. Same. What, it, what Nike was in the early thousands, like the marketing. Yeah. Just the, just the level of like, it's just, it's just excellent. Yeah. It just is, right? It's ubiquitous. Yeah. And like, that was the goal. And we got there. Year 10. We did it. We did both of those things. Because I wanted heritage. I want like the big, like that, for us, it's like beyond working with, you know, a couture label or something. That's as big as you're going to go for us. You know, like yeah. there are, there are bigger things, you yeah. know. <clears throat> but for our world, for what speaks to us is like, but there's also other things that are like, you know, we're doing a, we're doing something with it. There's a thing called Gents of Desire, right? Which is a small crew that I'm a part of that I had okay. actually put Sponto in. Okay. He was the last guy to get in. Um, and uh, and we put him in Gents of Desire and uh, through Alexis Ross, who's like, who leads that crew. It's a, it's a, it's a gentleman's uh, club. Let's just okay. say that. And we're doing a collab with Gents of Desire with Sponto. Sponto oversaw it. We did it with Alexis. We're doing it through Union. Like that stuff's really special. That's cool. It's not Nike. No yeah. one no, nobody knows what the fuck it is, but I know what it is. Sponto knows what it is. Yeah. And people in the know know what it is. It's cool. And it's beautiful. So there are things that like, you know, we also have our sport you know, we have sports plays. We're always gonna fuck with the Dodgers. It's ubiquitous for us. Kings, we're doing that. You know, we have like there's a few other things. You did every doing. team, man, every LA team. Yeah, we did you all the LA teams. We did a play with all of the NFL real quick. We're like, let's do every team. All right, let's see what happens. We did it. Fucking crushed. It was cool. Like, you know, but I, I'm I'm my whole thing is this. Before Sponto passed, he was like, We gotta go back to day one. Mm. And you're that's music to my ears. Day one was like me with my point and shoot, making zines, shooting the fucking models, finding the models on the street, casting them, shooting them, drawing the grab, like us running around all the time, fucking around. Sponto climbing up on billboards and just doing Sponto two tone tags, you know, like <laughs> Sick, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that yeah. was the energy. And like that energy in the first like three years, like visually is crazy. Like yeah. and I believe not to like, you know, I think that we probably set some like I think that we I think we set some baseline for some trends at that point. I think we were kind of like I think we did some stuff outside of the box that like probably influenced a few other brands, I would guess. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um and I want we're going back to that 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 vibe. Just for a season, we're calling it internally. We're calling it archival, but it's like that energy of season one, I love which that. is like raw, uncut, dangerous. You know, like yeah. we were just like, it, like we were, you know, like whatever the fuck was around us. Like uh, my girlfriend at the time, I had her shoot herself. You know, she was in the zine. Then we made posters of her. Like, um, you know, who the Sponto's fucking pictures in a shoebox of like so and so's mom from the neighborhood. Like that made it into a zine. That that yeah. moved into a t-shirt. Like everything around us. Everything from our lives was pushed into the brand and spread out to everyone else. So, like, we're telling our life story. Totally. Because it's necessary. Because we don't have, like, we have a story to tell. We come from somewhere. Yeah. And we come from somewhere very interesting. We're not, we're not like, you know, we're not a couple business majors or lawyers who are like, let's fucking sell some sneakers. Like, we're fucked up kids from yeah. a neighborhood and who were very creative. Sponto fell into his creativity later, but he had it. He just wasn't, it never got nurtured the way it should have been. Yeah. I always tell Sponto, I'm like, yo, if you grew up in Brentwood, you would have been like the 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 the, the captain of the lacrosse team. <laughs> it's just where you grew up. You know, you yeah. would have been a leader in another way. And, uh, and uh, you know, but, but yeah, all that stuff made its way into everything we did. And, 
and uh, you know, and it still will, and it's yeah. still there. And I know the story; like I'm, I was a part of it. You, you are know? part of the story. I'm history. part of the story. Yeah, like if you look at the zines too, it's like I, I laid all those zines out myself, and it's fifty fifty. It's like some, and some of it's also like contributors. Like uh, you know, I had Nate, my buddy Nate, gave some photos. Nate Walton, um, like for the first zine, uh, it's just a random, you know. So some is like local people from L.A., yeah, Venice heads photos drawings we have a picture of like the mark twain graduating class which i'm in like just you know random shit crazy just like whatever the fuck gets in there and makes it look good like and that's how everything looks like if you look at my office right now um you know one of the whole wall is just gonna end up being like a collage i'm gonna cover it just like i'm going right into the fucking wall i'm pinning into the wall i'm gonna paint on the wall that's gonna be one whole because that's that's the brand it's like it's just everything our life experiences all those photos in the shoe boxes all these old fucking jokes things that homeboy used to say the thing that happened over there like that all gets converged and pushed into this thing and funneled out and it fucking worked which is crazy yeah which is crazy but it's also because it's real too and people know that right it's authentic it's more real than like i would i would say too is like we've had to dial it back i've been like yo no 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 that might be like, too hard or no, too severe. All day. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't even like, no, you have, we've had to pull back on so much of it. Spondo's yeah. life is crazy. Yeah. The things that he's, he's been through, like we can't, it's just. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've even dialed back a lot of it, but a lot of it we didn't. A lot of it we just let it go, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been crazy, man. Well, it's great know. to see you and great to, and great to catch up and also like. Yeah, so much has changed since the last time you've been here and really happy you're on your hot and cold life. And I want to give a shout out to Ryan Dewey from Plunge who got you that refurbished plunge. Yo, shout out, to yo, plunge. Shout out for, to the refurbished plunge. Good <laughs> as new. Hell yeah, I just got one from my friend too. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, I appreciate that. I'm in that motherfucker. Um, I, uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You leave yours running all the time. Yeah. And the jets are on? Uh-huh. Okay, I just want to make sure because sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because like when it, okay, listen, when that thing's running, mm-hmm. And I go outside, I don't have time to get into it. I'm like, I'm just chewing up energy right now and it's running and I should be in it. And like, there's been weeks where so I haven't feel been able to guilty. get in. Yeah. I feel guilty. I'm like, and people are like, it's on. I'm like, I just been told to leave it on. It I just stays running. Yeah, it's recycling the it's water. Not so bad. It's not so bad, right? No, it's, it's keeping it clean. Yeah, keeping it clean. Have you, has your electricity bill gone up from it? I haven't looked. I haven't looked either. Yeah, I tell Kat, Kat, to look. Kat does the. I have her doing the maintenance. <laughs> she does like the clean. I go figure this out because I can't. Oh, she does the cleaning in there. Yeah, okay, she yeah. has the products. She does the cleaning. Like, I, you know, I'm like. It's cool you have somebody helping. That's not, you need that, dude. I do. I, I, there's no way. There's no, no fuck. I can't. You're only I, one person, man. I have to run a house. I got uh, a house. I got a whole fucking household. I got fucking laundry. I, you know, I, I've had to. <laughs> I've had to have people be helping me forever. Like I've had. I've had a housekeeper since way before I could afford it. Wow. For fucking twenty years, I've had a housekeeper. Way before, and like someone, someone put it to me one day. They go, "Hey," because like having a housekeeper is a very kind of bourgeois kind of thing, right? Like it's like, oh fuck, you think you got money, you know? But no. Someone was like, would you rather spend that three, four hours a day working or would you rather pay someone this amount of money for them to do it? And they, they put it to me in such a way where I was like, you're right. Yeah. And I've hired a housekeeper that's been with me forever. Awesome. Again, like. You trust. Yeah. And my housekeeper, she's like, she, this is another testament to how stu- like weirdly stubborn I am. Like I won't get rid of her. And she just does whatever she wants. She goes, I'm coming tomorrow. And I go, what? She just tells me when she comes. <laughs> and I'm like, and I can't fire her because like I can't. I can't wrap my head around it because I'm such a creature of like I, I'm such a creature of habit. But she makes it, she keeps it nice though. She yeah, does, she does, yeah, she does. She does her thing. She's need that. At this long, it's like you, she's she can do whatever she. I don't care. Um, but anyways, yeah. It, look, it, it's all like. What about the pod? The pod's gonna be coming back. I know you were going to like people's yeah, spots. Yeah, no, the and pod's doing the pod. back. Yeah, yeah no, good, I've, been, good, I've been recording in the studio. Great. I'm gonna be doing studio visits. Um, studio visits is a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just signed like a deal with like a podcast company. It's gonna bring in some more revenue, I guess. Good, you know? good, good. It's still, you know, we're still like it's still being. I haven't had time to really build the pod, but my plan, what I want to do for the pod, 
is I would like to take it. I want to turn it into some sort of a show, like yeah. a travel, like a travel thing. I want to do studio visits. That'd be awesome. Man. And just go to people's studios, talk shit, and leave. And I like, like that. That's what I would like to do. I like to I'd like to package it and sell it somewhere. Which I'm, another thing I got to work on. A bunch of my ten other fucking things, but you get it done though. You get it done. Figure I, it. it I feel like you get everything out. done. You want to do. You focus on is get it done. Yeah, it gets done. Shit gets done. Somehow it gets done. Yeah, somehow it gets done. And I still get to get up and like meditate and go to the gym, do all that shit. And that's how it gets done. When I stop doing that stuff, nothing gets done. Yeah. You know. Well, hey man, thank you for being here. I'm, I'm psyched we connected. Yeah. Once again, yeah. shout out to Jessica who connected us. And yeah, thank you, Jess. You're the best, and uh, I wish you the best with the Born and Raised, and Thank rest you, in peace, Spontos, yeah. and sorry for your loss, and I everybody. Brought you the, I brought you the t-shirt. I know, I got my first Born and Raised shirt. There you go. My first shirt, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to represent. Yeah, man. Um, Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. And uh, everybody can find you everywhere, right? It's I'm online, out, I'm whatever. Out I'm out there. I'm online. <laughs> partially, partially in the streets. What the hell, Stella? And uh, Born and Raised will have some stuff coming out soon. Yeah, right? always, always, nonstop. The cadence is crazy. And then what? What is um, what's that thing you mentioned, Sadie Hawkins? When is that? Sadie Hawkins is. I the, love the comment. Never been. I heard. I see great things about it, man. Pull up. Man. It's hard to get into, though. It's hard to get in. Yeah. It's. Uh, and when is that every year? It's every year, like a couple days before Thanksgiving. And soon. Yeah, it's very soon. We're, I was on a call about it today. It's like, where are we going? I don't know. What are we going to do? How's the line going to work? What the fuck's happening? What about security? Every, I'm sure it's going to be hectic in there, Every man. year it's hellish. Every year it's Walking Dead out there. Okay. I spend about four hours just bringing people in and out. Like, it's crazy. Okay. So every year I go, pre-production, I go, hey, how do we make it so people can get in easier? And every year it falls apart because everyone goes, we got this. They go, this is what happens. Every production company we go with, they go, okay, we've done, uh, you know, this this festival. I'm like, it's not like that. It's not like that. Everybody comes at the same time and they're wearing the best outfit they've had on all year and they're pissed because <laughs> they need to get the fuck in there because yeah. they know once they get in it's going to be a blast and it's the party of the year okay it just is it's 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 la's actual new year's eve because you know new year's eve is shot out shot. it's terrible shot. terrible this is a new year's eve for la okay so hopefully i'll get in that shit yes sir i got you i'm not gonna be texting bobby you know okay no, bye everybody you. thanks for listening thank you guys bye. bye i always ask my guests if they have any regrets i personally don't have any regrets even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card, don't really tell me much, didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up, it's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly gonna get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art Picoway laser technology. 
cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.